We are live. Oh, thank freaking God. <laughs> uh, what episode is this? Uh, 227. Episode 227 being brought to you tonight by Crunchyroll. That's crunchyroll.com slash PKA. That's how you get there. But I got to say, they really are the, uh, the Netflix of anime. There's three new featured shows that they want everyone to know about this month. Uh, One Piece, Punchline, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, so regardless of what device you've got, it really is worth it to go here if you're a big anime fan. Uh, I think they work on everything from Apple TVs, Xboxes, Playstations, really anything you've got. So you go to Crunchyroll.com slash PKA and sign up for, for premium to get the world's finest collection of anime free for 30 days with zero ads. Which of those three would you recommend for me, Kyle? Oh, definitely JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I think uh -huh. she's got uh, a happy trail, and, and that's, <laughs> oh, that's part of the Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> I think they follow along the, uh, the adventures of uh, a pubic crab as it continues Ooh. along the, the, uh, the happy trail. That's what JoJo's hey, Bizarre that, Adventure is actually that, about. I've got a question about Crunchyroll. I've never signed up for Crunchyroll, and uh -huh. I'll probably use your all's code. I'm going to do that after here. Um, but... Uh, my question is: Is the adult? Is the are there adult stuff on there too? Can you get no, like no? The, there's no like hentia. Crazy... Oh, you better believe it. <laughs> I don't think there is. <laughs> is there? Oh, yes, no. there is. Wait, is I mean not Taylor, necessarily like Taylor, X rated you, you or can't whatever. Just make like, it up. No, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Never. No, I With think that it's clean. That'd be a good. That, that's something we could maybe look into. Do they have a Do they have a good back catalog of like the older stuff? Because that's what I like. Like Oh My Goddess and like Tenchi Muyo, Rama One Half. Like that's the stuff. That's anime to me. So that's well, why. Yeah, all of those are familiar catalog. to us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right. we they they will be there. They will. Uh, okay, that's awesome. I, all right. They um. I think their claim to fame is the really current stuff too. Like like. I think within an hour, like if it comes out and it's not even translated, like they will have translators make, you know, do the English subtitles and get it out in an hour. So they, that's they have, awesome. That's they have, crazy. They have like people working around the clock to get well, anime out. Well, on well back spot. when I was really into it, like I used to do the, the whole torning thing and all that business. And I hated having to do that because the fan subs were not always that great. And sometimes you'd wait two, three, four, five weeks to be able to watch a current episode. And so I'm really glad they're doing that. That's crazy. That's actually really crazy. Yeah. Well, if you like anime, Crunchyroll is the way to be. Crunchyroll.com slash PKA. Yeah, I'll remember that. Free. I'll remember that. All right. You remember it. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way to watch anime. Free month of access. <sighs> so, Boogie, how are you? I'm doing all right, man. Uh, we moved into a new place. I don't know if you can recognize it. It came from your advice. I, I think you just did the same thing. Yeah. Uh, There's a new paint swatch on the back. <laughs> what do you think of these? What do you think of these? Yeah. My wife like, got these. I like My mother-in-law got this one. So is the middle one canvas and the two on the side are wood? Is that what I'm saying? No, no. They're all canvas. We're, I'm, I, I normally have my green screen up, but I took it down for today. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I've been doing a lot of Twitch. I've been tw doing Twitch five nights a week. Um, and man, I got to tell you, I love doing Twitch. Anybody? Are you guys doing that at all? I've done it a lot. No, uh, lately, I've been doing nothing but moving and building and stuff. But go on. Oh, yeah, well, I've been loving it, man. But, uh, but yeah, new place. Um, we moved a couple towns over, you know, trying to keep our address secret, you know. Mm. Um, but uh, it's it, it's way bigger than the place we were renting. Um, you're the one. You're one of the people that really convinced me that it was time to buy. You know, instead of throwing my way money away at renting, we should look at purchasing. And and we definitely moved in that direction. And it's it's so nice. I'm so glad we did. That's it's awesome. Did you have any problems with uh, contractors? Maybe name Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> you had to, I, yeah. to boot out. 
What's Boom, this? What's yours? Boogie probably doesn't know. Sailing. So when we no. bought this place, sorry about the echo, by the way. I'll do the audio treating done. Yeah, soon it's enough. huge, Woody. <laughs> I really do my You've best to have good audio. You've ruined everything, Woody. So anyway, um, we moved in and we had the place renovated. Like we had some new hardwood floors put in. We got everything painted and um, new light fixtures put in, stuff like that. It, the guy told us it would take two weeks. It was over three months. Like oh. crazy over time, over budget as well. And um, it was just, it was a really rough, ugly experience. I hated it. Hated every That's second awesome. of it. And uh, Jamal, who we was mentioning, was a subcontractor. He did terrible work, so the general contractor didn't want to pay him. And then um, now Jamal is suing the two of us. Like, I've got anything to do with this shit. And uh, I'll be in small claims court on May 4th. So that's when everything ends. I have nothing to lose. So So he's suing for six grand. So what I did is I held six grand back from the general contractor. I put it in an escrow account. And then, um, you know, whenever he gets paid, he, you know, like, so the court will say, give all six to Jamal or give three to Jamal, three to Ed, the GC or or whatever. Um, You know, I I don't know what they'll say, but uh, from my standpoint, I already put the six grand in escrow and I could give a shit where it goes. What does does escrow mean? Mm, Yeah, this is what I think of as like an old man superpower, right? Like, like I just know old man shit, right? That's that's a thing. So yeah, you're an old fuck. Yeah, it's kind of like a special bank account that's dedicated to a purpose. And the money doesn't come out of it until like the, an, an arbitrator, like a central person agrees to it. So like, let's say I'm going to buy your house. I'll put all that money in escrow and then it will transfer to you upon, you know, the exchange of the house. It's kind of like setting aside dedicated funds for a thing. And then when that thing happens properly, it goes over. If that thing doesn't happen properly, it comes back to you. So it's just like a pending account. Basically, so you're, yeah, you're like pending that. your payment until it's sufficiently provided. You're the putting payment or the, in yeah. kind of, it's not a joint account. I mean, it's kind of yours, but you're, you know, there's someone, some third person who decides that the action has happened that triggers the transfer. Oh, okay. It, right? Well, look at that. Learn something. Yeah. yeah. Three minutes what? in. This action-packed PKA brought to you by <laughs> Crunchyroll. Uh, Join us next week when we go over tax law. Now, let's talk about Ben Gay for a while. That really helps your joints. You Dude, know? I have a topic. I have one, too. Uh, oh, Lord. Two topics. Rock, paper, so scissors? Do a four-hour show? Uh, All right, wait, so a second. I have, I have a topic. I want you in on this. play, too. Sorry, All right. I don't. You can play, so too. I'll so the way I go is... Rock, paper, scissors, then shoot. And on shoot, no, no, a thing no. Get happens. boogie in on it. Get boogie. Yeah, we want boogie too. Yeah, boogie. we're uh, all three, six right? Hands up in the rock, rock, paper, scissors. Paper, scissors, uh, shoot. shoot. Okay. And that's going to be our thing. All right, ready? Okay. Yeah. Rock, rock paper, scissors, shoot. Three scissors. You guys all did scissors. Kind of, but yeah. Three okay, right. again. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Three oh, scissors. All That's right, an ready? Anomaly. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ooh, oh, boogie's oh, out. Like Kyle and I, ready? I had to, I had to. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, Kyle All wins. Right. So, All right. Chiz linked me to this website, and I'm going to get the, uh, the link for you guys, too. But basically, this um, you send these people your some genetic material, some, you know, some spit in a, in, a, in a test tube, and they will do your genetic history, and they'll find out uh, 
what your ancestry is, genetically speaking. Like if you have any African American ancestors, if you have, and not just like African American, it'll they'll, they'll narrow it down to like the region of Africa that your descendants came from. So I was thinking we should totally do this. <laughs> we should find what out what our is what they call it. We what should... horrific marketing. <laughs> 23 and me. This sounds like the next Taylor Swift album. <laughs> I think we should all do this and then um and then compare. My family's done something like this. Well, this isn't like where they look back through like your birth like birth records and stuff like this. This is a this is like DNA mapping, I guess. Right. No, I know. It's really cool figuring out where you're from genetically. Yeah. I think that would be great, and we could take I'm some bets as to as to which one of us totally has some African American. Right, because here's the thing: your grandparents may have lied, you know, because it would be yeah. shameful to have some Indian in you, or shameful to have some other mud race in you, or whatever. I have that. Yeah, they were crazy back then when they were right <laughs> down that. the tree, Did you right? know that? You know? <laughs> so apparently, on my mom's side, we have Mexican in us. And it's Ooh. like a family secret that, like, I'm not even positive it's true because it's kind of buried. And um, so, yeah, there's... Just that your lawns looked very well kept. <laughs> deal with that. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. I think this is a great use for Patreon funds. I think you should yeah, order up three like of these motherfuckers and find out. Let's do it. I've, do you I've know heard... where you're from, Kyle? Like, specifically no, no. where your family's from? No, no clue. Um, my family uh, didn't come here till the early... 20th century. You know, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I had some ancestor who owned slaves, was a slave, was a bootlegger, or like some sort of a thief, or a, you know, a, a congressman maybe even. It could be that low. I, I don't know. <laughs> I like the way you did that. We, 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 we just, I, that's why I'm interested in this. And I'd love to show my dad, be like, look, dad, you're, you're one thirty second black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think we, that uh, would go over well with your dad? Actually, I don't... <laughs> I don't think he would care that much. He'd get a chuckle out of that, but um, but it, it would just be funny to go over. My mom might. My mom might. My great <laughs> like, grandmother. The black guy. <laughs> my great grandmother was full blooded Cherokee, and so apparently I have enough American Indian in me to like qualify for like scholarships and shit. And so every time somebody's like, "Hey, check your white cis mill privilege," I'm just like, I chuckle inside a little bit because I'm like, I'm not white, dude. I'm technically American <laughs> Indian. You're full of shit. So whatever. Yeah, I, I, I say love that. Stuff. We read the resu results live on the air, and well, sort of. And uh, oh, it was like a Jerry Springer episode. That segues yeah, I, into my topic. Let's hear it. All right, I learned that there hasn't been a white sprinter in the Olympic hundred meter finals since 1980. Has it been one to compete in them? Right. Not a single white guy has been in the top, you know, in, the, in the finals on the, of the Olympic 100-meter sprint Not since surprising. 1980. And I think that's horseshit. I think that, um, that maybe we need, like, an affirmative action sprinter program <laughs> ah, to put, like, I a agree. white person in the finals. Because <clears throat> like you it. don't know. Like, maybe they'll do something great. If they, I, I know there's other people who are faster and stuff, but we should take them out and put in a white male sprinter so that, like, maybe they'll win. You don't know. It could happen. Or um, they won't I think they win. only do that when they feel that the advantage was gained unfairly in a way. I, right. I think may maybe, um, maybe they should have, like, a special program to encourage more white male sprinters to take up sprinting. Maybe that's no, a thing. If they do that, they need to make it full-blown ridiculous. Like, they have four 
chiseled black guys sprinting or six, whatever that amount is. <laughs> and then uh, a white woman and a dwarf. Just to show that they give a fuck about diversity. Just to put them in there. Just to see that little dwarf, you know, just chugging along. What's doing the dwarf, best with what's his the little dwarf, dwarf farms. Yeah. Well, what about what about the fat Olympics? Like, why don't we have that? Why isn't it just like five or six like lumbering fat guys? Why don't we have special events for that? Uh, I mean, exactly. honestly, that is well, an official body type. I, I, I kind of feel like Irish Tumblr. I know what it's nine, like. Yeah. I mean, no nine one ever really told me to get into sprinting. Sprint wouldn't be very good. Right. <laughs> no one ever really encouraged me to take up sprinting. I think that perhaps, you know, I'm at a disadvantage in sprinting, and that there should be special programs that help me come along. Right. Well, that's the thing. If you put, and this, it's all about incentive for me. Okay, uh-huh. I'm generally not going to be able to run very fast, but I'm going to outrun Carl Lewis if you put a lifetime supply of a Mountain Dew at the end of that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to beat I'm him. Sure there. That's would. all I'm saying. That's going to happen, man. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're my favorite shitlords, just to be very clear. You are my favorite shitlords. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people were like, but you don't want to go on that show. They're shitlords. They're, they're praising fat people hating. I'm like, man, everybody's entitled to their opinion. Like, I don't fucking know their opinion already. You guys have told me to I my face. It's like a big fucking did, It's me. And, and hit, partially it. it's this. One of the reasons I think that fat people hate gets such a bad name is because sometimes fat people will go in there and they'll say some outrageous shit that even the shitlords wouldn't be on board with just to sort of be like, look at this thing they did. They said we should crucify fat people. Like, wait a minute, we didn't say anything about crucifixion. Like, first of all... Well, I mean, crucifying me... Just imagine the, the, the structure we need. <laughs> right? It's just yeah, not going to work. Yeah. I yeah. like you did the poor people hate, right? right? Like, to, to be fit, it takes... Perhaps um, a, you know, a proper upbringing and diet and stuff like that. It, it takes a lifetime of discipline. It takes focus. It takes like there's a lot of shit involved in being fit. You have yeah. to d- deny yourself things all the time. It, it, it's really the same process as you know going to college and getting a job and doing all the other things. Like it, it's a lifetime of devotion and discipline. Well, I've been learning a lot of things over the last three years, and we've talked about it. I, I don't want to. Talk, I don't want my entire time to be here uh-huh. talking about this, but um, I'm 60 pounds lighter than my biggest ever, which is an accomplishment for me. I'm mm-hmm. proud that I've done it. I'm still 500 fucking pounds, but or 527ish right now, but I'm still fat as shit. But I'm less fat than I used to be, and it's been a hell of a, a stretch, you know. The reason I don't like fat people hate is because hate is right in the title, and I really don't. I, I'm not a hateful person. I, don't I really agree. Understand, I wish the. Like, I hate. wish the. I, I like ha- fat people's stories. Now that was a good subreddit. I enjoyed that one. Fat people hate now at one hundred eleven thousand. Here's what I, the, the, there's some post. I, I sort of pick and choose the posts I like. There, some of them just seem to be cruel for the for, for right. no other purpose than being cruel. And I don't like that to be honest. Some of them pick away at sort of the the Tumblr culture and uh, some of the like um, I guess what is it healthy at any weight stuff that right, can which be, is I enjoy that stuff I love that stuff that I, stuff can be completely ridiculous when there yeah. are people who are obviously unhealthy and they're like no this is healthy and the, these are and I've seen people try to make fat rolls look like a six pack and try to say that, and, <laughs> yeah, I love that stuff like, too like that stuff I like have you seen and, Bruce Buffer six pack no. Uh, I'm going to try and share this. Hold on. Yeah, I'd love to say it. While he's looking for this, just just because a lot of people tweeted me about this, and I just want to, all the PK fans out there, just let me go ahead and say this, okay? Health at any size is insanity. You can't be both morbidly obese and healthy. You can be for a short period of time, but eventually that'll end. Take it from me, okay? I'm someone who thought I could be healthy and fat, 
And you know what? I can tell you I wasn't able to. My doctor agreed to me that no one can. And the truth of the matter is it is your personal responsibility to be as healthy as humanly possible so you can live as long as you want. Uh, and at the end of the day, when, the, the good side to all of that stuff, Kyle, I, I know that this is your point because I know you as a person. We've talked many, many times. Your goal is to remind people to be healthy and to do the healthy thing and, and to try to maintain their health. That's it. And whatever reminder we need to do that, I still don't believe that negative reinforcement works. And this type of negative reinforcement certainly doesn't make it that much easier, you know, because I think it encourages I don't think it, people I don't to think be like it, shitty. I think, you know? I, I think it helps a little. So, so I think there are people who are who um who when they they see that and they're overweight they they feel shame and perhaps they are indeed shamed into making a change in their life. I think that's a small percentage. I of think people. that shame is about ninety percent of what causes obesity. It could shameful. be, it could be, but so, for me, it's what it's what prevents my own ob obesity. Oh, you are, I was going to say, oh, it is. You are sexy, man. I'm not going to lie. Pretty, you should see him in person. Holy fuck! Oh, yeah, Kyle's on would, point right now. I would slime around on you. Hey, I will tell you though. And the other thing, the last time, <laughs> the last time I was on here, my back injury was the worst it had ever been. Well, a combination of a new bed has been helping, my DDP exercises, which I'm still doing. A lot of people are like, man, you're shaming DDP, but not losing as much weight, as weight as you could. And I know that. I'm sorry. I'm letting Diamond Dallas page you down, brother. I, I know I need to do better, and I am doing better. Um, <laughs> but I'm in less pain than I've ever been in the last three years. It's still really miserable. I mean, I'm still crying every morning when I wake up and trying to get used to it. But uh, I told you when this back injury was healed, I'm coming to fucking boot camp, Kyle. Don't doubt me for a goddamn second i'd say give me another six months to a year i think my back is going to be better i'm hoping to lose another 30 or 40 to make it a little easier and i'm fucking coming man check out this picture oh given another year dude if you continue with it you will lose a lot more i hope so but you know 30 or 40 I, I, you will lose that a lot more and you'll be is, happy i said with that on the first pka and i gotta tell you man it's been a slow fucking road but at least there's been progress on that road and i'm happy with it this is you bruce know? buffer's six pack um, wow it's my understanding that what he did is he had liposuction such that they tr they, shaped, <laughs> they shaped his belly fat into a six-pack. <laughs> I would do that. If I could just get hammered every day and yell at fighters and then go home to a couple of hot babes like that, I would absolutely do that. Absolutely. Oh. Wait These two women are both prostitutes. Yeah, he is off the hook. He shows up with whores and doesn't even pretend otherwise. He's like, yeah. Uh, no. Good for him. You know what? Good for him. Oh, uh, the bit more UFC news. Do you uh, Joe Lozon has a fight uh, July. 20 it's announced. It's all over, all over the world. To oh, Twitter okay. and ESPN and all that stuff. Uh, he, he gave. <laughs> he told us maybe 15 minutes or half an hour before the rest of the world knew, I guess. But um, he's fighting uh, a guy named Comey. Uh, Komarasu Comey or something. What's his first name? Or uh, Yonk? Am I completely Suzuki. It's like Takagami Gomi. Gomi, Gomi is his last okay. name. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's close enough. Yeah, I was totally close. Uh, yeah, I'm July embarrassed. I should be. All my people are gonna say I don't actually like MMA are gonna fuss at me. But yeah, like Takanomi Gomi, something like that. Takanori. Takanori is that it? Ori? I think it's an Ori at the end. Um, there know. is no fucking way that it's Takagomi Nomi. It's Takanori Gomi. There we go. That's, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, that's that's really good. Um, I was it's a freaking amazing card. I, yeah, that's I, I don't I'm not a big enough of a UFC guy to 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 know that that's a good card, but I'll believe if you say it. I'm gonna do my best to be there. I think I'm 
Um, I got a couple of events that month. Um, I specifically I, asked Joe if I should be there or not. Because we were yeah. planning on going to that event, and now he's fighting in it. And I'm like, am I going to mess this up? Because I, And he says, I don't believe in jinxes. Come on out. So yeah, that's a thing. That's good. Yeah, so I think July 12th is the paintball uh, event in Chicago. Then July 25th is Joe's fight with on that big card. <coughs> there i'm at pennsylvania doing some kind of promotional so, thing at a gun show but I, originally the paintball thing was july 25th that was us it was never july 25th okay. i don't know where we got that number but we both okay. believed it was but it never in fact was um it isn't the, the the call of duty world at war scenario game is on july 12th uh, uh, in chicago uh, paintball explosion joe's fight is on the 25th and somewhere in between i'm in pennsylvania so i'm going to try to make a fun month out of july all right. Yeah. Yeah, that should be awesome. Dude, that... Uh, Joe's going to kill that guy. Like... Hope so. Yeah. That's going to be good. Go, I, Joe. If I was the commission, I'd be like, Gomi, are you sure you want to do this? He's going <laughs> to fucking kill you. you know, like, Who's he fighting? What's his name? Takanormi no, Gomi? I just... <laughs> Gomi. I've always called him Gomi. I just... I, me and names. That's my thing. <laughs> Cut me some slack. <laughs> Um, Takanori Gomi. Takanori Gomi. What did I say? Takanomi Gomi. They know. keep joking about uh, me being in shape, but Joe took it. Joe came out of the shower uh, when we were in the in Chicago, and mm -hmm. and he was he was topless, and Joe is in incredible. Oh, shape. Dude, he's all. And, and at first, you're just like, wow, Joe's in incredible shape, and then like what he always says, then you kind of re remember, oh yeah, that's what he does for a living. Yeah, dude. So one of the reasons I became a fan of Joe is that I thought he was like the super version of me, right? If people don't know, Joe has a computer science degree. Um, you know, he went to college all four years, whatever. And um, rather than go the comp sci route, he went the exercise route and became a professional athlete. So I had in my head, like, if hypothetically or in some alternate universe, I had focused all my energy into athletics, all of it, right? Not just swimming or whatever, but like really you know, even after college and full time in this thing, that Joe is what the super version of me would be. And then I saw him in person and it was like, oh, no, <laughs> he's not. There's, he's not a version of me at all. He's one of them. He's the, like, I thought he was one of us, like like a gamer kind of comp his, sci guy. His core, like, I don't know what these, like these lateral muscles that kind of go right here. Oh <laughs> yeah, those ones that people draw in paintings. Like uh, yeah. David. David yeah, has to try to give like a V, a V uh, in that in that area. They're like, there's like, they're like this thick. There's like that much meat just laid on top of his you, core that you I can, don't have. You can it's be fooled muscle. into thinking that Joe's not one of them, one of those like super jock, crazy, whatever. And um, and that happens because his pecs aren't real thick, right? You know, and you're almost like, oh look, he's like a regular guy. He doesn't have that like massive guy chest thing. Well, you know better than anyone. <laughs> but um, I, I, <laughs> anyway, uh, he doesn't want them. He says they're not that useful in fighting, and uh, and and they weigh a lot. So like he's like, I don't even care. We go pecs, whatever. He he wants the more useful muscles for, for what he does. You'd think pecs would be punching, but I don't know. That that's what he says. So um, but yeah, if you see Joe in his underwear, it's a sight to behold. It's a sight to behold. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if you're if you're hitting someone, are pecs useless? I, I would have thought they'd like be core, the, right? I mean, like it's all like, the muscles are useful. Yeah. I don't know, like if you're like winding into a big hit. I, I don't I can, know. That's I all sort of core back crazy. You think no? You think I'm wrong on the pecs being useful? 
No, no, I was just I I imagine that I have no no experience speaking I imagine, in that regard. Huh. Right? I mean, Pex, I, I think a Pex job essentially is to pull your elbow towards the center of your chest, and it would seem like that'd be super related. But uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of out. This isn't really what I studied. Yeah. Well, in any case, Joe's got a big fight coming up. We're all very excited about it. And a big card as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my best to be there at that fight. Dude, uh, he's got a great fight, great card. Joe's going to smash him. It's going to yeah. be cool. Uh, so, so do you think you're going to go? Uh, I'd like to, yeah, yeah. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't be able to go. All right, cool. But hey, why don't you drive me? It, that'd be good. You should get <laughs> your new truck and you should, dri- you should drive us up there. That'd be, that, that'd be great to, to do that twice. Wait, where's the fight? <laughs> Chicago. Wait, Chicago. Chicago. So, so Woody has to loop on down <laughs> to Georgia and then take that simple drive to Chicago. Yeah, I've made that drive to Chicago pulling a golf cart. It was so awful. Like a couple years ago, that last paintball thing, it was so god-awful. We're driving along. I got Jeremy in the passenger seat. He, he shared the driving with me, but, but he was asleep at this point. And uh, we're in the left lane of like a six-lane superhighway. You know, there's concrete barriers boxing us in, lots of traffic. And I'm locked into that left lane, which is the, you know, it's the, uh, the, the, the multiple, multi-capacity lane or whatever, the, the HOV lane. And I got this trailer. Oh, the car yeah, the carpool lane. I'm hauling ass. I'm doing at least 80 miles an hour. There's one car in front of me, and uh, Jeremy's asleep in the passenger side, and I'm going along. And I notice the car in front of me like does this weird evasive maneuver, but I can't really tell why. I'm like, the fuck's that guy's problem? <laughs> and then I see it. An entire tire is in the road. It's just a whole like semi-truck tire. That's, that's, it doesn't even look like a gator, which is what they call the peeled-apart tires. It looks like the whole fucking thing. And I, I look in my mirror, and there's a car right beside me, so I'm boxed in. So I just go, Jeremy, hang on! <laughs> and we just hit it right in the fucking middle. And it's just like, ba-boom, ba-boom, at 80 miles an hour. And then the tire gets kicked up by my back tires and hits the fucking U-Haul trailer behind me and, like, bends the shit, bends the shit out of the fender. Jeremy was scared shitless. It was, it was great. It was worth doing just to scare Jeremy that bad. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. it sounds like it was a, a huge half. ordeal caused by a tire in the freeway. <laughs> it's a 12 and a half hour drive from Raleigh, and in, or uh, less than two hours to fly. It seems like flying is a better idea. Flying's definitely better. I'm not even sure it's cheaper to drive. Hey, flying's take a train, a idea. live it up. It can't be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> live like an 18th century millionaire. Yeah, live like a you know 1910 oil baron. Yes, and just go across the U.S. They were called ten thousand heirs at the time. Yes, <laughs> he said he got questioned by by a detective at some point because uh, on the train or before he got on the train, something about um, buying his tickets so close to the departure date was a suspicious thing, and he got profiled because of that. So. I, uh, I've never traveled by train. Yeah, I've never traveled by train, uh, and I don't, I don't think I ever, ever will. I used to commute by no. train, so I spent a lot of time on a train, but just like that's an hour each way. Yeah, that's a different a tram train. or a train? Definitely train. The commuter train is okay. different. Like that train we took uh, that night in Boston to go to Joe's gym. The subway. Okay, yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I never... The subway. I don't remember. I, that's was it, I think it was a subway. Didn't we go down into it? And, I've I don't never know. been it on a train like in my entire life. It seems like there's a thin line there to me. What were you saying? 
I've never been on a train in my entire life. I can't believe that. Is there no? I was already thinking. Have I even ridden the subway? I've never ridden the subway. The closest I've ever come is there's like this tourist thing up in Eureka Springs in here in Arkansas, and like you can like you can do like a dining car or whatever, and then you can like. Was it a really small train where you sit on the top and out the roof? No, no, that was that was. This is a full size passenger train for. Were you in a mall? (laughs) Was the Easter? Did Santa give you a ticket? (laughs) Is it the kind of train that you can spin a dial in front of you to spin your own cart? (laughs) (laughs) Was there a monorail? Were you on tires? I would um I would like it if there were more trains. That's an interesting. Mm. I saw that Japanese train. Like I guess it broke that uh, that speed record. I'm guessing like 500 kilometers per hour. I think it was like 366 miles per hour, something like that. Which that's really that sounds really fast. fast. Yeah, it's a it's some sort of new experimental maglev or something. But mm. that's fast. That's fast enough to. I- I think we can all agree that like the U.S. infrastructure desperately needs rebuilding, and if we ever do rebuild it, I would love to see us get some of these monorails, man, or like any of these. Like, how awesome would that cities. be? You know, you know. It, I mean, it, I, that, I live in Arkansas, so it's never going to affect me one or the other. But like one running down the West Coast would be brilliant if you think about it. It the seems only like I'm, our country is suited is well suited for that kind of thing. It seems like if you had like Chicago's a great city to to put them in, so it's, it's such a nice central city, and it's yep. you know you can bounce to New York, you can bounce down to Atlanta, and 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 all the all the cities that are right there near it. Lots that of fresh cool. water. Yeah. <laughs> the the only thing I like about trains, I haven't been on one like a. a the, the high speed ones or anything is the lack of security. Like it, if train, if planes weren't so fucked up, if it didn't take an hour and a half on either side of a plane ride to like yeah. board and check your luggage and go through security and all that, then I wouldn't want to train at all. The real reason I want to train is I want the private plane experience. Yeah. So, so let's talk about flying and being fat. Cause that's real amusing. Okay. Um, as I, I, since I obviously have had to fly a few times to do appearances at like VidCon or the PlayStation experience, the video game awards, let's stuff like that. Um, we're flying more than ever and I hate it. Obviously. I mean, it's, it's unbearable. Airports are too big for me. Obviously the seats are too small. I have to get two. I have to purchase two seats obviously so that I'm not making anybody else uncomfortable. It's a pain in the ass, but every time I go through security, I make a TSA agent's life a living hell because the scanner that they use, they can't see through certain areas of my body, specifically <laughs> the stomach portion. Good. So, There's a okay. guy in the back of the TSA. She can't take it, Captain. We're giving her all she's got. <laughs> it's like more, more. So every time I step out of that X-ray machine, some poor guy has to go digging. To look yes. for, I don't know what it's <laughs> expecting to find, and they they always every time ninety nine times. Please out tell of 100, me something involving your butthole happens. It involves my penis every time. They're like they're surprised when they find <laughs> it, like they're not expecting one, and then like there's my balls in their hands, and then they like a couple of guys didn't know what that was, so they really got in there, and then I'm like. Do I need to turn my head and cough, dude? Like, Bags, what? Dude, uh, you have a small. These, what kind of? Is this a penis? Yes, it's a penis, man. Is this testicles? Yes. Are you sure it's not a gun, sir? No, I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's fired off a couple times, and then you know, yeah, and then you're in a special room. This and... bag seems to be holding more than three ounces of fluid. <laughs> 
But every time, man, I just I come out of that machine and I now I just directly apologize to the guy on the other side of the machine. I'm like, I'm real sorry for this, dude. And he's like, God, oh, don't be. It's not a big deal. You know that guy home guy goes home and just calls his therapist. And says, I had to check in another fatty today. You know, so, it's just, so you need two tickets. Right, I need two tickets. Now, yeah. Would one first class ticket do the trick? Um, we got bumped up to first class, and it depends on the size of the plane. Mm -hmm. uh, the one time we got bumped up to first class, it was awesome. It was perfectly comfortable. I'm in one seat, my wife's in the other. It, it's just wonderful. It's beautiful. Um, the other time, uh, well, the, the first time I looked at a first class seat, if the plane is pretty small, then it's going to be too narrow, and I part of me is going to be in the aisle, and that's going to make it difficult for the the stewardess, and I don't want to do that for her. You know, it's bad enough. That I'm even on the plane for some people, so I don't want to. I don't want to make. I don't want any part of me sticking out in the aisle. I'd rather eat the cost, you know, every time. So Wings went to the billionaire bash, the billionaire challenge. I forget what it was called. A couple of years ago, we did this thing and they flew Wings out, yeah. and he had a terrible flight experience. He hated it. So he the plane was full. Oh, he he got one ticket. He needed two. Right, right. <laughs> he did, he, but he, he had never flown before, so he didn't know about the whole two ticket thing. I, and uh, the guy so next to him. Gave him a hard time. Now, it wasn't completely unjustified, I guess. Right. But whatever he did or said really hurt Wings' feelings. And uh, I remember it. Like, I, so I was out there with him and stuff. And he, he wanted to drive home. And, and he felt super uncomfortable. I think part of it was never having left home before. But he was like, I, you know, he's like it's weighing over me. A 24 by 7, I know I have to fly home somehow. I have to get home. This is horrible. Like, it, it was this miserable thing. And... Um, yeah, you know, the, the, the flight really took it out of him. He hated it. He full on hated it as much as you can hate something. He must have if he's considering getting a rental <laughs> going from L.A. to South Carolina. He oh, might not Jesus have known Christ. the scope of what he was talking about. Right. Yeah, he, like it, maybe not the financial scope, but surely he knows how wide the fucking United States is. <laughs> Surely. <laughs> Surely. I mean, they do have maps. No, but I mean, in all They're seriousness, right like, I, not in South Carolina. If you told me that, it, like, you know, he didn't really have a grasp on how many hours a drive that was, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds reasonable. You know, like, he, I don't think he'd ever left his, I don't know, town, county, whatever. Like, like he had never traveled anywhere. <laughs> he might enough. not really get how far away California is. It's an undertaking for those of you who, have, who, who are uninitiated. Uh, it, it takes a couple I, of days. And you. Go it's on. awful. It's awful. I, I've driven yeah. the farthest I've driven is to. Um, uh, I know I've driven to Phoenix, Arizona. I How think far is that from you? Is that like twenty-four hours of driving? It was broken up across like three days because it was kind of a multi-leg trip. We were going to different places and doing different things, but uh, it was like it was like five days of total driving. I think um, I flew for half of it. Like, I flew from Atlanta into Albuquerque, uh, but I drove on the way back, and that was not pleasant. Furthest I've driven is Michigan. Um, I forget the town exactly. Prince or something? It was right near Kalamazoo. I knew that. Oh, so you're up in the UP? That's where my wife is from. I love that area. Uh, is Kalamazoo, Kalamazoo's not UP. Is that not? Okay, never mind. No, it's between. I don't know the UP that well. I know Escanaba. I know, like... Gladstone, I love Marquette, but I don't really know. It's right I don't know Chicago Central. and Toledo. Yeah, I gotcha. Hey, did you uh you want your topic? Uh yeah. We didn't do boogies. Hey, oh, uh, I, I wanted to talk about the, the, the Steam's new plan. Holy shit, oh, okay. have you heard about this? No. Wait, what is okay, it? Okay, so now you guys have been playing a lot of PC games when you game lately, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so modding is probably the best part of PC gaming, right? Because Skyrim is a completely different game on on PC than it is on Xbox or PlayStation. So the guys over at Steam have finally de determined that they are going to help people monetize modifying. And so, uh, so uh, uh, basically, you'll be able to charge for any mods you create for a game if that game chooses to participate in charging mods, Skyrim being the first one. And the pack that they have up, and I, I, may, I may be misquoting this here, is a $30 pack, which is more expensive than Skyrim is, I think. A $30 pack, and that's discounted. That's the discounted price, and it contains basically just 17 weapons. So oh, no. they have now added microtransactions to Skyrim. Nah, that, that, it, there's no way. That won't fly. Well, obviously, like within 10 minutes, um, they had to remove comments from the page because yeah. <laughs> people were just shitting all over the place. And I, I'll tell you right here, I, uh, as somebody who creates content for the Internet, I believe a modder should be able to have a way to get paid. Yeah, I think too. I think donation better is a great way to do it. Donations through YouTube. This is not the way to do it specifically because Steam plus the publisher keeps 75% giving only 25% to the modder. So that's going to encourage very expensive prices uh, because at $10 the modder is only going to get 250. I yeah. mean that's ludicrous. That's, that's just ludicrous. I, I would like it if the modders could get some kind of compensation. Of I course, think it yeah, would produce much better mods, and there'd be a lot more standardization in the mods because sometimes I have to, I'm reading on forums trying to figure out which one which one of the grass effect mods I want. Like, oh well, this one will give me more frames actually because it's but this one is a better texture pack. I don't know. It goes if there was money involved, you'd have better mods like uh, the. Um, for Civilization Five, there's a Game of Thrones mod that I'm really interested in. I really want to play this. Yep. But there's three or four different versions of it. Three of them just don't fucking work, and one of them only kind of works. And I just feel like if that guy were getting fifty cents a piece, you know, he'd have thousands and thousands of dollars making him, you know, pushing him towards making this mod work. Well, that takes order, about a in third. order for him to clear fifty cents a piece before taxes. Because he's going to have to file on a Schedule C. I told you we'd talk about taxes. Yeah. He's going to have to file that on a Schedule C. He'd have to charge about $2.50 to $3 in that neighborhood for him to clear $50. Cents to yeah, that's a bullshit off. system. That, that'll right. never, it's, it'll never fly. Uh, so it's not, it's not that I'm against the idea. It's I'm against the implement, implementation. Yeah, and I wouldn't pay for that either because like you mentioned like 30 bucks for a bunch of like swords or something. Right. When I mod Skyrim, I would sit there for hours at a time like installing and removing like just seeing if i liked it or not and there would be if by that uh at that uh, rate would have had to they, spend hundreds they, and hundreds they of are dollars. giving us 24 hours to refund a uh a mod purchase so that is that's a step in the right direction yeah although uh, it also depends on like what kind of bundle the mods come in if we're talking because sometimes a mod is literally just one weapon and and sometimes it's a huge pack of weapons right exactly exactly um, and of course, I mean, there's, there's still Skyrim Nexus, which is giving away many of the mods they're charging for, obviously for free still. There's always going to be competition. But we have now entered the day and age in which we are now going to see people pirating mods, <laughs> yep. which is mind-boggling to me. And it all really comes down to, I think the backlash isn't about Skyrim itself, and it's not about this system itself. I think it's that people are just really tired of getting nickeled and dimed. And I don't yeah. know what games you guys are playing right now, but I'll bet do dollars to donuts, and you know I like donuts. I'll bet dollars to donuts that whatever game you're playing right now is built has some built-in microtransactions of some fucking sort. If it doesn't, it's got a DLC pack that's been announced that's on its way or you've already purchased. If not, it's got some sort of skin. What are you playing right now? I'm playing Civ. 
I'm playing. I'm playing the Civilization Five. <laughs> NHL <apply>. Fifteen. <laughs> well, then we, we know. There. Uh, wait, then there's <laughs> nothing in NHL Fifteen. What? There's nothing to download to make Same my character better. DLC. I had to is play it? a whole fucking season with a shit tier character just mm -hmm. get him up to decent. So, so NHL now NHL Fifteen is not one of the games that does like the the booster packs of cards to build your team and all that crap. It doesn't no, do that. No, they don't do okay, that. Okay, good. I would have paid for something if they had to make it quicker. But, Kyle, well, see, that's the rub. That's the Sim rub. Sim is old. So Kyle acted like Civ didn't have DLC. It's old, yeah. so we bought everything at one time. Like, I right. forget what... I actually messed up. I bought... I'm going to make up the numbers, but I bought, like, a $10 DLC pack, and then I realized I needed to buy, like, the $30 DLC pack. So, like a genius, I bought both. And that, yeah. And, but now I never needed anything else. Yeah, and, so, and I've... If anyone wants to come play some Civilization with me, you need it's. I think it's like thirty dollars for everything now, like all the DLC and the game for Civilization Five. Don't get Beyond New Earth; it sucks. No, get Civ Five. Uh, it's real good. You, you could come play with me and get your ass handed to you, because that's yeah. what's been happening all fucking week. <laughs> on a real undefeated streak right now. Can Are you on the top with you at this now, point? Pal? What's that? Can she just hang with you at this point? All right, so let me tell you what happened in our last game, because the answer is yes. Um, but it, it really depends on the scenario we play in. It, in some scenarios, I feel like I can wipe the floor with him. And some, I feel like it just it's me pulling my hair out because of the way he plays the game. But last time we played, it was me, him, and two maybe three fans. And, uh, and I, so I, I tweeted out to try to get people to join our game or whatever. And there was this guy named uh, Lord Commander Jon Snow. And I was like, yeah, let's get him in there. I'll, he'll be Jon Snow. Even his avatar it was Jon Snow. And I was like, this is the cool guy. And I... I guess we were at turn like 75 turns into the game, which is probably an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And I am just killing it. Like, the two or, everybody's sending their scouts to my city to even look at it. They're like, Jesus, Kyle, you're booming. And I'm like, yeah, I am. I am doing great. And I don't really have much of an army. I've got two warriors that are set there on defense. And fucking Lord Commander Jon Snow attacks me. And in the chat, he goes, Kyle was woefully undefended. And, and, and in fact... I cr so I took all the cities and crushed him and kicked him out of the game and called him a dumbass. But what made me mad is that he didn't he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. If he had come at me with like four trebuchets and four swordsmen and crushed me, I'd have been like outplayed. He really just came at me and crushed me. That's not what he did though. He would just send like two compound archers at a time to just kind of fuck with me. <laughs> just fuck. And because he's putting all his production in these compound archers and he his people are all unhappy and shit. It's, it's just driving him into the ground. He has the lowest score. He's got like 250 points. And meanwhile, Chiz is up in the north. Just living large. Nobody's <laughs> fucking with Chiz. And, and I said it in the chat. Like Somebody was like, what's going on over there? I'm like, I'm like, well, there's no point in even bothering. I was like, Chiz has already won the game. No one can, no one can catch him. Not even me. Lord Commander Snow here slowed me down enough for Chiz to take the lead. And that's exactly what happened. I was killing Chiz by like 200 points. And by the end, we just all forfeited to Chiz. I, I had a similar... Last time we all played together, we were the same team. But um, I was off in the east, just there's living large. Like Chiz was to my north. Kyle was to my... I don't know, west or something. And, and I just, you know, northwest. And I just felt so protected. There was no one to my southwest. And, and I was like, oh, I'm fucking living large. I'm all set. I, uh, yeah. So I was able to, I, like, I hardly built anything that could fight for the first thousand years <laughs> on this thing. It wasn't until they're like mobile infantry or something that I would start building. Yeah. You need to come play with us. I again. like that. No. 
We no, were, it was, I don't it need was, to do that at all. No, no. 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 Chiz and I were in a Skype call, and, and Woody kind of like joined us. <coughs> we've got like a three-person Skype conversation thing. So when there's an active call, the third person can just hop in at any moment. And he, he's like, hey, what are you guys doing? We're, like, we're playing, uh, about to play some Civ. You want to come play? And he just goes, <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, Woody has hung up. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. Like, yeah. Last time we played, coming. it was like 7.30 p.m. And they're like, hey, you want to play? And I'm like, you know, why not? You know, that'll be cool. We wrapped up at like 4 a.m. And it was so long. The last like three hours were just queued up, like about to fight. We're about to tell you, take out this demigod. And I, it, it was too slow for me. We were me. playing the game on the hardest difficulty, three versus one. And if we had attacked even 10 turns earlier than we did, we would have lost. It was a, I'm telling it you. It would have been a bloodbath. I, if, I had, I I had so many troops that but it was a were, pain in the ass just to tell them to wait. How long does one turn take in this game? It depends. It depends. Yeah. It depends. No, 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 just, units you have just give me an average. Normal amount of time one turn takes. Okay. okay, throughout most of the game, a turn takes me like 15 seconds. But when I'm when it's in war and I have lots of things I'm going to control individually, a turn can take five, seven minutes. So ten yeah. turns can take... An hour. An hour or more. Yes. That's yes. not until late in the game. The game, the game progresses at pretty much the same speed, and it slowly gets slower as your empire grows larger. It makes sense if you think about it. You just have more to do, more to control. And if you, you can auto-select a turn timer to encourage slow-playing players. And generally, it'll be to like two or three minutes late game per turn. But when you go into war with other human players, suddenly you have to play in sequential turns rather than simultaneous a lot of the times unless you've changed your settings, and that takes a long time. Because you have to wait for me to do all of my shit, and you have to, like, react to it. And it's just, okay. that takes forever. It turns into, like, a turn-based strategy. Or a, um, yeah, it's, it's what it is. But I prefer to have everything simultaneous so everybody's just clicking really fast. Get some uber-micro skills involved. Um, you should play, Taylor. I, I've, I, I think I've, I've got Yeah, Taylor, you should now. play. Yeah, get involved. You should play. Hey. You should get totally, you will like it. You know, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, I you know how Painkiller already sometimes runs until like midnight Look, or even 1 a.m.? If you like me. that, you'll love Civ. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to I love Civ. I love to spend Civ? 10 hours a day playing a game that you guys only complain about. 10 hours I a day? It. Oh, I you're adorable. Civ. Try 10 hours all night or 14 <laughs> hours all night. It's, you're ruined. If you want to, Civ can take, you can play short games of Civ that last a couple of hours, or you can play really long, drawn-out games. Um, the, the things, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be honest here. I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. The reason our game in particular took quite so long is because you're you don't have a lot of experience with the game and your unit management is not on par with what it where it should be. So sometimes, especially in war, when you're trying to like move that vast army you've built, it takes seven or eight minutes and Chiz and I are long done. And it, like I went upstairs and made a boat. Okay, of soup okay. At one. I need to I defend myself. One, I had three times as many like <laughs> warriors ready to fight. Two, get, no, no, two, lies. I'll get Chiz. No, let's get Chiz in here right now. True. Let's get it's, Chiz. Let's get Chiz. I would, but it would ruin the fucking screen layout. <laughs> uh, one, I had a lot more troops to control than Kyle. Two. The what I had to do is take this gigantic army and put it through a, a passageway that was like two tiles wide, and Kyle was standing on them. Um, it's true. 
None of these things are true. Um, Woody gets very frustrated with the game sometimes. Uh, but and... it's true. It's completely <laughs> true. It's completely Kyle, you know it's true. I I think what you're referring to is that you there, there's only so many spaces that directly rub against like their uh, an enemy's capital city or any city for that matter. You know, there 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 are hexes that are adjacent to it and then there are those beyond that. And I think that the two on the left of his city you felt should have been yours because you were bringing your army of artillery. But the reason I didn't want to give you those squares, I'll, I'll tell you, it's a little boring, but A, I wanted to keep those adjacent hexes occupied so the enemy couldn't spawn a unit unless he spawned it directly into the water, which is a really weak place to put a unit. B, I, that was a melee unit I had. It was an infantry unit, and that's what you want there next to their city. And C, all of your units were artillery units, so they've got <coughs> two... Two hexes of range. I was there to protect your units. That was that's all that unit was gonna do because if you Oh my god, yeah. who cares? Take the board what off you, this and stretch it out oh for 14 hours. But he was so <laughs> frustrated. No, 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 no. This is a whole new fucking level of boring. I don't get too shit. <laughs> was so frustrated with my being there. Ridiculous realm. This is so You talked about magic for twenty minutes before this thing started. You guys were talking about you guys were talking about finding cards and decks and being excited yeah, about them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm, play, I'm talking about a strategy game. That, that, no, that I, I, oh, yeah, Magic the Gathering isn't strategy. Did you notice one decisive thing about me and Boogie's Magic discussion? It happened before the fucking show. Right, exactly. <laughs> we didn't no talk shit. about it no here. Shit. We didn't bring our boring... We didn't want to talk about it, but I, I feel like Woody is being misleading. I feel like... like, like he's no! Just, I'm not saying a liar! It's exactly like, like I said it happened. It was only two tiles people, wide. He was standing on one of the tiles. He did <laughs> also do the other thing where he blocked the city, and I, I wanted to attack the city. I He needed help. I didn't. I didn't give a fuck about this. But he, he's like, if you don't come from the bottom, this guy's gonna kill me from the top. And uh, so, Dragon here's pretty good set, huh? I promise you, yeah. if we got Chiz in here, he would, he would side with me on this one. You want to play a true strategy game? Play Magic the Gathering. That game is fucking awesome. Yeah, you you want to bitch about 15 or 2014 right now for free on your iPad or any other device. And it's super good. How do you play Magic yes. the Gathering? Yeah, right? How long does it take to learn? It's so much fun, man. It is so much fun. Yeah. If you, if, oh, okay, let me just go ahead and say 20 years of addiction later. Uh, I'm biased, obviously, but it is without a doubt the purest strategy game I've ever played. It's also the most expensive. If, there is no top to the amount of money you can buy. You could buy a 20,000 single dollar, 20,000 single card. One card, 20 grand on a... Alpha the Black, Black Lotus Collecting Edition, right. If you really oh, want to spend money on this game, there is no end to it. You can also play this game on a budget, and it's super But the Black Lotus fun. is a very handy card because it allows you to do well, shit it's, it's with mana without burning a turn. That's right. Am I getting close at all? <laughs> That's close. I mean, that was the main <laughs> I mean, I've I mean, 20 grand, it's easily worth shit. that. What if you count? What if I counterfeited a Black Lotus card? How would you know? Actually, People, there, there's a term for it. Super careful right now if you're buying expensive cards. Because the Chinese counterfeits are getting incredible. Like, I, if my yeah. budget for making a fake Magic: The Gathering card is a hundred thousand dollars, I think I'm going to beat the collectors, right? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously, but, but the good well, ones are twenty grand. So they, you, they did a yeah, lot. Make five of them. They no, did a lot of stuff you. to oh. keep their cards from being counterfeited very easily. But the Chinese guys are really dedicated to doing it, and they really, really want that American money. I guess I don't know, but uh, so the counterfeiting each cycle is getting better and better. But in this a, latest a, cycle, 
So if you were holding one of the counterfeits and the official card in your hand, and I, the chances of you picking it out that way is almost zero percent. There, there's a yeah. term for a counterfeit tests. card. There are people who like gild them, or maybe they use a cheap card and turn it into a better one. And it's even like semi-accepted in certain circles, right? These like, guys, these guys are just printing them. I'm not talking about selling. those guys. I'm talking yeah. about the people who do it at home and like rub the gilding onto the right, next the proxy. card. Proxy. Is, That's what I'm right, going right. for. Now yeah, that yeah. is that is without a doubt still copyright infringement. Like you're running a risk for personal oh. use. Wizards does not frown upon it because there's some cards that are impossible to get. If you sell that shit on Etsy and stuff, they will shut you down. Oh so yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say that. some people are like, yeah, this is a proxy match. So you know, people right. have black lotuses go? and stuff. Is that where you go for those for those bootleg black lotuses over to Etsy? Well, no. Those you, those you have to find the Chinese website, and I'm obviously not going to tell you to go there, and because uh, chances are you're going to find a virus trying to find the actual I'm site. Go buy <laughs> a four million dollar Magic the Gathering deck for like eighty five dollars. But a real collector knows the bin test, knows the microwave test, knows the flashlight test, knows the blacklight test. If you're never going to sell it to me. Let me ask yeah. you, how long does it take to learn to play Magic? Do I? How long does it take to learn to play Magic? Um, if you download like the 2014 software, which is free, by the way, you could really, you can have the, the basics understood within 30 minutes. If you want to master minutes. the game, spend the rest of your life mastering that game. So we could just all hit like the Magic website and play each other right now. No, no, yeah, it did take a little while to get through the basics, I think, yeah. It would take a while to explain to you what it is, but like, you can figure out the basics of it in half an hour. It's just there are so many keywords that you won't know what the fuck they mean when right. someone brings an older card into play right. that it'll yeah. take another five minutes. Or, I mean, even even trying to get certain concepts like the mana pool in, into people's mind. Like, you tap a land, what does that do? What well, it gives me the mana to cast my spell. No, it adds the mana to the mana pool, then I drain the pool to put the mana into the spell. Like, simple concepts like that, are they're not that intuitive, so you have to take a, a bit of a leap to really get into the, the depth of it. And then when it comes to, like, the, like the full-on rules, like... My friend Jason is like a level two judge. He, he could spend two hours talking to you about layering and how it would officially work. You know, like the actual because there's, I mean, what twenty thousand, thirty thousand cards. I don't even know how many cards. Oh yeah, explaining I, the stack to people. So I have takes a question. A minute. Right. So how do you play online? If I wanted to play against you right now, uh, again, how do you play? I, and also, if, forgive there's me. There's two different ways. The, the easiest way is Duels of the Planeswalker 2014. You can mm -hmm. buy it for $9.99 on Steam. You can buy like the gold set for like 20 bucks. I, it's, uh, you can download on iPad for free, on a Nexus for free. Uh, I highly recommend you try that. It, it'll teach you the rules and everything else. There's also Mad of the Gathering Online, which kind of sucks. Like the software is like super shitty and all the cards cost as much as real cards. But if you're a purist like me, you're going to play Magic Online sometimes. But is it a heads up game? I don't know anything about it. Is it a heads up game, or could like four of us play in like a free for all? Uh, it's like multiplayer. You can play it. multiplayer if you play yep. like Commander or something like that. It's more fun. But you can also all play right. multiplayer with sixty card decks. There's, there's. I'll no tell you what. I will. Ways you can play this. I will. I, I would be happy to play Magic: The Gathering online. Uh, with with, with, with <laughs> what are you? Like, what, are you are you shaking your head at the light or or the yeah. idea of playing Magic: I'm The like, Gathering? Oh my god! I'm trying to do some lighting here. I'm just getting worse. I could be yeah. like spooky. Yeah. That's uh, awful, man. If you guys ever want to do a PKA plays, I think it would be very fun. Uh, I, I think it would be cool to, to learn a game that... that There's uh, an that Xbox version. Did they tell you that while I was gone? Yeah, yeah they did, nice. but the Steam client seems like the, the way to go, right? It is. For, oh, just for yeah. connectivity and getting the thing That's a good way to go, done. but I'd like to do the Xbox version, because otherwise on the Steam version, I'll have to spend 200 to rebuild a deck that's cheap. Well, well no, no, I don't, no, no. It's uh, not fair for you to start out with your badass deck. 
Duels of the Planeswalker 2014, what they allow you to do is they'll give you five decks when you buy the base game or whatever. Then you can unlock decks by progressing through the game. Yeah. And then yeah, you yeah. can unlock right. cards for those decks. It gives you, and it's, I mean, like, it's a $20 purchase, so you don't ever have to spend any money to get the magic experience it's in the magic. digital realm. I'm sure it's inexpensive. It'll yeah. be no trouble. So, <laughs> so yes. if we were going to do this ask? thing. So and that would put everybody on evil footing. That put everybody on even footing too, by the way, because they're going to be playing with these pre-made decks. You know what I'm saying? And they'll be able to tailor them a little bit as they play and unlock and grind a little bit. But I mean, I think that's the way to go if you guys decide to do it. Hell, I'll, I would watch that. Hell, I'd, I'd beat your asses all night if you want. Oh, you think it. so? That's yeah. big well, talk, I, I Mister. Think I could Pretty pull sure. out a winner too. I think I could pull out a couple wins. Well, that's Maybe. the best part about Magic, and I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, a lot of people say I like games without um, without random chance in them. But if you're a board gamer like me, you know that Puerto Rico is uh, has no luck involved whatsoever. But the problem with Puerto Rico is that it is a computation; it's not a game. There are defined strategies that always work, and if you you, you determining the, the the turn order determines the winner. If everybody there knows the strategy, that's the problem with that. Luck is a very important part of gaming; it just has to be there. RNG is a thing; it's got to be there. And so Magic has just enough RNG to where when you win, you felt like you won, but when you lost, you can blame the cards. And that's cool. the beauty of that game. To this day, 20 years later, I'm still like, man, if I drew the right fucking thing, I'd have been fine here. You know? That's what makes it so good is you can outsource all responsibility for a loss onto your draw right. and be yeah. like, oh, if I had drawn better, I would have done better. Well, no right. shit. That's how every game works. That's well, I think you should play. Yes, I, uh, you should. But, but there definitely should. should be rules. Like if I were going to compete against anyone in some sort of a let's play, for example, uh, I think that it should be something where like everybody gets three decks or everybody gets five decks. Like it shouldn't, I shouldn't be over here spending $100 on, to get like 15 decks or something. That's what I'm when, saying. The 2014 software, there's I think uh, if you buy the gold pack, you get access to I think like 15 different decks or whatever, and they're all pre-made, and then you can spend a little more to unlock the cards. You can play the game to unlock the cards, which is the better way to do it. I don't recommend 2015 because you're building your own decks there, and it's not good for new players as much. It's more for an advanced player. But get the 2014 software. Everybody's on even footing. You'll be set. Trust me. That's the way to go. I promise you, That'd promise cool you, promise you. That'd be cool to do. We just did a uh, uh, PK plays on uh, Woody's Minecraft server. We played Halo, which was... Oh, that's awesome. Dude, it was, dude you know what the, my, my high point for the Halo game was? So Kyle was... Like, looking for a better term than contractually Five and obligated. 13. No, no, that's not what I was going for. Um, Kyle played Halo with us because someone on uh, Patreon donated money, and, and you know this is his job. And then afterwards, we were live streaming it. Um, I forget. I had some Woodycraft event. Oh, play with staff, right? Well, all the staff gets together and we play with other people, etc. And I was like, all right, Kyle, you can go now. And he's like, mm, I don't really want to. You know, I want to keep playing. Is that okay? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> and that was the coolest part. That, that, was, that made me feel really good. Like, oh, you know, like, you know, Kyle's hooked. So it's uh, fun. It, it's uh, it really is fun. Um, I think I learned <laughs> more about how to play that thing by just watching your videos. Cause like I wasn't jumping around. I wasn't sprinting. I wasn't thinking of it like halo, but you really have to think of it as halo, not Minecraft. And, uh, that's bizarre. So uh, anyone who's a halo fan and a Minecraft fan, you'll absolutely love it. It's great. 
Yeah, it, it, Boogie doesn't know, but I, I have this Minecraft server, WoodyCraft.net. You may WoodyCraft.net. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I actually and, heard that mentioned in the wild the other night. Actually, I was, oh, I, yeah? was, I was playing Grand Theft Auto streaming, and somebody's like, uh, "Hey, you guys!" I was, I was joking around. I got this joke I do on my stream when I screw with other people in video games, and I'm like, "Hey, add my Steam." It's at www and I just keep doing that. And somebody's like, "Yeah, man, that'd be cool, man. We could play Minecraft together. You want to get on WoodyCraft?" Net, and I'm like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know this, I like felt like I met, you know, I met a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> My yeah. son finds it, 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 it so Colin pimps Woodycraft like like cold calls like like he's, <laughs> he's doing parkour at the grocery store <laughs> yeah yeah like he college takes parkour classes which is kind of like a gymnastics type thing or whatever we does like it because it socializes him and uh kids are talking about minecraft maybe you'll have like a minecraft t-shirt on and he's like you should play woodycraft you know halo there's a new game type or you should be on factions fire or this and that and jackie comes home and tells me the stories of it with kyle's like Collins recruit, recruiting new players. He's going to be a hell of a cool. pharmaceutical rep one day. That's right. He'll be a pharma hottie. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, we came out with a new game mode, Halo, and it's modeled after Halo, obviously. And uh, we did the new resource pack. So in Minecraft, there's no guns. But on Woodycraft, there is. Because we would like take like a wooden hoe and make our own images of it so you're holding a gun. And uh, it, it turned out really, really well. Like I'm, I'm super happy with it. So And... Uh, <clears throat> I think, uh, I think like any game, like it, at first I went in there and like I said, I just wasn't thinking of it like Halo. So like I, I didn't think about where the power weapons are, but a few of those maps I knew, you know, from Halo. And I was like, wait a minute, that's, I know where the fucking rocket launcher is. Let's go. And, <laughs> and when I got the rocket launcher and even the sniper rifle, uh, uh, I'm a better sniper uh, in, in that than I am uh, in Halo. It, it seems pretty easy to lock on with a mouse and uh, keyboard. So sounds like you're better. That was than fun. Me I had too. a good time. I, I don't hit shit with a sniper rifle. I saw. No, you you know scope. You you sniped a guy out in your video. You see, I if I no scoped a guy, it was a little lucky, right? Because I I no scope miss as well. I uh, I like the rocket launcher. That's my favorite. It's, oh yeah, that was good. That was nice. I, I, it's fun in the, in the real game too. But uh, the the. Yeah, we redid this the audio and we redid the texture pack and stuff. So it's all this like Minecraft cartoon battling, and all of a sudden the rocket launcher comes and just like kicks ass. It's almost out of place, and I and that's what's so fun about it. That's my favorite. But then I die too quickly, or I kill myself, and I'm I'm not really good at it, but I have a good time with it. You're better than I am, and I had a good time. (laughs) That's impressive. Uh, I I haven't played Minecraft in a while, but you know. I uh, I did this uh, cross promotion on my channel for uh, Lego Dimensions because I don't know I'm I'm real into the um, toys to life genre like I've been collecting Amiibo and then uh, then I started collecting Skylanders and I started collecting Disney Infinity and now it, I'm broke. Lego Dimensions, what is that? It's uh, basically their whole answer to Skylanders. You're gonna you're gonna get uh, Lego figures. You're gonna put them on the 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 thing and then you'll you'll play inside the game. And there's just you know, like Back to the Future stuff. Man, uh, they should be paying me for this. Dude, my wife uh, plays the Lego games. Like, yeah, well, this half is of my the, gamer score is her beating like Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Harry Potter. Et well, this is this is the that the the base <laughs> Lego game is like ninety nine bucks. It comes with a stand and a bunch of figures, and then they'll release expansion packs for like thirty bucks with more figures that you can put on the pedestal, which relate to characters you play in the game. And then like they said, they'll never change the engine for like for many years, so your collection will stay useful forever. You don't have to buy a new game every year. You just buy like expansions and stuff like that. But uh, um, because I I realized I had not owned a Lego set ever in my life. 
like when I was a kid, we were kind of broken. Like Lego sets were a thing, but the the Legos I would get were like thrift store finds or whatever, uh, uh-huh. and and like Mega Blocks oh. or whatever. So like you were getting of... like shitty Mega Blocks introduced right, right. to your Legos, and you were getting like half completed Millennium Falcons. Exactly awful. Yeah. So I I went to the Lego aisle after doing that promotion, and I'm like, I should I just buy some Lego just to support the company that supported my channel, you know, and. Uh, uh, I found the Minecraft ones, and they're so cool! Oh my god, they're cool! I can't tell you how much fun I'm having with Lego, and it's so sad because I used to make fun of people for like being into Lego, but being like a 50-year-old man or whatever. I'm like, why are you into Lego? Now I get it. The Minecraft shit is so cool. Dude, it's uh, I'm so proud of my first build. I don't even know how many Minecraft Lego sets I've bought. Um, caught there for Colin, <laughs> and something like 15 i don't even know like it, yeah. it, it it's an ordeal moving it we don't have we haven't done the lego transportation yet because it's all kind of it's not fragile but you don't want it to like come apart and stuff right right, right. so uh but yeah colin we have to buy new shelving for this stuff like we don't really have proper display <laughs> for all colin's lego stuff he likes it too i i that's what i'm loving about having a new place is that we'd really outgrown <laughs> our old space because you know you gotta have studio space and you gotta have gaming space and you gotta have a uh, space for you for my wife she likes the kitchen she wants to decorate the living room they had one spare bedroom but we need more than that we needed more room for our weekly gatherings we've we got 10 or 15 people that come to those regularly now we've got to have space to fit them and that's uh, a lot it, of people yeah well i've got a lot of friends man it's 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 nice these are people <laughs> that were these are people that were supporting me when I was like broke, 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 like starting YouTube. And it's all people from the magic community. That's the other thing. The reason I'm such a, a proselytize for magic is every person in my life, with the exception of my wife, who I met through YouTube, um, every really good person that's a close friend of mine, I met over a game of magic, including the guy who gave me a place to live when I was homeless. I mean, you know, I mean, magic has been so important in my life. But and you got me on that topic. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we have like 10 or 15 people to come over on uh, once a week and we do a little party. We play board games. We play Mario Kart. We play Mortal Kombat. We play whatever. So Smash where, do they, where do they conjugate in your house? Is well, the in the kitchen? old place, they in the all... old place, there used to just be one place. I mean, it was a, what yeah. little room there was in the living space. Uh, but now we have a formal dining room. We have a, a, a dining room off the kitchen. We've got the kitchen space with a, a, a countertop, you know, with a bar stools. And uh-huh. then we got that nice big living room. Then we got the patio space. I mean, this house is twice as big as the, the one we were renting, you know. Right, right. And so now it's, it's funny. You can actually come to one of our parties and not see someone that's been there all night because they're, they're out in the other part of the house, you know. It's you just it's amazing. How big is this house? It, it's just it's twenty seven hundred square feet. It's uh-huh. not massive or anything, right, you know. Right. But I mean, it's <clears throat> massive. It's literally <laughs> the house that we lived in when I graduated was three rooms: kitchen, <clears throat> bedroom, living room, and then a shitter. You know, like that was that was our house. You know, and so it's literally like six times the size of the house I grew up in. You know. Yeah. This. Uh, that's I, awesome, man. Good for you. Yeah, that's that's super cool. It's, it's 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 something. Well, I I gotta tell you, man. I'm you, you're the one who nailed it last time I was on the show. You're like, eh, Boogie, you gotta spend some of that money some point. And you gotta do something. And, I'm, and not uh, just that. I mean, like, if you have a house, especially if it's paid off, you haven't mentioned if it's paid off, but um, it's super cool to like have that sort of problem solved, right? And, you know, and even right. if the YouTube thing wanes at some point, then you know, you've got transportation, not transportation, uh, your living worked out, your shelter. I, 
I put a majority of it down, but I'm mm-hmm. afraid to go broke because let's just be honest, as old as I am and as heavy as I am, that heart attack or that stroke that either takes me out of this world or takes me out of my ability to work is always looming, you know? And so having enough med- uh, enough money in the bank to where they can never deny me, my insurance company could never deny me the medical care that I need. You know, we have the money, let me pay for it, do the thing. And that's why I maintain so much liquid cash because... You know, so it's funny. How old are you, Boogie? I'm 40, man. I'm turning 41 pretty soon. And that's something. Such you know? a baby. You're a baby, <laughs> <Wow>. Boogie. <laughs> How old are you, Woody? I I'm, never know. I've I'm never 42. Known. 42. Which is 48. Oh, yeah. yeah. Doesn't look a day older. <laughs> I'm actually 42. And with this lighting, 48. I'm 48. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember, diffuse, man. I've got a lamp behind my monitor hitting um, hitting the wall here. And it looks so good. I, this, this helps a lot. I uh, fuse. I mean, Kyle's thirty-seven, off, huh? so he's catching up. Yeah, Pretty being good. old, being—it's surprising mm-hmm. how old YouTubers actually are. Like a lot of those still look really young. I think I look younger than I am, certainly, but I don't think I look young by any stretch of the imagination. But um, it's funny. Some of the YouTubers I've met—it's uh, really surprising when they actually tell me their age. I'll be like, "Well, I'm forty, and they'll be like, "No, I'm, I'm forty-one." Bullshit, you're forty. Yeah. I think a lot of us look better on camera than we do in real life. Uh, I've met—I'm not going to say any names—but I've met a lot of YouTubers, and when I meet them in real life, I often find that the guys who I think of as slim and fit sometimes are just slim and fit when they stand like this. <laughs> that's the yeah. thing and, about YouTube, and and I know, but not just YouTube. That's the thing about being on camera. You know your angle, right? Like, Kyle, what's your most handsome angle? I even know it, but go on. Right. Yeah, right? That's the thing. You know that picture of Kyle that everyone shows? Let me, let me see if I can find the, the picture of Kyle. It's like, a, it's like looking down at him when he's at about, like, waist level. And, like, you, <laughs> here it is. Here it is. This is, the, this is the image I was looking for. I like uh, being mean because I don't have a good side. I'm always ugly. I'm real comfortable. You know? My best like, side I, is from behind. Try to stay back there. Uh, it's, oh, here. Oh, shucks. I got, like, if the gigantic version. technical expertise, I could probably find a good side. This is, this is a good Kyle picture. Sure, I'll share see. it with the world. My vanity knows no bounds. <laughs> right. I'm going to go ahead and click. Ah! <laughs> oh. I hate that one. Dude, that picture looks good. You don't hate it. It's been in your like promotional material. <laughs> no, it hasn't. Are you sure? I'm 100% oh, sure. I swear. I, I love, I no, fucking love no. this picture. On it's this show, I had a conversation about how much I hate that picture. That one in particular, that was taken by this scumbag Russian photographer at a machine gun shoot. It's not like a, 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 no. a what do they call them? Like, no, when, it uh, wasn't. That was your no. high school. No, your picture no, I did not. I didn't have any facial hair like that in high school, I don't think. Listen, Oh, you no. mean like that? That grizzled beard oh, just, you're just, rocking? You couldn't just, have had that I'm, in high school. <laughs> listen, I'm like 26 in that picture. It's 25, I think. Um, but, but no, that I was, I was at a machine gun shoot. I was sitting on a bench. I was tired of shooting because it was this thing where they had paid me to, I think, I don't know that they paid me to come there, but it was one of those things where it was like all the ammo you want, just shoot and have fun. And they literally had a truck full of ammo and I'd been shooting all day and I was really tired and I was just sitting there and I like, I'm sitting like this and I look up. And no, you look up. No, no, no. Look up differently. You look up coyly, like you know something everyone else doesn't know. No, I'm looking up. Like, why the fuck do you have that enormous lens? Like, I'm <coughs> just like, like fucking 
fucking with his lens and adjusting the ISO or something over there. Like he's going to town. Like 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 it's a it's a professional. Don't adjust the ISO in the lens. Anything else you could have gone with, but that's an in-body adjustment. Haha! <laughs> Woody so, called you on your shit. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just, just camera things. Just say camera things. That's all. Uh, uh, that, that's definitely a thing. You can't tell how old people are just from their their photos or their images through webcam. I'm actually 51. That's, is, uh, that's the shock. But but what? when you're on camera well, I, a lot, you start to know your angle. Me, for example, I, sh I have a big nose, right? So I should be straight into the camera. If I look straight in the camera and keep my chin up, that is my best look. And I feel like everyone kind of figures that out. It like, doesn't take long before you realize like, oh, yeah, this is, this is uh, how I should be. That's your we, best angle, Boogie. I, like I think when, Boogie's... Yeah, in, uh, yeah in that's the, your yeah. best angle. That is my favorite promotional pick we've ever filmed. Well, when I promised everybody that if I hit a certain subscriber milestone, I, that, or I, I think it might have been a charity drive, I promised I'd post nudes, post <laughs> nudes if it happened. And uh, so that's the nude I posted for everybody. What, what is in your... See, with that, with that sheet <laughs> over you, you look so cherubic and angelic. <laughs> just ready to save people. I like it. What, uh, what do you I, think I could there? totally TV fuck Boogie. Oh, you could. I mean, I wouldn't uh, let you. I'd push them together. I, well, mean, I mean, I want you inside me, honestly. Yeah, Just... I will. Thank you. I, I didn't... <laughs> It'd be an <laughs> honor, Woody. Like, oh, I <laughs> titty fuck. This was not a consensual titty fuck I was proposing. Hey, sir. If I wanted to, I could titty rape you. <laughs> <laughs> a little Rohypnol <laughs> and some wet platinum, and we'll go to town. I met, speaking of YouTubers, uh, this is going to totally embarrass her if she ever hears this, but chances of her watching the show is very much deserved or not. I met a lot of YouTubers and a lot of industry folks at like uh, when I went to Vegas this last year for the video game awards or whatever, and it was super awesome. I met like Reggie from Nintendo. I met like, I, I met like Peter Moore, which is a it. hell of a good of a story, deal. by the way. Um, but it was really <laughs> weird because some of them knew me. But I met I Justine. Do you guys know her? Yeah. yeah. I know she, of her was she, the nicest human being I have ever fucking met. It, she's super cool. I and could not believe how incredible she was. We talked about how some people look better on camera than they do in real life. She looks better she in looks real life. She looks fantastic in real life. I couldn't believe it. My wife, my wife is like, she is just so beautiful, it's hard to look at her. She's I, tiny. I, I'm old now, and like my that part of me is like almost dead. Honestly, I have testosterone <laughs> supplements to try to keep that part of me alive, you know. But I'm like, oh yeah, she's kind of, you know. I, Pretty, I, think I guess. I danced so. with her at PAX East once. I danced yeah. with everyone that night. It was, was non-consensual dancing, really. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, I cannot, I've never in my life, because I'd heard like stories about her or whatever. And like, uh, I, like I, one of the biggest stories you hear about her is she's not a real gamer. She's not a real gamer. And That's I've even true. perpetuated that once. A long time ago, I made that joke on in a public place. I forget where it was. Maybe my subreddit or something like that. Um, but uh, I'm like, so, you know, she's like, I hate that comment. And I'm like, well, what are you playing right now? She's like, Smash. And I'm like, well, who's your main right now? And she's like, I really like Pac-Man. I don't know what to do with his down B, though. His fire hydrant attack is like real. And I'm like, oh, shit. So you are like a real gamer, right? He's like, Pac-Man's the best in Smash right now. He's like super Imba. He's like super good if you know how to play him. His down B is really weird. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, so you are a real gamer. And then we talked about League. We talked about all the other games she played. It just, it was just amazing. It was weird. But that, that's what reminded me of her, was that she was actually prettier in real life than she is on the internet. She is. Really weird. Jenna Marbles Kyle is, is also prettier. 
in real life. Kyle is prettier in real life than on the internet too. Burger, exactly. I don't know Kyle, if you're joking, but I saw Kyle no, at the paintball I wasn't event. Joking. Kyle is at his peak hotness right now. I'm peaking. You you really are. You are adorable. Like you really Kyle are. Like is, like Kyle's a I'm, hot fella. We you should see me in a jock strap. We should oh, be clear. I rate about a one on the Kenzie scale. <laughs> I rate about a one on the Kenzie scale, just enough to be able to be slightly aware of how hot a dude is. And Kyle, you could get me up to a two, buddy. Well, I'm thank you. I, 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 I'm not gay, but for Kyle, for Kyle, right? <laughs> that means yeah, a lot to I me. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> if I, if I, I've if, noticed, I've noticed, you know, over the last maybe six months, like a, a lot of dudes just been letting me know <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm that I'm looking good. They're like, oh, Kyle, you've been working out. You look great. Not one girl. Not one girl. It's <laughs> like, oh, you are looking great. It's it's like fifteen dudes who are just like, Kyle's looking nice. I'd like to look like Kyle. When I was when I was in my twenties, actually, it was really kind of weird because. Uh, I've never had that much trouble with girls, and I don't think it's any of this alpha beta <coughs> shit. I've just always been confident in who I am. But every girl I've ever dated approached me. I don't. I've never approached a woman. Wouldn't even know where to begin. If I talk to a woman, it's never like game or anything like that. I just talk to a woman, and I treat her the way I would treat anybody else in this room or any other human being I'd ever treat. I talk. Yeah. I'd, I'd ask them what their interests were. I find a common interest. I talk to them about it. If it leads somewhere, that's great. If it doesn't, who gives a shit? I'm, you know. But now that I'm married, I mean, all that's behind me, obviously. Well, it's not about game and that shit. It's making them laugh. Right. It's about Uh, making them laugh. That's a uh, huge thing. But I've only been in about you, seven you have relationships, to so that they don't notice when you drop the rohypnol in. They start exactly. laughing, <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. They'll notice the subtle movements of your hand over their drink, and then they won't drink it, and the whole night's lost. Because then you have to leave that bar. And then you're down 50 bucks worth of Rohypno again. Exactly. And then it's just a waste, and you bring that drink to another bar and set it in front of someone else. It's you need better not connections. That I, I get my roofies way cheaper. Mm. Mm. Really? 50 months is a month's supply for me. I anyway, need look at this guy. I don't have but, a drug uh, guy at all. I, but I, in, I, of course not. You in my fuck. middle 20s, I had a period of time. In my middle 20s, I had a period of time where I was way more attractive to, uh, attractive to dudes than I was girls. And so, like, I was not meeting any girls. I wasn't talking to any girls. But I would, like, be at a gas station playing, like, their fucking arcade game or whatever. And, like, a guy would come up to me and put, my, put his hands on me and be like, oh, I don't really like the way you play that game. And I'm like... What? what is happening? Why am I like that? A, happened. What? That's <laughs> reality. <laughs> that exact story happened. That's on Garland in Fayetteville, Arkansas. They had the Marvel versus Capcom machine. I'm playing that thing. I think it was Marvel versus. It was one of the Marvel fights. One moment. Did he happen to have like a cup full of quarters? No. No. You no. said he put your no. hand. Did he put your his hands on he both put shoulders? One hand on my back. Uh huh. He, he stood to my right because I'm on the left hand stick. He puts his hand on my back and then puts his right hand on my arm and says, I really like the way you're playing that game. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. And he goes, you know, you've got really nice hands. And I'm like, well, thanks, dude. And I'm like, I just left because I didn't know what to do with that because I wasn't interested. But I don't want to insult the guy because I'm glad that he's interested. I'm glad that he's found something he likes, but I don't reciprocate it. So I just want to go. Let me ask you you this. You were in an arcade. You were in an arcade. No, this is in the back of a gas station. Do you have awesome calves? I need to know because you might. Awesome calves? Yeah. But he does no. have awesome calves. I have like lymphedema down there. It's like really scary. Oh, oh I thought that was a chance too. Because there's this thing about me and my calves, this legend, whatever. And uh, Wings of Redemption was like, I'd like to see these calves. And his weren't that defined, but holy fuck. Like we both held an Xbox controller next to them for scale. Wings of Redemption's calves are powerful. 
They are huge, I'm, and they, they dwarf an Xbox controller. He's a legit well, I, competitor. I have big thighs, and there is a little bit of uh, fat on them, obviously. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I have real powerful thighs, and uh, I, I, I would imagine my calves are probably real powerful. Just who would know because of all that lymphedema down there? I mean, it's like well, a fucking Will that nightmare. go away if you cut the weight? Nope. That's uh, I, that? stage oh, one or stage – okay, lymphedema. All right, if you're a big guy <clears throat> and you have swelling in your legs – uh, it could be for one of two reasons. Number one is congestive heart failure, and if you're suffering from congestive heart failure, go to the doctor immediately before you fucking die, okay? If you have swelling in your legs, go to a doctor immediately, okay? Second reason is because of lymphedema or some sort of venous stasis disease, and basically you have an insufficiency in your um, either lymph system or blood system now that keeps everything from getting up. If you your legs, go to the doctor. What if your yes. legs are just swole? It's Shut up, Woody. <laughs> <laughs> Woody, goddammit, you're ruining his story. <laughs> Jesus, Woody. Woody, is that room... I have a question. Is that room you're in just incredibly enormous, or is that a tiny door at the end of it's it? It's a tiny door. It's a tiny door. Okay, just, just check and make sure that wall wasn't 150 feet away. All right, good to know. Dude, when I got water, remember before the show, I had to go get water. I'm sorry I'm ruining your story, Bogey. No, 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 I actually, the water was in the guest house. So I actually hopped in the golf cart, drove over to the guest house, got some water, and came back. What, why is the door so tiny? It's too an attic. You ever yeah, seen like, the movie The Borrowers? It looks like a couple of borrowers are gonna cruise. I wish I could show there. you better. Yeah, you nobody, see? nobody seen The Borrowers? That's a terrible movie. Oh, does it have like little animals and stuff? That's a real good place to keep the corpses. Just to be honest with you, it is. Yeah, because it's dry up there. Up there, you know. Look at that. You mummify them; they're not gonna rot. But at the same time, you can't go into a room in someone's home and see something like that and think they aren't a maniac because yeah. no one who's not a maniac has use for that. <laughs> so what you do, is, we what you do that. is you put a sign on that door that says no corpses allowed. <laughs> ah, right, yeah. the people you check. diffuse the suspicions. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. What is, wait, what, no, what allowed? I missed it. Oh, we were talking about how someone who has that door in their home looks like a homicidal maniac. <laughs> we, but that uh, you're definitely not. <laughs> That's the one we made that like packing for paintball video in. It's oh. a big attic. It's like... Well, no, oh, that's so cool. It's not big. Wait, big where fanatic. where are you in your home right now? You're not in the basement anymore. No, this is um, it, it, I guess it's a bedroom, but I'm using we it as never an office. It's um, it's above the kitchen, on the northern part of the house. Wow, you mean to say you're using eight percent of your bedrooms as a broadcasting center? That's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> it's good for you. Um, good to have one. That's going to get you in a lot of trouble when you file for that home office tax exemption. Because <laughs> now we know we know exactly how much space. Uh, yeah, and how many bodies. <laughs> but to answer your question, lymphedema is an insufficiency in either the blood or the lymph system that causes swelling. And after a period of time, that swelling will turn into a sponge-like material. And that sponge-like, because the body's got to find a way to store that extra fluid some way. Uh-huh. And that sponge-like material will never go away aside from surgery. Wait, and so it... Uh, it- becomes a sponge like so the fluid accumulates around the ankles or whatever and right. then eventually the flesh around there just becomes like spongiform and it just absorbs that back in oh, right 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 i can compress it and get the liquid out of there which i do uh, several days a week and uh, i there's also um i mean it's excruciating to compress them like i like oh. uh, like actual hell like i like it's literally just white hot fire nightmare hell 
Do you have to um, do it with both ankles or just one ankle? Yeah, yeah, I have to wear these compression socks on them. And I have to, then on top of that, I'm also adding ace bandages on the outside now and I try to tighten it up even more. And I get that fluid out of there. And if I don't do that, it'll continue to grow and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so Jesus it's like, a, yeah. Christ. And it makes walking oh unbearably God. uncomfortable. Like everybody's like, well, Boogie, oh all you my gotta God, do is Boogie. walk like several miles a day. Well, walking is just unbearably painful. Like I just can't mm. describe the amount of pain because of that lymphedema. So and I can't wear like normal shoes and shit. Keep thing. Yeah, like you, you have to constantly up, upkeep this. Right, yeah. This is a, this is oh my this god. Is, being healthy for you guys is involves stuff like, you know, getting your exercise and eating right. Being healthy for me is like taking a, a, a cocktail of pills every day and maintaining my lymphedema and all that stuff. And I'm working on that every day. That's why it's a little more difficult to find in time to do some of the stuff that you guys do. But I'm also trying to find time to do that and I need to because mm. it's my life. I'm not making excuses. That's the primary purpose to, is to stay alive, obviously. That's what we all do. Well, and so I'm, you know, trying to find the time every day to do that. If you lose that. enough weight, will this go away? Like uh, the lymphedema will never go away. It, the symptoms will improve um, because obviously my heart will be able to keep up a little better. My lymph system will be able to keep up a little better. Um, I, I, I take a diuretic, of course, too, to keep the water flowing, to keep it from getting on there. So I'm constantly dehydrated, which makes it easier to get out of breath. It triggers my asthma more often. It is, it's a shitty situation, you know, and that's what, that's what, <clears throat> I mean, I was always big. I was like 350 when I got lymphedema. I hit 550 because of the lymphedema. I was depressed. I didn't want to move. I couldn't walk. Hurt to stand, hurt to lay down, hurt to move. Food tasted good though, still. So I ate food because it made me happy. Nothing else did. Good. Yeah. I will do something for PK that I've never done on any YouTube channel if you want to see it. I, I would love you. to. I will show you these legs. You know we do. Shut up, All right. Kyle. All right. <laughs> I will. Let's see if I'm... I can get these. Let's see if I can get these on camera. This is what my leg looks like. Uh huh. And this is the healthy one. Flex your calf. Oh, that looks nice. Watch this now. Let's see if I can. Let's see if I can do it. Let's see if I can get it to do it here. Now I'm pressing into the spongy material. Okay. And I'm gonna let. Oh God, this hurts. Uh, but then I'm gonna let go. Don't do it if it hurts. Look at this. Can you see ah! the inspiration? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my leg is depressed. a fucking horror show. Oh my goodness. Okay. And then this is the oh, unhealthy no. one. This is now, the unhealthy one. Before you do, do you have anything else you can press into it? Like a toy or, or like a, a face Legos. imprint? Legos. Oh yeah, hold on. Let's see. I've got Illidan <clears throat> here. Let's see. I've got, yeah. uh, I've got an Illidan pop vinyl laying nearby. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Oh, this, this will be a particularly excruciating. Your home looks beautiful, by the way. Oh, Thank you. It's really nice, man. Thank you very much. Like, don't do Gracious. that. I feel like it's going to oh. pop. Oh, oh, the horns hurt so bad. Yeah. I was not prepared <laughs> no, for this. No pain, no gain, baby. <laughs> Bring the bird. Here we go. I don't like any of oh, Nice. Oh. oh. How long does it stay oh. like that? That's oh. its new look. Forever. Forever. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That's, so that's the point oh my god, dude! I like the ceilings. That's pretty nice. Yeah, yeah right. I like the ceilings too. Very nice home. That's, that's a nice very nice work. Jamal too. Yeah, Jamal was not there. Shrimp work is hard. Uh, we when we moved into this place, it was move-in ready. Actually, um, it's a fairly newer home, and it only had one owner, and that owner took immaculate care of it. And we looked at several places, like brand new, like brand new built for uh, the same price. And um, ultimately, what we liked about this one is. We loved all the detailing. We loved everything. We had no wants or need to change it. And we really wanted to get out of the place we were living because our landlord was not a very good person. Uh, she was not a very kind landlord at all. Like, 
We, we six months ago we reported a leak in the bathroom that was like leaking directly into the drywall and she's like all right well if you want to call a plumber to get it fixed that's fine but otherwise i don't give a shit and i'm like whoa we're moving that's what and, you want right and uh <laughs> like the washing machine broke and my friend who, who knows machines came over and he looked at it and he goes yeah it's just it's a five dollar piece but i i'm not an electrician so i really shouldn't replace it on her machine and i called her and i'm like it's a five dollar piece we know what the problem is all you got to do is, is send a guy in to put it in it'll probably run you know, 30 40 bucks and she's like nope do you want a new washing machine buy one or you can go to laundromat i'm like okay so i bought one and of course we took it with us right i'm not gonna buy her one um and uh uh anyway with the, that when we moved out we went back to get some stuff on our last day there, and the maintenance guy's there, and he's like, man, you really should have done something about this leak, leaking into the drywall in the bathroom. And I'm like, it ain't my place. I don't give a shit. Like, let it ruin the drywall. Let it ruin the neighboring uh, duplex. Let it rot to the ground. I'm not going to spend my money to maintain your shit. That's ludicrous. That you know? is. It looks like you moved up, though, man. Like, there's some oh, nice crown yeah. molding. Yeah, it's it looks beautiful. like some show us the ceiling. We want to see the ceiling. Yeah, the ceiling awesome. is so nice. It's a very it's pretty ceiling. Uh, it's nice. a little high, so I'm, I'm going to have to really work on sound diffusion quite a bit to make uh, get rid of the echo in here. But uh, other than that, man, I mean, like, I, I love this place. I'm so happy we bought this. I want to do a house tour, but I'm afraid that's going to help people figure out which town we moved to and all that stuff. And I don't want my address leaked again because that sucks super bad. But then again, who knows? You know, I, I, I'll, I'll probably it. do the tour. But I'll, I'll tell you this, man. We got um, a bathtub, a jacuzzi tub, and it's the first time I've had a bath in like years because I've been stuck with showers for a while. And mm -hmm. now I'm finally like, getting in and out of the tub. I'm so happy. Um, so it, it helps my back so much. It helps my legs so much. It's so relaxing. I'll get in there for like two hours and watch Netflix or maybe Crunchyroll after I sign up at Crunchyroll.com <laughs> slash PKA later tonight, of course. Look at this um, guy. <laughs> You're the greatest. <laughs> I know the deal, baby. Look I know the deal. <laughs> no, but uh, um, it's, it, I, just having that tub alone was so worth it. Like that was worth every penny we spent. I'm so happy here. My wife loves it too, and happy wife, happy life, right? I mean, that's the that's dude. The, that's a big deal. That and, and if you figure that out, you're you're better for it. But we we yeah. saw pictures of this house. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you a story. This is as romantic as I get. Okay, um, when I saw my wife on uh, MySpace, which is where we initially contacted each other back in uh, six years ago, five years ago now, 2010, I guess. Um, <coughs> I saw a picture of her, and I just knew. I saw that picture and I'm like, I hadn't dated in about two years. I didn't care to date. The last girl I dated just ruined me. I was miserable. My mom had just passed. I wasn't even thinking about that. And I had determined I would never attempt to date again. Never going to get my heart broke again. Never going to put myself out there again. Besides, look at me. Who would want to date me, right? Like, I'm a pile of whatever, you know? And uh, so I saw that picture of my wife and I, I, I immediately knew. I went, that's a girl. I, if I could be with a girl like this, if I could be with this girl, my world would be completely different. This is everything I ever wanted was this woman. And I did everything I could to convince her that I was worth having. And it was a lot of work. Um, at first, we both agreed that it would never happen. And that's fine. We were friends. But you know, <coughs> it eventually just came that way. Well, we wait, wait, wait. Pause right there. I, I want yeah. to know how you both realized this will never happen. Okay. She like was engaged to a man she didn't love and was afraid to break it off. She tried to break it off and had failed. So she was never going to marry him, but she couldn't. She even like tried moving away, and he insisted on moving with her. It was real screwed up. 
And uh, because of that situation, neither of us wanted to make a move. Nobody wanted to hurt this guy, you know? And so I'm like, look, if you ever clear up your business, give me a call and we'll talk, okay? But we still talked as friends for a while. And uh, eventually one day she just calls me up and she's just like, hey, look, I uh, had a big fight and uh, I don't... I think he's finally realized how it is, and I think we're going to make some changes. And I'm like, well, you call me in a couple of weeks when that happens. And she does. And then I'm like, well, why don't we wait a couple of months, and then maybe you can come see me, and we'll see what happens. And she's like, all right. Well, then we, she bought a plane ticket that night but for two months away, and then she came to visit. And, I mean, it was just meant to be, man. I mean, it really was. We fought it that whole time. Um, you I thought I was the gonna... long con. Holy uh, smokes! Like, yeah. from, like, how long did it take for you to date her before or since you met her? About seven months, give or take. Seven okay. months. Oh, you dirty dog! Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> like, I knew I wanted to. I knew that I wanted to be with her, and but we just knew it was not fair to the person she was with. It was not fair to her, so I just shut it down, and, and she shut it down every step of the way. Just every time we talk about it, we we're like, nope, not a chance, not a chance, not a chance. But it just had to happen, you know? I just it thought it's honorable that you well, gave a fuck about how other people in her life felt about it. That's never even crossed my mind as a thing well, to think about. Well, he, he did not think of it that way. And I would imagine if I asked him today, he still would not see it that way. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, he got really hurt in the end. And it did not matter how much we tried. But I, I wasn't for necessarily even for him that I was doing it. It was for me. I needed to be the good guy. I had been cheated on. Yeah. She had been cheated on. Neither of us wanted to do that to anybody else. We did it for us. I mean, at the end of the day. There is no such thing as a truly altruistic act. Well, anyway, we looked at, I would say, two dozen houses, uh, and each one had its pros and cons. Each one had, you know, we've got to work on this. We'll have to fix this. We'll have to rebuild that. We'll have to do this. This isn't right. I don't like this yard. I don't like this whatever. Across three different towns. And then one night, I get an email from Trulia, uh, or one of those, right. and I look at that house, and I felt the exact same way about this house as I felt about the time I saw her, I said, that's the house I'm moving into. I, and I brought my wife here uh, two days later after it went on the market, and we walked into it, and she's like, oh, my God, this is perfection. It's everything we wanted. It's perfect the way it is, and, uh, and now we're in it. So that's two things I knew I wanted to get into. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm really happy for you. You got a new awesome place. Yeah. Now just do some more magic videos, please. I will, man. I will. I will. Do strategy videos, too. I want to hear some strategy. Not just I, I'll tell you, I keep thinking <clears throat> Twitch has been my outlet for gaming for a while. Can I say Instead something? Of, yeah, go ahead. Hutch sometimes does chess videos, and I don't play chess, but I find them fascinating. That's what people say about my unboxings all the time. They're like, yeah. they love how excited I get about pulling certain cards or how disappointed I am about other cards. It's like, I don't know why that card's good or bad, but I just like to watch Boogie eat magic cards and get angry about them. And, you know. Yeah, it's, it's funny and it's good. And Woody, to your point, like Hutch is into magic too. Like four or five years ago, he and I, and I think I thought Kyle was in on it, I guess not, but a few people used mm. to play magic, Onslaught. I guess like 20, 2011 or right. 2012, maybe it was three years ago, three or four years ago. But he would play too, and he was really into that strategy, that strategy game. Like it's a fun game. You guys will like it. If you're listening to this, try it out. You'll like it. But you'll spend a lot of time. I will also tell you if you played it in high school or you played it as a teenager or whatever, the game has changed a considerable amount for the better. And right now, I would tell you that we're in a Magic the Gathering Renaissance. That because I've seen some of the new product uh, info coming up, 
it's going to extend well into the next seven years. I, I'm telling you, now is one of the best times to have ever played Magic. Whether you're looking at modern masters refilling, whether it's the modern format existing, whether it's not the availability of legacy cards are, 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 are at an all-time peak expense, but at the same time, um, nobody's playing legacy because people are moving on to modern, people are moving on to standard, people are playing tiny masters and EDH, and there's casual decks, and there's kitchen table, and there's all kinds of different ways to play, and you could build your own cube, and you could do that, and the new sets are incredible, and the standard that we're playing right now is being regaled by the uh, pros who play this game as the best standard in existence that since standard existed. Like, this is the best time to have ever played Magic. When it comes to affordability, when it comes to accessibility, when it comes to variety of decks, my God, I love Indeed. it. Indeed, <laughs> it is. You guys got to so, try it. You'll like it. Kyle so will I, like it more than anyone. I, I anticipate. I, I, I anticipate he'll I get very competitive with it. The bondage toys that Kyle brought over. The oh yeah, toys. You see right where Woody's mind goes every time. So that's what I was it's hoping. You it was. bitch, you're so fucking sexy. Carry on. Never mind. <laughs> So get that shirt the, off uh, and wrap that rope around you. Yes, would you? Would you? That's what we need. Yeah. One of our Patreon uh, members who uh, who <laughs> signed up to do, he he comes and does the uh, the monthly hangout with us. I think it's like fifty bucks to do that. He comes uh -huh. and hangs with us. But he I gave him my PO box number my PO box number the other day uh, during the last hangout, and he said he was going to send me some junk. I don't know. He said, he said something about a weapon. Uh, but I, I opened it recently, and I found this among other things. So he, he called this that a monkey. Is fist. a monkey? Oh, I was going to call it a monkey ball, but I think you are right. Yeah. Um, uh, at the bottom is a one-inch uh, ball bearing, so it's very uh, heavy, and it's all been wrapped in um, what's this cord called? Paracord. Para uh, ass cord. So. Wait, ass cord? Oh, I thought that was like an anal bead he had on the end. <laughs> You've got a big old butt. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's uncomfortable. And just for me, he included like a, he put a rape whistle on this end. So, so if you know I get in trouble, don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he also sings, uh nice. That's an old man whistle I've ever heard one. <laughs> He also sent all these paracord bracelets, which I appreciate. Uh, I, I wish I had his uh, letter he wrote me so I could plug his company. I'll do that some, some other time. Uh, but yeah, he sent me all these paracord bracelets. I already gave somebody else one of them. Next and, survival trip. Yeah, next survival trip, right? So if you guys would like to send me some weird stuff to my P.O. box, um, I promise, the only thing I promise is that I'll show it on the show. Don't tempt and, me. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> my P.O. box is... Hmm. Let me, uh, I think it might be easy just to like show you here. Yeah, no, that, that's ridiculous. So P.O. Box 102 in Carnesville, Georgia. That's C-A-R-N-E-S-V-I-L-L-E, Carnesville. The zip code is 30521. So yeah, send me some, send me some fun stuff. Uh, the ladies at the post office know who I am, so uh, if, if you, you freak them out, it'd be even funnier. Like, if you want to send something, something fun to Boogie, really, Boogie, really what's your gross. address? Hey, what is my P.O. Box? Oh, you have I a P.O. Have, box? Yeah, oh, of course I, I was going to fuck everything up for you. <laughs> you're trying. <laughs> I, I knew you were. I want, hold on. I want everyone who can find one to send a dead squirrel. <laughs> please, please, just please. If just uh, one gets there, if you can just package one dead squirrel to Kyle. Someone sent a 12-inch massive dildo to our p.o box they're like a comedy massive to you yeah well that, i mean this i mean this thing was like uh, i mean it was this big around i mean i don't see That's how that right. could be inserted so into pretty any average. Average. Like a starter kit yeah. uh, oh, wow. <laughs> um 
That's the weird. That's the weirdest thing we ever got. I, I can't. I was, someone also sent a box of human shit or animal shit to our PO box once. It was, it was animal shit. <laughs> yeah, it was probably animal shit. I don't know for sure. I guarantee it. I looked like animal shit. It had grass in it. Otherwise, I don't know what the fuck they're reading. You know, I didn't open it. You know, I just got enough to realize it was shit, and I'm like, all right, we'll throw you that away. You didn't poke around to see. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, there might have been like. Like Heisenberg blue meth in the bottom of it. I don't know what they're trying you to ever, send, but you ever get a cat's head in a box? Just no. Dismember it. Uh, every I've other put, day. Well, I sent one uh, to Obama. That's right, a mistake. You know. <laughs> Are you an Obama would, saying that or sending it? You're no, from I like Arkansas. Obama. I think you have to. No, no I love everyone's Obama. an Obama. No, we're in North. Point. We're still in Northwest Arkansas. It's very liberal here. It's not shitty at all. It's real great. Yeah, Northwest Arkansas, the yeah. beacon of liberalism. <laughs> no, Didn't no, it's it, it, homosexual <laughs> last year. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, not in yeah. Northwest Arkansas though. I mean, Northwest Arkansas is very progressive. We got you got a couple of gay, gay bars right on down um, Dixon Street in Fayetteville. We got Eureka Springs, you know, to the east of me here. Do what? Uh, the the gay bar with the arcade machine in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy mark. Which nice, is yeah, Kyle. Yeah, well done. Nice. Well done. Kentucky does get a bad rap for most of that stuff. Kentucky you know, earned like, their bad people rap. People just assume Kentucky is Hicksville the I whole way through. I joke every time someone brings up Kentucky about how we were driving through Kentucky and all the power poles were leaning in toward the road from the tension of the wire. And uh, my cousin was like, Jesus Christ, look at those power poles. And I was like, ah, don't be too hard on them, Scott. They only got electricity a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. So, uh... down up there. I have some AMA questions. Would you guys like to go through those? We could do that. I'm going to... I'll be right back. I'm going to get water. Okay, perfect. Maybe a lamp. Well, we'll see. Ooh. My grandfather, apparently, on my dad's side, mm -hmm. lived in Hazard, Kentucky. Oh, that's cool. I've been yeah. there. That's why my, my whole family is from that part of the country. And, uh, you know, uh, they... When he was very young, they put the very first stoplight into Hazard, Kentucky. And no. he ran it because he didn't believe in stoplights, didn't like them. So he ran it, and he got a ticket. So after Good getting the him. ticket, he went back town, town and shot it several times with a shotgun. The so ticket. the city replaced it without ever, like, ticketing oh, him or punishing him or light. anything. Shot the light out, yeah, three times with the shotgun. I don't know when this would have been, 1950-something. All right. Um, so then they, re they put it back in two weeks later. They put a new one in. And he went downtown and shot it three times and then left, and they never put it back. And to this day, as far as I know, I mean, they probably have, but as far as I know, as the legend has it, to this day, they've never put a streetlight. Well, I stopped there. Red light and hazard. I stopped there and ate some barbecue one time about two yeah. years ago. I can't speak as to the uh, the presence of any stoplights, but that's a great, that's a good story. That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. That's the only thing <laughs> I know about Kentucky, except that's where you guys ever watch a show Justified? Yeah. Oh my God! Did the season finale for that was uh, the uh, series I don't watch finale? That much. Oh my God! Watch that entire run. But the last season was orgasmic. If you like, if you like that Southern culture, that Kentucky hillbilly shit, like I grew up in, which of course I obviously love because I mean, it feels like home. Um, they, I've never seen a more authentic show. The houses they go to, the the city, the cities they show, the downtown areas, the way people talk, the way people act, the way the drug addicts look, the way the poverty stricken people look like that show may as well just been a fucking documentary, as far as I can tell. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. 
You don't really have an accent coming from Kentucky. Well, no, uh, I'm from actually from Virginia. I grew up. My parents moved out of there to Virginia, and they thought they'd made it because they moved the western part of the western part of Virginia, not West Virginia, um, but the southwestern part near Wise County, St. Paul, Virginia. That's where I I've grew been up. West Virginia, like up in the hills. Oh, West Virginia scary. is lunatic town, dude. All right, so I, I wanted to shoot this uh, this twenty millimeter rifle, and I was uh, the guy who like builds them, the only guy did. who builds them in the world. Uh, his factory just had been burned down through this act of arson. It was kind of a ridiculous thing, and so he didn't even have one. Uh, and he's like, well, I could send you to one of my customers who has one. So this guy lived in fucking West Virginia up on a mountain. Real crazy, bobbly, swagger type guy. So we were in West Virginia, and we stopped at this little like roads, roadside like steakhouse place. And then we went to the Walmart that was like next door to it. We must have seen 60, 70 women in this town. Not one of them was better than a three. They were all, <laughs> every woman in this community, and the men too. Like, like my friends kept going on about the women, and I was just like, guys, look at look at the dudes here i was like look at the other guys here they're all snaggle toothed and like 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 disproportionately shaped faces like, where trolls? was this west virginia yeah this is i mean you, you act like it's a bad thing but it seems like, like i there could was, be a 10 there uh, a, you weren't you would be a 10 there you absolutely would be but but you're swimming in a sea of threes like 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 our waitress seemed to be the most attractive woman in that town and she she like i don't know as soon as she came over she started talking about her kids and she couldn't have been more than 19 like, <laughs> see, and that's one thing because Kyle does a good, a, an excellent job of establishing attractiveness based on the area you're in. Because if you're in Boston or a major city, and you know what you call a hot chick in Boston? Uh, a, a tourist. A tourist. <laughs> oh, you silly kid. But anyway, like you in Boston, you were not going for anyone less than an, a, a seven and a half. You weren't going for anyone less than that. When we were in Joliet the first time, and we were at Buffalo Wild Wings, and you saw that one waitress that was like a 6.7 at best. <laughs> you you lobbed onto her and realized it and tried to figure it out, get her to come back to the hotel and everything, because you knew that was the best you can get in Joliet. Yeah. You, Kyle does have some sort of weird intrinsic ability for this, to establish the mean in a given city and then work off of that. I will be honest with you. A Southwest Virginia 10 is a California 2 easily. <laughs> I mean, I, they're not. The girls I grew up with, God just, love you if you're watching this. I'm so sorry. And, I, and like, consider the source. I look like a bag of trash, okay? But, <laughs> I mean, I mean, the girls there were not pretty. And, and it's so sad. That, like, in high school, I was kind of like, well, that's the hot girl. I think I'll just stay a virgin until Taylor. I went to, like, <laughs> Upward Bound and then had the best to choose from. And then finally met a girl in an upper bound that I was actually attracted to. And I'm remembering yeah. that night at Buffalo Wild Wings. Do you remember who was cock blocking me? I do. Uh, I <laughs> was it only use me blade. There? Nope. No. 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 Oh, it was White Boy. Nope. White boy nope. Was, nope. Who was it? Who was Aviator it? is cock blocking him. <laughs> <you. laughs> Like, Aviator's married, and he's just, like, flirting with this girl for, like, have fun, I guess, just just messing around, and, and I'm just like, I think he was talking he, to the waitress, Aviator. I think he wanted to be cool. I, you know, like, if, you, if you look back at all his actions, a lot of it was sort of based around impressing us and trying to be cool. I really wanted to fuck that waitress. You did, and it didn't work out, but you did invite her awkwardly back 
to our apartment. You didn't invite her awkwardly, but it was awkward because we hadn't gotten our food yet. And then I talked to you about being like, Kyle, if she takes that the wrong way, my fucking mango habanero boneless wings aren't going to come out the right way. Just so let's think- hold off your horniness till we get our food. I just didn't think she would poison us all, right? It was a big group order, and I, I knew I had to work fast. <laughs> And then, like, three seconds after that, you ate one of the spicy wings and then were completely incapacitated. Couldn't even talk to it the rest of the night. Yeah, I didn't want to fuck anybody. I didn't want to eat any more chicken. <laughs> like we, There were, like, 12 or 15 of us around I this table. I still remember that. And so, instead of everyone being like, yeah, I'll get, like, eight wings and an order of fries, we, were, we just kind of ordered for the table. So, we ordered maybe ten baskets of hot wings, like, eight or ten in each basket, and a variety of flavors, and I was so hungry. I hadn't eaten all day, and I think we were playing paintball that day, maybe, and mm-hmm. the basket came to me, and it was the first one, and I just took my fork and stabbed a, a, a boneless hot wing, ate it, and then stabbed another one and started eating that. And it was only at the point I was like halfway done with the second one that I realized I'd grabbed like, I don't know, like the eighth hot, like the third hottest Mango wing. Mango habanero. You grabbed it because I gave it to you because you said you wanted to try it. No one just handed it to you. I said, do you want to try mango habanero? And you said yes. That's not how I, I remember. So I wasn't tricking you. I, oh, I, are you so calling him a liar to too right. tonight? Huh? Huh? Sim? <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to God. I, you're not a liar. I, I wouldn't say that. However, your account of what happened during that game, I'm afraid, is going to differ quite a bit from my personal account and Shiz's account due to your own frustrations alone. I could tell that you were really unhappy while we were playing that game. Let's get Chiz okay, on this con- call. Continue, continue with your B-dub story. Can, can you, I, if I rate Chiz, I'll lose all the screen grabs. They were the hot, I, I don't do well with like top tier spicy stuff, like jalapenos and stuff like that. Yeah, dice them up and put them on my burger. Like that's cool. Um, like, I don't know. I like the fire sauce at Taco Bell, but nothing extreme like in the, in the real world hot, hot stuff like ghost pepper. You're not eating a ghost pepper anytime soon? Yeah, fuck all that. No, that's that's silly. Like, it hurts. It feels like it's dissolving the skin. Yeah, when my- it gets too hot, it's not tasty anymore. It's not it's fun. It's just bad. Like, like some <clears throat> super hot wings. Like, I can't even taste it. It's just like, I feel like you just put some chemical in my mouth that's hurting me now. My tastes have actually changed dramatically in the past couple of years. They changed really big at 30 and then again at 40, which is, I guess, I'm reading that that's a common thing. Um, but I can finally stomach hot sauces now. And I can't taste peanut butter, which used to be my favorite flavor. But like, I'll taste like the best peanut butter, and it still just tastes like the worst peanut butter I ever had. Prefer sweets or salty things? Um, I like everything: sweetie, sa- sweet, salty, fatty. I don't give a shit. I just I'm, look at me, man. I'm <laughs> shoveling. But I, I was not able to handle spicy the longest time. And uh, the other day, <laughs> Does my he roommate look discerning to you, Kyle. <laughs> well, I actually, I actually spicy is the only flavor that's worth a shit. Spicy is awesome. If you well, don't I, like spicy, I, you're a piece I'm of shit. on that road finally. I found these like sriracha <laughs> wings at uh, Sam's Club if you don't or whatever. Like spicy, you're a piece and, of shit. And on keto, I will eat a good amount of wings each week, you know. And uh, my God, they're so good. But I remember trying sriracha like ten years ago and going, "Oh my God, this is like hell to me. This is the worst." Now I could just squirt sriracha into my mouth and just like, yo. I don't like that. That, that might be, you want to check that out. You want to be talking about that <laughs> doctor if you're just squirting sriracha in your mouth. <laughs> like, like, I'll put like a teaspoon of it maybe, like in a big bowl of chili, and that's plenty. Like that stuff's pretty potent. Well, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like, really starting to get, in, get into the spice, man, finally. 
I'm turning well, into a to, real man. Spicy food is the shit. It yeah. makes everything better. Don't you guys like that feeling where like your whole mouth is kind of burning a little bit and it's kind of painful, but it's also enjoyable? You don't, oh, you yeah. don't like that? Like, I like, like my eyes be watering. Your like, eyes are watering. Your sinus yeah. is cleared. Yeah, what about what, like what about I do wasabi? Like that. Are you guys into that at all? I love wasabi. wasabi. I slather oh, yeah. that shit on my sushi. Yeah, on my sashimi. I only get the raw fish, not that bullshit sticky rice they try and pawn off as edible. Get that out of my face. What about uh, well, you know, with the Nigeri, they they put the the raw fish like on top of a little bed of rice. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like well, that. Like- DDP had us moving over to like a lot of organic stuff, and we still do that to this day. So we uh, we do shop a, a bit at Walmart uh, to get the various things, but for the most part, a lot of our meals come from um, Fresh Market. I think is what it's called. It's one of the Whole Foods deviations or whatever. Um, but they do sushi there, and they have some spicier blends. And my God, it's like whatever that hot pink sauce is that they put on it, and the the hot red, and then, and then the wasabi on top of it. It's like an orgasm, and I can't have it because I'm doing low carb now. And, but I was having it like twice a week. So what are the but healthiest foods you have? Just do it without the rice. Right, right. Just do then, it without the rice. Get rid of the rice. Like just the meat. It's but then I can't seaweed. get it pre-made. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I gotta say, once we started eating organic, and once we started like, I know that's all bullshit. Like the science behind it, and they tell me it's all bullshit. But once I started cutting out wheat and dairy uh, for the most part, and then I started focusing on um, eating organic meats. Man, my body changed for the better in ways I can't express. Like DDP was absolutely right about that. I hate to admit it, um, but it's it's made a huge difference in in feeling physical. And I'll tell you, Woody, another thing that I think you'll find amusing when we moved to this house, going to the toilet <laughs> in this house was a further walk than I was making most days. Really? When I was like, yeah, like you know, when I first moved into that other place, and before I started doing DDP, and now you know, I mean, obviously, I'm a pre-diabetic i'm actually in the diabetic range now so um i'm i have to go to the bathroom like eight ten times a day you know have you tasted your pee uh no i hear it's supposed to be delicious though do you, you want should, to taste it kyle you should taste it right now and let us know if it's sweet yeah right, on, i got a jar around here somewhere <laughs> no that. don't get it not a chance no um but uh, but now I'm walking. I'm actually walking some walking, and it still hurts like hell. But I mean, you get, I mean, pain. You get used to pain. You guys know that. If anybody knows that, you get used to hurting. I don't. Way. I don't like if I, if I if anything on me is hurting. Like I'm such a bitch about it. Like I demand some sort of medical attention right then and there. Like <laughs> like, like like the the, the smallest of cut. <laughs> Are you kidding? And, and no, no, no. Kyle yeah, is not one to just put a Band-Aid on a severe cut. If he goes to like a weekend knitting convention, <laughs> he's going to come out with five Band-Aids <laughs> on all of his fingers. When I, he, he throws a Band-Aid on there immediately. When I'm I was 30, I, I got uh, an infection in my left leg, the lymphedema, and uh, cellulitis. And I get one every about five years. I'm due for a big oh, one now, yeah. which was... Um, but uh, it killed all of the skin on the left leg. And so I didn't know that was what happened because I was asleep for three days. Oh, your skin my, died? And all my skin died while I was asleep for three days. That's the so kind I, of shit that just doesn't happen to me, man. <laughs> Holy shit. No, this is, this is lymphedema for three days sucks. doesn't happen. No, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't choose for it to happen. I just went unconscious and then almost died. And uh, fortunately, my friends drug me into the emergency room, and they started pumping me full of antibiotics through a pick line directly into my heart to keep me alive because I got septic. And and about 24 hours later, I'm finally conscious again. And um, they're like, all right, Steve, here's the thing. You're too heavy for us to do an actual surgery. 
but we still need to debris. I think that's what they call debris. Debris that leg. So, but this is very graphic, by the way. So, warning your listeners. This you is got to accompany this. And, Have a bite, listeners. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, I'm like, okay. Uh, so what do we do? And they're like, well, we're going to send our nurses in here, and they are going to remove the dead tissue, um, and uh, you're just going to have to be conscious during it. And I'm like, okay, well, can we get some painkillers? And I'm like, well, you're on the maximum amount of painkillers we can really safely give you with your addiction issues and other things. I've never like been in rehab or anything, but they know obviously I'm, I like food a lot, so right. they don't want to give me the good stuff, you know. And Fuck I don't want them. I don't want them to give me the good stuff either, because last thing I need is a fucking morphine addiction on top of the fucking food no, addiction. Dude, okay? Trust me, you wanted that morphine. Yeah, like, well, oh, morphine addictions so, are glorious. I'm with morphine so far, is. But- Top this is, <laughs> this is where where our paths would would have diverged. I don't know if you're a morphine town. I'm saving it. I'm saving it for the real stuff. That's what was my thought at the time. If I had known, if I had it to do over, I would have let them sh- shoot it into my fucking eyeballs if they had to. Okay. <laughs> so um, the nurses come in and they take they take off the wrap and they're like looking at the leg and they're like. Well, this is much worse than the doctor considered. And I'm like, okay, well, what do we do? And they're like, well, I guess we do. Let's call the doctor. And they call the doctor and they talk for a few minutes. I'm like, all right, we're going to go for it. Well, 90% of the skin from my knee to my ankle was gone. And all that was left was the porous material underneath. Um, And they they took gauze. This is so, God, this is amazing. They took gauze and they scraped it across the skin like it was nacho cheese and like they had a nacho in their hand they're just scooping it off like bloop 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 like no they didn't luckily they didn't have to use like a dremel or anything like that they just scooped it all off right well what they've used one of those on me before i for a different purpose altogether but they just removed all the skin and it was as the the nerves that are embedded into that porous material saw naked air for the first time it was the most glorious level of pain that I have ever experienced. And uh, I screamed. I remember screaming at the top of my lungs. And then I remember crying at, at, while screaming. And then I remember cursing God for existing and allowing me <laughs> to exist. Um, I do think I passed out for a short period of time, um, but I was conscious through most of it. At some point, I had enough sense to get a, the digital camera that I, I had brought. My, um, I asked my friend to bring so that I could photograph this. I asked for that, and I got a couple of photos, which I've lost over the years. Oh, um, no. I wanted to see um, that. Kinda. And there was this card someone had gotten me uh, <laughs> that when you open it up, it was one of those musical ones. When you open it up, it plays a song, and it was a celebrate good times. I don't know why that card was in the <laughs> – why that card was okay while I was sick. I don't know. I think it was like, cheer up. You know, good times are ahead. And then you open it up, celebrate – the nurse, at one point, as I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, backs into the bathroom door where this card is taped, and the card f- opens up enough to make the song. And it's like, <laughs> celebrate. And I'm just like crying. And there's like blood and lymph just pouring out of me. And I've never experienced pain like that in my life. Well, pain is relative. This is fascinating to learn. The most pain that you've ever been in is a 10 for you. And uh, so now my new 10 is here. Like, I know what real pain is, right? And so now that I'm dealing with this back pain, which I think would debilitate most people, in the morning, I still get out of bed. Sometimes I need my wife's help. I get into the living room, and I cry for 20, 30 minutes. Sometimes I break a few things. Sometimes I throw a few things. Uh, But I know that that's only about an eight. I know what my 10 is. 
<laughs> and since this is at an eight, I'm okay. I'm, I'm going to be all right. Not a big deal. And so when it comes to the lymphedema, you know, you're just like, oh, well, this is like a three now. You know, that used to be my 10. Now it's a three. Pfft. Whatever. This sounds horrible. Uh, that I mean, sounds horrific. Well, that being, whole experience seems terrible. It was, it was, I mean, you know, I mean, we we're all have our shit. You know, every one of us is going to end up in a deathbed. Someone, everyone's going to bury somebody we love. We're all going to have our fucking hearts broken. Life is pain. Pain is guaranteed when you're born into this world. Joy is created. Joy is found. I focus on the joy that I've created. I've focused on the joy that my audience brings me and how much fun I'm having with you guys tonight and, and stuff like that. So who I, I don't focus on that stuff, but I do think it takes – I think it's interesting to talk about that stuff. I think it's important to talk about stuff. So the people that are right now at home who aren't in any pain, who haven't had their heart broken right literally, haven't buried anybody they love, can go, I'm lucky right now and I should enjoy the shit out of this. You know, I think that's important. You know? Yeah, it's true. Well, I think that's a valuable life that lesson. That does sound like one of the most painful experiences ever. Horrific. It looked like nacho cheese. It was fascinating. It was so fascinating. I don't want to hear scooped, that part. They just scooped <laughs> your they skin scooped off it right off, right? Just, like, if they, like if they had scooped it off and just put it in their mouth, it would have just looked like they were eating nacho cheese. It was, it was yellow. It sloughing off. It was sloughing off. It was just completely dead, like off a corpse. It was fascinating. They, dude, morphine in the future. Trust yes, me. morphine. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You wouldn't have even remembered that. Like, I had... Um, I had uh, like second and third degree burns on the back of my uh, my hand, yeah. Uh, like from here down, pretty much the fingers, the knuckles. They're big black blisters, uh, and they gave me a little morphine, maybe uh, maybe a lot. And you know they scrubbed all of that off, and uh, and then they put this like artificial skin glove on top of it, yeah. uh, and there's no scarring. It was pretty cool for the, uh, I, I thought, but but I don't remember any of that shit. I remember like the sensation of rubbing. Uh, and I remember like some visuals of like the the medical instruments and stuff, but that's it. Like, uh, yeah, I should have done that. They um, here's another downside to being big. I had to get a colonoscopy at 35. I'm doing another one, but I just don't want to do it. Mm. I'm supposed to get another one at 40, I guess. Um, How old are you supposed to be when you do that? You're supposed to get your first at 40. Most insurance companies will tell you 45, but it really should be 40. And uh, if you have the option, like and I had an optional reason to do it at 35, we went in at 35, and I think I, it was better that we did it. Okay, you, this is something I want to hear. So Woody and Boogie, I want to hear your first colonoscopy story, starting with Boogie, because he was already on a roll there. Okay, so um, I did not know like the entire concept that you had to clear your entire <laughs> intestines out. And they give you a medicine that will help you do that. And they basically tell you to set aside a two-hour block to drink the medicine and then sit on the toilet and change shit diarrhea, which is what happens. And eventually it just turns to pure water. Like it's one of the most nauseatingly awful experiences. I don't think it was pure water. Like I wouldn't call it horrible. (laughs) My my last my last couple of dukes, my last couple of 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 squirts was just pure water. And I was just amazed. It was clear as a bell. Yeah, I you were believe squirting that came out. Aquafina near the end. Right, right. Um, and so I get into the place the next day, and they're like, all right, Mr. Williams, we normally give people twilight drugs for this, and we are going to give you some. But again, you're very heavy, and because you're so heavy, the chances of you having a heart attack or uh, choking on your own body is entirely possible. We know you have sleep apnea. That's in your medical chart. So we're not going to give you a fraction of what we would give a normal-sized person. I'm like, really? That's weird. Because there's a chance you're going to wake up during the procedure, but you'll probably be okay. Well, I woke up three minutes into it. And uh, by, fortunately, by then, the camera's already up my ass. And so he's got me laying on my left side. And the, the, vi- the, the, um, 
television that it's all going to is on the left side. So I'm staring at the thing, right? And uh, he says to the intern or the nurse he has, and he goes, this area looks normal. And I guess she's supposed to write that down. I start answering the guy. I'm like, good. <laughs> and uh, so I got to see my entire inside of my own anus, including the hemorrhoids that I had at the time on the inside of that. And I got to see all the way up to the, uh, um, I guess, where it chambers off to the next time. Because apparently they don't go past that chamber, or at least in my, my colonoscopy. But the best part of that is when I woke up, I had a fart nurse there. And I don't know. I did not know that there was such a thing as a fart nurse, but my nurse comes in and I'm like, "Oh hi, what can I do for you?" And she's like, "Well, I'm here to make sure you fart." And I'm like, "Oh," she's like, "Yeah, you got to get that air out of you, and you're, uh, you know, if you don't, you could rupture, and we can't leave you here until you fart an adequate amount of times." And I'm like, "Okay, so what life choices led you to this?" Because <laughs> I'm still a little, still a little out of it, you know? And I'm like, that's the worst thing I've ever fucking said to another human being. And she goes, oh, a lot of bad ones, I guess. And I'm like, because you're listening to a 500-pound man fart. That's your job. <laughs> like, that is a cool job. Don't get me wrong if you're into it. But I would imagine that's not your thing, isn't it? And she goes, no, it is definitely not, sir. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So you're basically, like, slowly talking to this person through morphine, like, how did you get to this point? <laughs> you listening to me fart a bunch? Well, again, they didn't get me any of the good stuff. I didn't get any of the good stuff, so I'm like, I walked out of there, you know, like 20 minutes later. I'm I like, have it. I farted enough? She's like, yeah, good job. You farted plenty. Was like, good I, I had basically the same experience. I, I think they give you the liquid the night before, and it's awful. It's mm -hmm. it, it makes you poo, and I'm like, ah, I'll get you cleared out, whatever, we'll try it. And it was just so bad. You're constantly <laughs> pooping. And between poops, they have you Vaseline your rectum to like <laughs> deal with all of the wiping and pooping and stuff that's going on. And it's the <laughs> yuckiest possible experience. And I don't want a colonoscopy, right? Boogie, on the other hand, is like, I found an excuse to get some extra colonoscopies in there. I was like, no fucking way. I don't want to do it. Jackie's like, like you have to. Apparently, my mom had polyps or something, which I don't even know what a polyp is. But apparently, it puts me at risk for like fucking anal death or something. So I like it. So now, like I I have to get this colonoscopy because my wife is insisting, and and uh, it's fucking awful. So I, I take the liquid and I poo and I do all that until eventually my butt hurts. But like like Boogie says, it gets to be like pure water and such. And I go in there the next day. They lay me on my side and. Uh, then what seems like one second later, I wake up in bed somewhat confused and it's over. Feeling somewhat violated and different. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. And and there is a nurse there making sure that I fart. Now, I don't really fart in front of people. Like, I think I'm, it's kind of grew out of that and whatever. And now I like literally have to like, I'm on stage, like trying to fart <laughs> enough to convince this woman that I can go home. And, uh, and my wife, I don't even fart in front of my wife. And she's there like holding my hand as I come out of this. And it's like, Oh fuck, you know, it's a fart show because, Oh, when they do it, they fill your, I guess through your butt, like up with air. That way the camera has like room mm -hmm. to sort of see. Otherwise it'd just be, I guess, intestine against lens and you wouldn't catch it. So, uh, so they inflate your intestines, and then you need to deflate in the recovery room. It sucks. Yeah. Uh, but so we your did wife was holding your hand while you were just oh, it's viciously. Marriage. So That's true love. <laughs> so, uh, but they sent me home with like a bunch of pictures, like of my 
like inner butthole, right? Like like up my intestines and stuff. <laughs> so I did a dual com with Jackie where every so often we show like like <laughs> we'd give people Jackie's like, hit him with a picture. And then we'd show up like my intestine just as a way to, I don't know, be a smart ass towards my subs. So yeah, we made a I video. I saw that out of video. It. You, you that know was... the one, right? Oh yeah. It was kind of a funny video. I think it was on Nuketown. Uh no, I think it was no? on um What's the Black Ops? What what Modern Warfare Three, the one that had like village and tents and stuff next to the center building. B Dom hmm. was right on a street. Uh, oh. oh yeah. Shit. How uh, old were you when you got DLC your colonoscopy? Time. By the way, probably forty. Yeah. Uh, the reason I got mine is because I was having violent diarrhea. And I was going to the bathroom like four or five times a day, and that led to really bad hemorrhoids. And I had had an anal fissure when I was 20, and I did not want to run the risk of getting another one of those because fuck that, super bad. Um, so I went to the doctor, and he's like, well, it's time to do a colonoscopy. It's five years earlier than you need to do it. But honestly, I mean, this could be cancer. There's blood in your stool. So we get the colonoscopy done, and the guy's going through the checklist. He's like, you're perfectly healthy besides those hemorrhoids. And uh, I don't know why you have this hemorrhoids. Even as a big guy, you shouldn't have hemorrhoids like that. It's, it's very irritated back there. I'll give you some medicine or whatever. And he's like, but I don't know what's causing it. And he's looking through my medical chart, and he goes, wait a second. Are you on metformin? And I'm like, yes. And he goes, do you know what the number one side effect of metformin is? And I said, no. And he goes, violent diarrhea. And I'm like, oh. And he goes, why did your doctor not figure this out? And I'm like, because he's an idiot, I guess. And then I went to a different doctor from then on out because that doctor had prescribed metformin. And the most common side effect is to be allergic to it and then just shit yourself all the time. And that's what was happening to me. Well, nice. that sounds terrible. But aren't, <laughs> is an anal fissure just... Basically, your butthole ripping a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's a hole. It's a hole in the anus, and uh, it's real unhappy. It's real yeah. unpleasant. Yeah. Hey, didn't Wings have anal fissures? He did. He did. Yeah. I remember yeah. several episodes where we went <laughs> over that. It'll happen to big guys. This, this is See, one of the I, many. This I is why healthy at any size is crazy. Because if you're I think fat enough, eating, you're ripping your asshole open. Guess what? It's time to stop eating. <laughs> I, th I think the enormous poops have something to do with it too, because I know if if I'm eating right, then my morning poop is pretty pretty moderate. Like it's it's pretty much over and out, you know. It's well, not a big deal. But if yeah. I've spent the entire night having one of my extravaganzas, if it's a if it's a Taco Bell extravaganza or a potato fiesta uh, or what or have a booze you, extravaganza, it all comes no. out differently. Yeah, um, it could it could be a real massacre in there. I've actually read recently uh, in the last year that. that with a lifetime of overeating, um, the digestive system will grow to adapt to it. So you'll have a longer, smaller intestine and a longer, larger intestine, meaning you will digest more of the food, uh, getting more calories out of the same amount of food somebody else will because you digest it to a further degree. So 2,000 calories of food for a heavy person who's been historically doing that for 40 years might actually be closer to 22 or 2,100 calories for that person because well, their digestive away. system is more efficient. Uh, but because of that, my poops aren't that big, I think. I think that's but why that my changes that if you get one of those surgeries, right? Like if you get the bypass or you get the stomach stapling. Well, um, the the most common one they're doing now is the safest is the gastric sleeve. Um, it's the least invasive. It's very common. Um, it, it it doesn't have as high of a success rate as bariatric surgery. 
Um, so some people that get the sleeve will eventually need bariatric surgery, depending on what their mental issues are like and what's leading to their obesity and what's leading to them making those decisions, obviously. Um, then you've got, uh, I forget exactly what it's called. I like to call it Rochambeau, but that's not it. Uh, um, but it's the, the bypass surgery where they remove a large portion of the stomach and then bypass that. And also some of the, the, the intestines go with that too. Um, and then that's, that will make up for that issue a little bit. Okay. I have some AMA questions here, but first I want to uh, get a word out to all of our listeners about Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll is the most amazing anime service to ever grace the internet. When you go to Crunchyroll.com, you're opening up a world of anime like you just can't believe. It's 1080p quality, uh, no ads, and for 30 days of free premium access, all you have to do is go to Crunchyroll.com forward slash PKA. takes about two minutes to sign up, sign up, and you're getting access to their huge library, inclu- including these three that they wanted us to mention, One Piece, Punchline, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. So if you want access to all this, go to Crunchyroll.com slash PKA, sign up for premium, and uh, get access to that huge collection of anime free for 30 days with zero ads. Hey, that One Piece, man, I got to tell you something. I, I, I'm so surprised I got out of there. That's long. There's like, what, 500 episodes or something? Like, that's the one about the boat, right? Is that I the have one no one? fucking clue. Oh, well, my roommate was obsessed with that. <laughs> Thanks, And if Kyle. they've got that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, roll with us. Like, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, like, you, like, if you had been like, that's a good one, isn't it, Kyle? I've been like, ah, oh, fantastic, the animation. But when you say it like that, I'm just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> you, mean, you mean that 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 boat that's kind of white sits in the water, floats back and forth? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. I googled it, and and uh, and One Piece is that show that he watched like every episode of. And if they've got that entire series on there, that's a hell of a value, man. How much does it cost again a month? Like six ninety five. Six ninety five. Jesus Christ, it's that's cheaper than Netflix. Exactly. It is and they've got the entire run. Fool not to get it. They've got the entire run of One Piece on there. I've always wanted to watch it. My roommate is obsessed with that show. So, well, then I mean, you better hop on there. And right, I'm going to go to right crunchyroll.com slash BKA. Number one anime source for duct tape man himself. You heard it here. It's true. Now, it's do, they true. Have both, do they have both fan subs and dubs there? Do you know that? Oh, they've got everything you could want. Both. It is known. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, so what is uh, let's see. I'm going through this uh, this AMA here. Um, I sent you guys the questions too. Yep. Uh, some of these questions are are terrible, and some of them are great. Uh, as you guys know, when you submit your questions for the for uh, the AMA, uh, we don't have to read them because some of them are just bad. Some of them are just bad. Be more creative. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm just looking through a couple of these. Uh, this looks like a decent crop. I don't know. Some of them are repetitive as well. All right. Okay. So recently I read that Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao are going to make $23,000 per second of their fight. My question for everyone is how long would you take a beating if you got paid $23,000 per second? And I would take it as long as I could stand. Like, um, as long as I could. Uh, like, like I, no, no, but the whole thing is that you have to decide beforehand. So if you say oh, do you think? 90... Yeah, if you, have to, if you say 90 seconds... Describe and you get beating. 61 seconds in, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. You cut out, and then you don't get any money. You have to take Define the whole a beating. beating. Like, like, what kind of beating? What, what uh, does someone consist of? beating the shit out of you. Faces just getting pummeled by fists. I think it did. Uh, shins cat. coming right to your thighs. Just, like, all those brutalizing hits that you see in MMA. That's what you have to deal with. This isn't a little tit-tat thing. 
This guy says I'm taking the beating from Floyd himself. All right, okay. so exactly. I'm going to take this as how, how many seconds will I elect to be in the ring with Floyd Mayweather? And I, I think my answer is three minutes. Because three he's gonna minutes? Knock, I think he's going to knock me out long before that. Then you won't um, make it. No, I won't. No, you have pay. to make it till the end. Otherwise, you don't get the money. That's He's not going to just keep beating me. The ref will stop it. Well, just curl into a ball. I mean, the crowd will Hope eventually if he just keeps going. <laughs> I, I don't know. This is hard. I, it, it's probably better to get beaten by Mayweather than Pacquiao, right? Yeah, Because Pacquiao is the one who just, it's just a flurry of punches and, and he's just you're getting fucking obliterated. fucking lift that comes from your blind side or something. Whereas Mayweather, like Mayweather's thing is his defense. He's very difficult to hit. People get frustrated because he just sort of goes backwards and then he's got this stance. Like like most people, like they kind of keep their arms up like this. They got the big gloves and it protects you from the hits. Uh, he uses his shoulder and he puts his shoulder up and you know he stands like this and it's very difficult to hit him. But Pacquiao is going to win, uh, according to me. Lozon says I'm wrong. But I'm going to uh, say 30 seconds. I can make it 30 seconds. Mm. Realistic. Just getting the shit kicked out of me for $6 million. That sounds pretty good. I've had the shit kicked out of me. And I can't yeah. do it for very long, but I really like money. So like I'm running some numbers here. 60 times 23,000 is 1.4 million almost. I think I could, I think 60 seconds. If I have to hit it, 60 seconds might be the number. I mean, hell, it, it seems like I could get a knockdown or two, right? I could run for like 20 seconds. Like, just take that down right away. There's, He's going to cut the ring off. $460,000 worth of running, I promise you. I <laughs> think so. I think he'll cut the barrel rolls. You know, These guys are up. trained to stop you from running away. Like, you go this way, they stand where you want to be, and they just work you into the side, and... It's all yeah, but if you pull an Andy Kaufman and you literally sprint around them, like they're not prepared for that. They probably no, don't see, see that they, much. They, they, like, it won't take stance, long. Like close it you won't. off, box you in, but they're not ready for this. Like no, they're not. But it's not going to take long for them to adapt. So you basically got like what I can see as a six to eight second window of running around like a maniac before they're eventually like, is this turning into something? Is this going to be is an attack? No, this guy's just running around. Boxer? As soon as he cocks back the first punch, I'm going to spit my mouth guard at him. Like that's 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 <laughs> round two. Like that's my second move. <laughs> and and I'll take oh. two or three warnings. They can deduct all the points they want. Like I, I, I'd find a way to get rich off of getting my ass if beat. The question by is. Would I go in there? Absolutely. I would go in there and I would last as long as I could. And I would try and win. If that was part of the deal, if they're like, what do you can't just run and be a bitch and cover up and dive? You literally have to go in there and try and beat one of these guys. I'd be like, all right, sign me up. I will try. Oh, I wouldn't go in and try and beat them. I would go in with a tattoo that said youtube.com slash X Capone. Oh, smart. <laughs> my, my branding would never be better. I no, but if if hypothetically you had to try to win to get your money, I would I would give it a go. I would. I know. would zero percent chance. Okay, right for sure. I'm I'm gonna turn this into a romantic story. Here's oh what God. I would do. I would tell my wife goodbye, and I would get into the ring, and I would stand there and allow him to beat me, arms to my side, until he was forced to beat me to death, so that I would leave her with more money than she would ever need. I've been watching nope. Breaking Bad. It's <laughs> oh. basically what it is. Yeah. So is that how you see it, Boogie? You'd be standing there like a pariah, just <laughs> right. That's what I would want to do. Than that. I would want to go and in there like after a... punch number three. You're just like, 
when I uh, when I was in high school, I got into a fight when I was twelve, and I was an older kid, and I hurt the you kid. You were in high bad. school at twelve. Well, I mean, I was in. Uh, and, well, I guess I was actually because we didn't have a middle school. Okay. So, what grade are you in eighth grade? What, how old are you when you're in eighth uh, grade? 13, uh, you're like 14, you 13 or 14 in eighth grade. All right. So, I guess I was 13 because I was in eighth grade. So, whatever that was. Uh, but I, I hit the kid and I hit him pretty damn hard. And I ended up hurting him pretty bad. And then our family ended up getting sued over and, and sucked. So, then I swore I'd never hit another person. And I've managed to maintain that. But I did get into one more fight. And it was this kid. I failed 10th grade PE because I was embarrassed by my body and I didn't want to dress out, so I just didn't. And I had to take it over my senior year to make it up for it. So I was in 10th grade PE and this one kid is always kind of making fun of me. And uh, I've always been sharp with my tongue, so he would say things like, hey, good job out there today, you fat fuck. If you could run, we would have won or whatever. And I'd say things like, well, I'm really tuckered out from fucking your mother's asshole all last night. And i am got to tell you something, I, I've got to pick off all these fucking crabs and, and it's just disgusting. And I, you know, I would say things like that to him and, and one day how got, you win right one day he just got like super mad and he threw a punch at me and hit me square in the face and i'm just like dude you don't want to fuck with me i i really do not want to ever hit anybody back please don't and our coach was nearby so he came and separated us well that kid was waiting with him and his two older brothers at my car later that day and they're like, oh, you, you fuck our mothers. And I'm like, no, it's a joke, man. Because, well, I don't find that kind of joke very funny. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to let our little brother hit you or we're all going to take you down. I'm like, I'm never going to throw a punch at another person, dude. You can beat me as long as you want. And so he hit me uh, several times in the face until my glasses flew off, broken. And then he hit me several more times. And I thought I could be super tough. Like, I did exactly that pariah thing. I'm like, all right, man, just do whatever you got to do. But eventually I'm driving home, right? I want to do that. But no, I mean, it starts hurting, man. I mean, he's like just clawing at my face. I, must, I don't know how many times he hit me. It must have been eight or nine times. And I just started bawling my eyes out. I'm like, I can't believe you're fucking doing this. You're just going to beat me knowing <laughs> I won't punch you back. And he's just like, well, hit me back. Hit me back. I'm like, I'm not going to touch you. There's no chance this is going to happen. Like, I'm just going to keep hitting you then. He just keeps hitting me. And uh, eventually he got bored. And See, so I know I can take a punch. I mean, he was half hitting back. Well, I didn't want to hit him back, and I, I felt glad about that. I'm proud that I didn't hit him back. I'm proud that I'm a pacifist. I'm always going to be a pacifist. I don't want to hurt other people. I didn't hurt the guy. I'm so grateful for that. I That gives me so much self-confidence in the things that my convictions and the things I believe in You know, for the rest of my life. But um, Also, I didn't get any this trouble. This sounds he got, like a terrible day, and I yeah, personally no. would have felt awesome if I could have somehow summoned the super me and beat up all four of them. That would <laughs> yeah. be glorious. Uh, I got one week good. of in-school suspension, which is like a vacation for a kid with like anxiety mm -hmm. issues. Oh, in-school suspension! And then he is got the shit. right. He got two <laughs> weeks of out-of-school suspension. But I knew I had had it made. I knew I had it made when my principal brought me my lunch and in in-school suspension. And I'm like, can I get an extra milk with this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I, I normally get an extra milk. <laughs> sir. I had in-school suspension. You know? I didn't think it was that good. I no, I hated it. it. Yeah. I brought I brought a bunch of Nintendo oh, Power magazines and stuff, and I just sat there and read Nintendo Power. I, stuck I told porno my librarian to go to hell. That was my mistake. There was mm. um. Oh, Woody, you rap scallion. <laughs> there was oh. a. So when you walk out of the library, we had books, right? And the books had these little like thing, like a security system type deal. And if you bring the book through, it it beeps. 
So what you'd have to do is hand your book to the librarian, and they'd hand it back, and that would like go around the security system. Well, uh, the librarian wasn't where she was supposed to be, so I just kind of did it by myself, like I handed the book to myself. And apparently, I, I thought that was a fine solution for everyone. Like, if you're not in place, don't worry, I'll, I got this covered by myself. But uh, they wanted me to go back in line and then do it again and hand it to a librarian to accomplish the same thing. And I told her to go to hell and I got suspension. <laughs> that seems like a go to hell kind of moment. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was. That's a, since you guys in the right there. Since you guys are doing adventures like the survival trips and paintball, would you ever think of doing anything sports related? Since Woody and Murga have backgrounds in hockey, it would make sense to to have a round robin hockey tournament with fans. It totally would. I, I would, I would do that. love that. I would so do that. Much. Yes. That would be so fun. That sounds, I, I, I let's hold it Woody. in Canada where they're like hockey assholes that love to hurt yeah. people. Let's just go to Winnipeg. Live it up. <laughs> what could go wrong? But, but yeah, Woody, no, what, I, what position do you play when you do play hockey? Because I, I, I would be interested in playing against you. I played mostly D, either side. But um, I also played like, – I, I was fairly – I was competent at every position. What I was is I was responsible. So if you put me anywhere, then I wouldn't make us lose. How's your shot? Hard and flat. I mean, I bet it sucks right now. But, you know, I had a, I had a, if you, if you were to see me take a slap shot, you'd be like, yeah, that's a real slap shot. Do you but, play with wood sticks or like a warrior, something like that? I, I played with two piece and then eventually one piece fiberglass sticks. I like them to be really light because when I skate backwards and play on D, it, pretty much my move is to like just whack it one-handed at the offense when mm -hmm. it comes at me. And uh, the lighter the stick, the better I felt like I could, you know, get, you know, my stick on your puck. Hmm. Well, that seems like a horrible idea to me. Uh, <laughs> George, I no, he's, he's I playing good D. I don't play fucking. No, I mean like like the whole he's idea the of concept the round, of hockey. Yeah, I don't oh. play fucking hockey. I don't. <laughs> I don't really care about hockey. And, and that's why and it would like, be funny, dude. And organizing the whole trip to like play hockey, like how many fans are we gonna get to show up to some rink somewhere? Like, like I a imagine bunch like of Canadians, all like, of them will show up, and they're gonna play like with gear and shit. That's never gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Could. We could totally get like a couple. I would. That would be. I would love to get out there on the ice again. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, I if you're out there too. and you would like PKA to come play hockey with you and and your amateur team, you just need to arrange for your local local rink to put together some sort of a PKA day and uh and we'll make that happen taylor are you yeah. playing hockey now right now i am not but, but do you I'm... wish you were oh yeah yeah like i wish too. i were playing more like I, I i really like hockey like i uh, i tried to do the splits like three days ago just to see if i could get even close because like i played goalies so i used to be able to do the splits upward downward just like flexibility is a huge I, I know part of that you, this is a goalie warm-up exercise the splits or are you talking like, about the butterfly like you know when you're watching hockey and someone comes down on a breakaway and you see the goalie completely split the pads right, right, cover right. the whole uh -huh. bottom of the ice he's doing the splits right there like not the ballerina turn to the side and split but like the facing splits and i tried to do that again and i it was horrible i wasn't <laughs> i wasn't even in the vicinity of <laughs> no. not even close and i was like i need to start doing something again to get back into that shape shoot five hole but, america <laughs> yeah exactly shoot five hole on me because i'll pull my groin and be out for the rest of the weekend because <laughs> i'm Cause so out of shape because he's only splitting like 
Yeah. Burger split. It sounds like it's something like this. <laughs> and there's a five hole right there for you. Yeah, yeah. So I need to really step that up, start stretching again. But it was That's depressing it. realizing what I could do just like five years ago and what I can't do now. So well, I think it's a stupid fucking idea. I'd much rather do something like paintball. I just want to talk hockey a second longer. But so yeah. there was a time where I was, at least in this area, an A-League player. Not a good one, right? But I was like, I wasn't the worst guy on the you team You were either. near the upper echelon. No, no, not in A-League. In, in our best players in A-League, some of them had a pro, like some of them had NHL experience. But a, okay. a fair amount of them had college experience or like AHL experience. Like one guy had played in the AHL like the previous year, right? So he, like he was just really good. Me, it was like, all right, do I even belong in this league? Well, there's four guys on this team worse than me. So I'm like in the third, like in the one third yeah. percentile. So I'm a, I'm a bottom four defenseman. Yeah. Yeah, I got this. You know, right? That that was like where I peaked. Or I think that same year I was MVP of my B League team. So nothing special. Like you know, I certainly wasn't some Division One athlete or anything like that. But I was an actual hockey player. And over time, I just stopped like being effective. Like I don't know why. Like I, I it was like it, like fuck. It's been games since I scored anything and. You know, like I felt like my D was still solid, but I don't know. It just like I started to do worse. So if I come back, I'm playing C League. I'm just going straight to the <laughs> fucking bottom, and uh, and I might be good there. See, that's a solid thing to do. They they have something in high school where you can play varsity, <clears throat> JV, or something called C team. And C team is where like really good middle schoolers. And really awful high schoolers congregate as a team. At least this is how it is in the Midwest. Yeah, I and, think it, yeah, here too. Yeah, and they allowed me my junior year of high school. I always wanted to play out, like play as a forward instead of a goalie. Uh-huh. I was a goalie for varsity and for my real team. And they were like, "Hey, if you want to play forward on this C team, you can do it." And I was like, "Are you serious?" So I can hit people, I can like skate around and score. And so they let me join the C team. And in my first game, I didn't fully under, like, I understand the rules, but I didn't understand the rule of you can't take more than three strides before hitting someone. And I also didn't understand boarding, which was when you hit somebody, like, if you hit somebody right up against the boards, it's just a clap. Right. And they just hit up against it and bounce off. If you hit someone who's this far away from the boards, they fall and can break their neck on the boards. I didn't mm. fully get that. And in that my first sense. shift, trying to figure out being forward, I hit a kid into the glass, and he hit the glass so hard he knocked the pain out. And the pain fell, and they had to have a team of people come back and put the pain in <laughs> because I hit him so fucking hard. And then the next the next play that I got a chance after I exited the penalty box, three seconds playing forward already in the box for two minutes, got out <laughs> and then just tripped someone so hard or someone was on a breakaway towards my goalie and I thought it would be a good move to just kind of like slash him like I've seen people do in games. I was like, all that's right, I've seen move. this. Yeah, that, I've seen the- hockey. I'm, I, I've played goalie. I know how this works. I just kind of slash him and he drops it. And I must have hit him way too hard because I was using a heavy wooden stick that was old instead of the light graphite sticks. And I broke his ankle. And he fell, and he fell down screaming. This is like oh. what the fucking Canadians did to the Russians. Yes. It's yeah, the much, Flyers. Pretty much. Yeah. He broke his ankle and he fell down. And then they had to stretch her out. And I just had to stand there. I had to, 
I had to stand there. Taylor the Slayer. Shame. I had to stand there in shame. <laughs> like ill-fitting pads that people just donated to me. So now, was, now let me ask you: When like you do a that, Frankenstein of hockey, wearing ill-fitting pads, watching this kid get carried off. This is the kid you crippled. I'm curious. Like, was he was from another school? I guess. Like, like he was. He, he was, was a rival. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. good. On at the least. C I team. So <laughs> do you recall I just if ruined he, his year. He's a do you remember? Schooler. Do you remember if he was a middle schooler who was great and was like a shining star who was gonna go NHL in, at like seventeen, or if he was like some like senior who was just crappy and and I I don't remember. It wasn't a senior who was crappy, but I can <laughs> I remember that like at that age, like being oh, a junior in high school, I was already like the size I am now. So there's like a. Little over six foot guy barreling down on the <laughs> five foot two kid like ah! <laughs> sweeping at him because I wanted to keep scoring. You should have been able to catch him oh, at that size. What a fucking monster, yeah, dude! I was, I was, I didn't realize what I was doing, but I tried. So someone oh, bigger than me was playing like a bully in my thing, and uh, at the time I was doing woodworking like every day, and there was this guy, Eric Stanford, Eric Sanford, I don't know, but he was a former pro player, and he gave me like a fucking like 14 bullet point list of dirty moves to do when you like it, it like if you can't beat a player straight up, this is how you handle the situation, and it was like like you know. I don't know, like dump the puck. That's incredibly useful. Yeah, it was it was really like effective stuff. Like you dump the puck on the boards behind your own net, right? As the guy comes, pull his feet out. And then he says, it's like boarding, but he torpedoes himself. It's mm -hmm. just tripping. It's not as big a deal. Um, there's all sorts of like temporarily give the puck and then play his body or you know and hand it to him and make him vulnerable type stuff. Um, all sorts of like you know pull your pull his feet out um you know the the benches where the glass ends he's like mm -hmm. it doesn't take much of a bump at all if he's skating past the glass where the where the glass starts he's like just bump him into the glass where it starts it's so solid you know they, they'll knock themselves out he gave me a whole list of like dirty tricks to do that that was amazingly effective it's cool. oh they're they're so effective that's actually going back to my story that's only one of the two times I've broken <laughs> someone's ankle when they were playing. And the All other right, one so when I was I was a goalie. And if you're like Kyle won't understand because he never played hockey, but when you're a goalie, like you're basically like a chick in a bar. If anyone fucks with you at all, there's a bunch of people to come be like, What are you fucking with him for? What are you fucking with him for? And just like immediately defend you in any situation. But they also pull shit where they try and splinter you, and they try and just jab at you for no reason. What's and splintering, splintering you? Splintering is uh, the area between, I'm trying to describe it correctly, the, where your knee bends and the, the mid part of your thigh where your hockey pants go. A lot of goalies don't wear protection there. They just mm -hmm. have their skin. And so if you cover a puck, you're icing the puck to you know, end play, they will come in and under the guise of trying to get the puck out, they will stick their stick underneath where your leg is and continually pull out really quickly, giving you fiberglass splinters and wood oh, splinters depending on their sticks right now, under look, your look, leg. That kind and of it's play, awful. No, I wouldn't put up with that shit. Like that's the kind of shit where like I would hang on to the puck so the game couldn't continue. <laughs> it would have oh, to, it like, doesn't matter. You're trying to hold on to the puck, and that's when they're doing it. While the refs stop, are trying to spread everybody point. else out. Yeah, that's this isn't point. baseball. People don't give a shit. 
And no, so it's they're true, trying to though, it would you. all stop and they would want their puck back so the game could continue. Yeah, and that's see, when me and this guy would have to face off. Like, there would be no splintering. Like, I would have to leave the game to get my Band-Aids, first of all. <laughs> so, on my way out, I gotta fight this guy. Like, that's because yeah. I'm leaving anyway. Like, there would be see, no... I wouldn't continue a game after being splintered, and I'd have to hurt that person so goddamn bad for you, splintering exactly. me. Exactly. You, 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 you gotta hurt him real bad. And so I took note, and I remembered, I was like, all right, number 59. Number 59. <laughs> you pulled the water at the right number. And he played... He was forward and so i knew that next time number 59 was trying to block me up and screen me so i couldn't see the puck and then a big group of people came in so the refs couldn't see i was going to do something so the next time he did he got into my crease which is the blue circle in front of where the goalie stands and when you get in a goalie's crease you're in his house you're in my house i'm gonna fuck with you and so i took my bladed goalie stick look it up if you don't know what a goalie stick looks like it's got it's, it's basically a sword made of wood <laughs> and i just was down there and i just saw him and i was like number 59 i just hit him right on the back of his ankle so fucking hard i shouldn't have because it was like a, a, it was like a permanently damaging move <laughs> he, he went down like a pile of him. Someone dropped a sack of potatoes from six feet, just, <laughs> and then just all of his weight hitting the ground, and then me standing there like a chick at a bar, like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. <laughs> as, as the refs move everybody aside, like, what's going on here? And the guy's going, no, the goalie hit me. I don't know. No, I just, I'm just trying to stop puck. You know? <laughs> Had he splintered you just prior to this? Is that what he did to you? It yeah. was probably like, Honestly, probably like 10, 12 minutes prior in the period. But you got to wait until the next time they're close enough to you for I, you to do it. I'm so on board with this right now. I can't tell you because I don't like splinters. I really hate fiberglass splinters and a splinter back there. Like, that's just that's tender yeah. flesh. It's horrible, dude. Like, you then go you for play the, the rest the of the game. Shot. Yeah, you I, play I, the rest of the game with splinters. And I thought awful. the way this story was going to go is you took your stick and you went straight up between the legs. I'd have been so mad, I'd probably hit him in the head. Oh. That, that, that you would, like your move better? I like his move better. Yeah, that was. I, I, to be fair, I, you don't have to go like, Ugh! like all I needed was like a little raise from like here to here, and then just wrap him right on the ankle, right. really fucking hard. <laughs> and he he couldn't play the rest of the game, and it's probably safe. not the season. <laughs> <laughs> he never played again, cocksucker. I'm tell. Oh, that makes me mad. I, that splintering thing, like that's so absurd. No, I, dude, I, I don't know if people still all. do that, but that happened to me so many times. I have a little scars on my leg from where people like rake shit. In yeah. my hockey league, if you um <sighs> if you came to the, if you stayed late, then uh like another team if they short or they were short on players or maybe if they just had the wrong number of players. As you know, like ten players is good, twelve players is good, but nine and eleven kind of sucks because you don't get right lines and stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh so I used to like just offer my services like, hey, you guys need a man to like even up lines or whatever and play extra. This particular game, I came early because my team had the last game of the night and somebody broke my foot in like the second period. Uh, it, it, they just shot the puck real hard and it hit it right on the like side behind the toes. Oh, you, yeah. And uh, and they broke my foot. But oh. I was like, fuck it, I'll keep playing. So I played on a broken foot for five periods before my night was done. How mm. many OT periods did you have? It was two games. It was that oh, it was the play the game before, so that was two periods and then my three and then I was done. So, oh, that's, yeah. that's rough. 
That's something you, that, that people don't realize watching it on TV is how much it hurts to get hit by like they see players <laughs> just dropping in front of the puck and they're like, "Oh, that's just his job." It's like, "No, that's a piece of vulcanized rubber." It's frozen. Feel your tire if they don't, and then pretend it's that it's 100 times harder and uh, that's what a a rubber, puck, one. a rubber puck will bounce. So what they do is they freeze the pucks prior to playing so that they don't mm-hmm. they're not bouncy. And you ever seen one uh, seen someone in the crowd take one in the head? Yeah, someone died I've been in a Columbus two games. Wow, I, now that didn't happen. I've been to two games ever, and the one I went to, some guy took one in the head. Uh, that was pretty cool. He was only like 60 feet from me. <laughs> yeah, that'll kill you. Yeah, I, uh, my friend was a big fan. Uh, he was Lithuanian, and he had a puck that, at our apartment. And I just remember picking it up and being like, oh, shit. This, yeah. is, what they're, <laughs> this is what they're sw- swinging at so fucking hard on ice. Like, this is the thing that zips around so fast that they have to put that bubble over it so I can see it. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a real danger out rough. there. If it hits you in the protection, you're fine. If it hits you where you're not protected, then ouch. Uh, I wore a cage. I was going to ask if you did, but I forgot you played goalie. But I I wore a cage, which is what they call that wire mask. And good Lord, every game, something would happen. Sometimes to me, sometimes to someone else that made me thankful I had a cage. People just get like teeth knocked out, big scars on their face. You know, or if it was me, just like a big clonk to the head. It's like, I'm glad I wore a cage. Yeah. I don't understand why a lot of pros don't wear, you know, at least like a full face mask of the, uh, like the plexiglass they can yeah. have. Like you can have that glass or you can have the cage. I don't like the cage. Like if I didn't play goalie, I wouldn't be used to it. But I can see why people who don't play that aren't used to it. Mm. But Jesus Christ, it's awful. But every time I watch an NHL game, like. It, Perfect example, Alex Ovechkin plays for the Capitals. Right. He's missing like three teeth right now, and he makes $7 million a year. He just <laughs> lives nine months of his year with no teeth, just like, yeah, you have to play hockey. Like, <laughs> it's just all Why do you does. have to be mad? It's just game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's Ilya Brzgalov. That's the is best that? gift ever. No yeah. The goalie. Is, <laughs> I do love that like, one. Uh, it was uh, he was a goalie in Philadelphia, and Philadelphia is known for just trolling their goalies so hard and treating them like shit. And they were interviewing after him after a game, and he got flustered, and he was like, "It is the only game. Why do you have to be mad?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one to pull up. Hey guys, I hate to so do this fun. to you. I, you I didn't want to make it to the end, but because we got the late start, my stream yeah. is due to start in 20 minutes. I needed to get ready for it. I love I love being here, man. Thanks for having me. As always, twitch.com slash boogie two nine eight eight or twitch.tv slash boogie two nine eight eight. YouTube.com slash boogie two nine eight eight. You know where to find me. I'm I'm, I'm happy to be one there. of your favorite yeah. shitlords. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you, you guys are my favorite yes. shitlords as always. Just know that. <laughs> know that. So on, proud. Definitely Thank you so much, Boogie. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks. So I'm gonna have to fix the screen grabs. Kyle somehow still awesome. Now put his or Chiz's yeah, shitty yeah, hat. Yeah, he could bring Chiz in here to corroborate my story. Oh, I was saying we should all get uh, for. Oh, maybe I don't even want to say it on the air. Remember the 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 item that I thought we should all buy for a future show. Yes, I think we should ah, save dildos. the concept. Save it. Okay, I'd like to do that. Make that happen. I already picked uh, picked some stuff oh, out. Shit. I'm gonna go play paintball. Yeah, we should, this. Uh, we really should get Chiz in. I want to hear about his train escapades. <laughs> what kind of vagabonds he came across? The train folk. He said it's pretty decent. Like he's almost convinced me that 
It's definitely not ideal transportation, but as an experience, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. Like, like the plane is the best transportation for cross-country travel. But I don't know if you were trying to, if you weren't in a hurry and it wasn't like a business trip and you didn't mind spending another $150, $200 for the scenery and the experience of the whole thing, especially if you got something to do, like if you were another, with another person or maybe reading, I could see it. it would, I could see that. I wouldn't want to be sober the whole time. I wonder if there's some sort of a drinking car. No fucking way. No fucking way I'd be sober the whole time on a train from <laughs> L.A. to Chicago. <laughs> like, you got to have some sort of fun Choo-choo. on it. Choo-choo. <laughs> like, yeah. I just imagine crying myself to sleep at night. It would be... I wonder how loud it is in there. I bet it's loud. And it's not smooth. That's the big thing. Like, I want to be... <laughs> I want a train to be, like, exceptionally, like, levitating smooth. But it's not. They're just rocking you over. When I first started commuting on train, it's rocking side to side. Aren't you glad we didn't fly? (laughs) (laughs) And it goes side to side. Like the the thing was leaning so much. I'm looking at the other passengers to find out if this is normal. Like I'm just trying to read their body language. I like to, whenever my plane, uh, whenever an airplane is like getting exceptionally bumpy, I always like to look around and find that guy who's not, not much of a flyer. Like maybe this is his first or second time and he's like really, he's just like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> like getting really. I need a out. stewardess. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Like um, I, I I always wish I could be seated next to that guy just to fuck with him because I I can remember even like being at Six Flags and my friend had never been on any of the rides. He'd never been to Six Flags before. We were on this thing called Acrophobia, which is the standard um, seating thing where you kind of sit on a bicycle seat in your crotch and then the. The thing comes down over the top, and you kind of hang on here, and your feet are left dangling. And acrophobia uh, basically lifts all the riders straight up, 250 feet. You hang out for a minute, then it tilts you all forward, so you're kind of like looking straight down to where you're going, and then it drops you all, like 250 feet free fall. It's scary as fuck. Uh, it's probably the scariest ride I've ever been on. And, but he's right next to me, and I'm like clawing at like his buckles and straps and trying to like undo them while we're at the top. And I'm just like, "Come on, man, let's get the fuck out of here. This is crazy." And then he's just like, "No, no, no!" Just like hanging on to it for dear life. I like fucking with people, so <laughs> I know Hopefully. you do. I, uh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna do an A make question. I no, thought that was hear a trend. All right. All right. Are you gonna buy that newer old Camaro? I don't know. My dad. I showed you my dad's project car. I think the other day that um, I think it's a it show. was cool. Um, let me see if I can find a picture of this thing. Uh, so you want an old sports car and a new truck? You I think, think that's that, the better way to go. <coughs> I don't know if there is a better way to go, but uh-huh. I think I would like that. Um, and you know, he's uh, he's pretty good at making cars, and the, the thing's gonna be really fast. I think this is a Chevelle. I don't know my old cars very well, though. Oh, shucks. Ah, looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> That's uh, so, Monte Carlo? The, I don't the, know. The, hang on. Yeah. The, the fenders are taken off right now. Here's it from sort of the back slash. Oh, well, shucks. I liked it before because I had a good excuse to not know it. Mm. Um, it looks like the kind of car I wouldn't pay any attention to. I think it's a Chevelle. <laughs> and, uh, and once it's put together, it, it looks very nice. <coughs> I Have bet. you considered the Chevette? That's a nice Chevette. car. Uh-huh. Chevette's a piece of shit. <laughs> I know. No, the Chevette is wildly <laughs> superior to the Chevelle, Kyle. 
So I asked both if, have awful names. Woody, will Only you ever buy a sports car? And if so, what will I get? Um, I don't, they're just not what excite me lately. Plus, it feels almost cliche. I hate to not get something just because everyone gets it, but God, you know, like like you yeah. need one more YouTuber with some BMW or Mercedes. You're an adult. See, I, I even if I got to be a billionaire, I would never buy a sports car. I want a big fucking luxury car, like something that feels like you're driving a couch just around <laughs> the street. Just huge, so many features, a lot of headroom. Only Usb Blade has perfect. something in that class to me. Like he's got. What's this, he got? It's, I think it's a Lincoln Town. No, it's a Cadillac. It's a Cadillac, but it's big. It's some See? rarely found extended, big, extra large super Cadillac. I can see that. A big Cadillac. Like a big yeah. luxury car. I That's what I want. I think approve based on you know, what you said there. Uh, I want a big truck. I, 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 the Dodge Power Wagon is still the thing that's stuck the power in my head. Wagon. The Power I saw Wagon. That Chevrolet. I saw, I, I've been impressed by both the Chevy and the Ford recently. I saw the Ford today, the newest one, and I really mm. liked how it looked, especially the tailgate. And uh, But the new Chevy 2500 looks really tall. I don't know. I like, I like the way it the looks, too. Power Wagon is tall. It's, it's super tall. There's a truck company. I don't know. They're, getting, they're a little pricey. There's a place called Rocky Ridge Custom Trucks or something, and uh-huh. they take... They they take a brand new truck and then they put their spin on it like you know like they lift it and put um, grill guards on it and uh, like off road tires and all kinds of pack like like performance packages right. and they add like another ten fifteen grand to the price tag but those things look amazing. Dude, like, that, that's one of the reasons I like the power wing. Like it has a see I don't like the big grill guards and the like look. You need but, that. The Power Wagon has a winch built into a factory bumper. You can hardly see it except for the, you know, cable coming out the front. That's, yeah, I saw that. That's cool. That's cool to me. But um, sports car, God, I, I guess I'd like one. But it's just like this is almost fantasy stuff. Like I would have to have so much extra money before I threw down for a nice sports car. You could get an old. You could get a nice sports car for cheap, though. Like you just have to change your definition of nice sports car. Like like don't get a brand new like late model like Mustang or Corvette right. or something. Like what if you got like a 1998 uh, Mustang Cobra or something or a 2000 or something like that. You could get something with 400 horsepower from like 2000 that would still be a reliable, fast, fun car for like eight or twelve grand probably. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like a fifty thousand dollar expenditure. You could. Like that Chevelle or whatever, like those old cars they're building over there, they start out with like $8,000 cars and then sink another 8000 into them and then they got like a $30,000 car that they've built themselves. Even so, like it, it, I, for me to like blow even the numbers you're talking about, sixteen grand on something, I would have to have like an extra million before I threw away sixteen grand on something like that. But it's a project. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that, that I could get into. I mean, if it's a hobby. What else we that got just here? doesn't sound like fun. It is fun. What doesn't sound like fun? Doing a car? Is spending that much money to buy a car that Kyle just admitted someone who bought an $8,000 just shell can put $8,000 into. Oh, you got to have a lot of sell it to you for 30. You could, but you've also got to have all the know-how experience and like the the shop and the tools like I mean, you know. It's that's uh, he does he paints them he does all the engine work and all the body work and all that stuff himself. So it's. Are you all about like the sports feel, or would you ever want like a big luxury sedan? I like nice things. Uh, it could. I, I like all nice things. It, I would love a, a big Cadillac. I would like like a like a um. 
what's uh what's the the uh escalade like like a, like a new escalade would be really cool those things look great but They're i also nice. but I also like like the the bmw m4 like a, like a tiny little like uh, like german sports car with tons of features but also like like the new corvette but i also like that power wagon thing that's cool i just like nice stuff so i'm not picky i, I and Kyle sells it so well. I feel like that's me too. Yeah. <laughs> I like nice things. Yeah. I, I know, <laughs> like, like I know all these guys who drool over nothing but trucks. They're just like, oh, horsepower and torque and oh, 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 like fucking Tim Allen just right. jerking off to trucks. But, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's a really nice fucking truck. That's, that's great. That's nice. But I could get into that just as equally as I would like a 37 like rat rod that that they've left that exterior all rusty but they've made the drivetrain you know super souped up and it's kind of a sleeper slash like show car kind of thing like I'd love that just as much I just like nice cars interesting cars same thing with guns you know I've got I've got a $180 rifle that I've been playing with a ton lately meanwhile I've got I've got $10,000 rifles that I'm not bothering with at all Lately, I've been moving, so I, I have this 18-foot trailer. It's like 16 feet with a two-foot dovetail. And uh, pulling that thing around on the highways and stuff, it makes me feel all like, ah, yeah. And like, it, it, it's working. I, d- d- see, I need a truck because I do shit like this. <laughs> you know, is I, I feel like I have to justify it, but uh, I, I just like it. I was, I was about to take a picture of the, my truck pulling the loaded trailer today. It's got lots of big cabinets on it and uh, refrigerator and stuff like that, and that's a... Yeah, it's a, a haul, I guess. But you ever see someone driving down the interstate and they've got their car completely crammed with like trash and yes, like there's two. What there's is two the ca- story on that? Oh, there, that's what I was getting at. There's, there's like, in my opinion, there must be only like two, two scenarios that I can imagine. Like, like one, maybe they're moving right and it's crammed full of their belongings. I understand that. I get yeah, that. Whatever. Yep. But sometimes it's like garbage. It's like an enormous amount of garbage. And I'm not the cleanest guy. I, there's some McDonald's bags in my car. That's, uh, that doesn't bother me. Woody, thought, Woody, Woody was all grossed out by my back seat. I'm but cleaner than Kyle. He's cleaner than Kyle. That's, that's, <laughs> but, <laughs> Go on. but these people will have like dozens of bags like crammed up like into that space under the back window glass, like, like up there where the speakers are. My contractor was like seats. that. Like trash yeah. back there. You got trash back there. You got problems. He That's had ridiculous. so much stuff in his car. Now, some of it wasn't trash. It was like those signs that say we're building here or whatever. But um, uh, he also had like, you know, just trash, you know, Starbucks tipped over iced coffees or whatever. It, it like he liked it. He's like that way. No, one, I never have to give anyone a ride because it's so disgusting and filled with garbage that you. Wow. What like, a great out he's found for having friends. <laughs> he fooled the system <laughs> yeah yeah he loved it he's like i never have to give rides it's like dude oh uh. i just don't flush the my toilet after i shit so i don't have to worry about friends coming over or any company everyone steers clear that's ridiculous uh um huh are you guys happy with what pka has become and where it's gone in the last year with so many large changes what does the next year hold for pka Yes, I am overwhelmingly we... happy with what happened in the last year uh, <laughs> because it added me. And y- if and you if it. you look at the last year, just for everyone's um, you know uh, viewpoint, so you, you you understand what the last year has been. I think it's been almost exactly a year to the day since we did the survival trip in Uari, and I got sick, and wings uh, didn't come, and all that happened. I think it's been like almost exactly a year, like three hundred six. Yeah, that's about right. Days. Yeah. 
Um, so, yeah, if you, if you think starting from there, I think we've done really well. Uh, I think that we've made the show itself better, like the product, that, the final product, and the way that, and the number of products. You know, there's more stuff going on. We're doing, we've done a few trips. We've done, uh, we're doing the PKN thing now. Uh, every now and then we do a PK plays, I suppose. Uh, but there is uh, more content, and, and all of the content that there is is better than it ever was before. Uh, people, people like to have a fond look back on like past shows with, a really, uh, with rose-colored glasses, like especially some of Wings moments, which were just not that funny when you really stop and break them down and look at what was going on. And I think that uh, uh, adding Taylor to the, to the mix is, it has, has been great. I think that adding Chiz to the mix has been really great as well. Chiz working in the background, securing uh, hosts, or excuse me, guests, uh, securing sponsorships and stuff like that, which uh, make everything work better. That's been great. And uh, I think um, I think I, I think that's about all I got. Yeah, I think it's better. Uh, I'm happy with where it is. Oh, as far as where we're going to going to go in the next year, I hope we do more trips. I, I like the trips. I really enjoyed hanging out with Woody and Joe and Chiz. Um, that was I, super successful. Like I I I um I enter a trip maybe just the anxious version of me, but I enter trips nervous. Like you know, are we going to have same. enough fans? Are we going to have you know? Is the sponsor in this case uh, Romeo from Paintball? Is he going to be happy with the with the, how everything goes down? Uh, you know, like it. I just worried. Are people going to have fun? Right. Even if there are a lot of people that come there, but they all just melt in the sun and it's yucky and yeah, that's not a good turn thing either. It was wildly successful. Like on, on every count, the, the hosts, the sponsors, and the fans were all happy, and uh, and it you know makes me want to do it again. Yeah. So that so um turned out really well. So yeah, that's my answer to that one. Yeah, that's a good answer. Thank you. That was a very good answer. Very flattering to me. I appreciate it. Uh, Woody, at what moment did you know Jackie was going to be the one you were going to be with for the rest of your life? That's funny. So I told her that she was the one that I was going to be with for the rest of my life almost immediately. But that was because I was trying to get laid. (laughs) So uh, the actual reality, I I, want to say it was like... Like when I really sort of you know decided on that, um, it was a couple years in, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it was when I was ready to marry her. You know, but the whole time, like she didn't think of it as a trial period; she thought it was inevitable. But to me, I was like, ah, you know, I grew up a lot when I got a real job. I'd like to see her get a real job and make sure I still like this version of her. You know, I'd like to see her finish school. I'd like to see this. I'd like to see that, and just make sure that she didn't like change up on me because we were kind of young. And uh, at one point, she had, in my head, like sort of cleared all these hurdles, and uh, we weren't living together, which was clever on her part. And uh, it was like, well, I'm just done with her leaving. Like, I, I want her here all the time. And um, that was pretty much when I decided to propose. It was like, I just, this, this her not staying here stuff is, is no good. How old were you? 22, I think. Jesus Christ, I'm behind. <laughs> Turned was, 24 yesterday. Yeah, now I was kind of ahead of schedule, if you call it that, you know, but I did a lot of this stuff early. Like, I remember when I worked at Cisco, there was like a fellow 26 year old, and uh, he was kind of slow in graduating school and, and whatever. Whereas me, like, I had had four jobs at that point. I had a wife, I had a house, I had a child, and uh, and I was 26. So, you know, I don't know. I'm, I, I, amongst my friend group and stuff, we were always the first to get married, first to have the kids, etc. We did that early, but it worked out well. Mm. 
How old were you when you had Hope? 26. Oh. Yeah. Kyle, you're behind, man. I still got two years to make up for I'm it. way ahead. Hit the Woody side. <laughs> 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 you asshole. <laughs> I'm way ahead. I am, uh, I'm saving up all that money that, that children and wives cost, and I'm, I'm investing it into guns and ammo, and I'm happy with my, uh, with my decisions. <laughs> I, uh, Woody puts it best. He says, I, I make a good uncle. And I think he's right. I, I'm great in a, you know, if, if, if you need me two or three days at a time to be responsible and, and all that stuff. But I just don't think uh, that I'm, I'm, I'm very well cut out for that uh, What did that she just lifestyle. give you? What did she just give you? He's not listening. What did you get? What did she just give you? She handed you something. What is that? She, she gave me Kyle as a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be a beer. This is better. <laughs> it looks like I've got a uh, an MP7 with uh, <laughs> an MP7. <laughs> yeah, with with a uh, with an EOTech there. I like that. Nice PW. <laughs> And then uh, she always puts a lot of space between the nuts because I she says they're that. they're moving, they're running. Yeah. That's that's so you can imagine my stride. Well, that's <laughs> um, very wow, flat. very flat. Look at how uh, your hair goes into the penis head. I see it. <laughs> I love that. That's where I part it. That's where I part it. Right. In the <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, that's great. great. For yeah. those of of you who missed it out, I missed out last time. Uh, Taylor's girlfriend makes those penises for fun. Very, very graphic penises. This is a super. And, uh, oh, go on. Kyle suggested that she tell her thank you. Very, I thank her very much. Oh, he for, thanks for, you very much for making me into a a dick. <laughs> Have you watched Fargo yet? I've seen the TV show. The TV show. No. I seen it. Oh, no. Never mind. She based your character off of the main character oh, in that right. if you want to watch. I it. see it. I see it. That, yeah, see? That's, he's I, got he's got yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Him, I don't know about this. Yeah. I'm not sure what uh, maybe maybe it's like a laugh line. I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe a little. It's a cock and that's you. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if my ball feet look slightly different. <laughs> Kyle, this one's hard to answer, maybe. I don't know, we'll see. Um Kyle, if YouTube ceased to exist today and you couldn't make Russian videos anymore, what would your backup plan be? I have something I'm working on right now. I actually went and got some, uh, I'm working on, uh, I don't know, I got some fingerprint cards uh, done today and uh, I'm going to see my lawyer. Too. I'm working on something. That's the answer. He's got uh, a so thing. I, I've got sort of a... I a, know what this thing is and I am incredibly bullish on the concept. It, it, Kyle could launch into the next stratosphere of income. It could go super well. It could. And I think in the worst case scenario, it's going to be one of those things that, that does okay at the very least and makes money. And, you know, it'll make five to $10,000 a month every month. I just feel like it will. It, it just will. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if it was 75, 100 a month. Yeah, it could. Um, you know, that's, that's, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic. I'm going to, I'm going to get into it pretty, pretty soon here. Uh, so Kyle, have you ever thought about hiring a full-time assistant? <laughs> I get asked that so much, and the answer is absolutely not. No, I need. Uh, I need he has in one. His name is Jeremy. 
No, Jeremy's got a job. I'm just making that up because I forgot the other guy's name. Jeff? Yeah, Josh. Josh. Josh this guy's pretty good. <laughs> Personal. Right, okay. I, I, I've, I've considered moving Chiz on in before. We've actually had that talk before. I, I think Woody's had a similar talk with him before, too. But if, if, if Chiz would ever quit smoking, he could totally be like uh, assistant to to the region. Would he be assistant to Mr. Gamertag or assistant <laughs> Gamertag? I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, Chiz <laughs> actually might be quit. a useful look guy, guy in your thing, but I don't want to lose him. Um, <laughs> it doesn't smoke. Look at this guy. Um, not a puff. Not a puff. But yeah, I, I think you need someone who, you know, it can't be a, a Jeremy class guy, right? You need someone who's a, a, a grown up who reliable and professional and, and doesn't make dumb mistakes. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I think I can handle the whole thing by myself as long as it's in that like $5,000 a month range. But if it were to do something insane like you're describing, like $50,000 a month range, I'd of course like find someone who was someone like Taylor, who was uh, who knew what they were doing to come in and like, you don't really need to know what you're doing. You just really need to have a good head on your shoulders and be able to like follow the game plan. I think that's what it's about. Like, I don't need someone who's like quick on their feet making decisions. I need someone who can be like, hey, Kyle, so the turbine thingy, it broke. Okay, good. I'm glad you called me. Shut everything down. We just got to do this. Like, I need somebody who knows what they're doing. So you just need someone who's not functionally retarded. Dude, because I can do that. My general contract. No, no. My experience with renovating this house has enlightened me to how many people have poor planning and basic logic skills right like in the in the case of the house it's like all right you've got to do this before this you know we're going to be work hey this thing takes two weeks to get in so we should make a call about that now so that it we're ready for you know so that we're not held up by it that kind of thought process is way more rare than i thought it was and i i how how do people not get it i i'm I'm finding this constantly yeah, well, you know, like the sequence of events that you do stuff, normal project planning, it it eludes a huge swath of the population. It does. Basic, uh, just like you said, that ba- management skills especially. I feel like that was part of it because I feel like if your general contractor were a contractor, <coughs> he could probably handle that. Like like if, if someone else were just telling him, be here at Monday morning at 8 o'clock, you're, you're doing drywall. He could do something like that, but he he was totally over his head. It seemed he should be self employed with, with he, scheduling all those people and yeah, yeah. making it all work as a big machine. What he which should is what be a work site is a be. salesman, and you could be highly yeah. paid as a salesman. You know, he yeah. should be in there. Highest paid deals. profession in the world. Mm, is that true? Yeah, it can't be. It is. <laughs> it can't be. It can't be because <laughs> like okay, professional athlete. I don't think that you would count that sort of thing. Oh, CEO. And, Porn star. Well, what is a CEO? You've got to break that down. Someone yeah, that's who's true, true. Fortune 500 CEO. officer of a given firm. See, For, the thing is, there's a lot of CPOs. What about a, like $5,000 a year companies and stuff. Yeah, right. yeah you could, in, the, in the long run, across it all, I promise you, salesmen are the highest paid profession, more than doctors or lawyers. There's just sales professionals get paid a lot sales professionals certainly get paid a lot on uh, average yeah and it's Being a job that's difficult to outsource is a gift 
And there's some things like like you may think of sales like like what are we talking about here? So so like there's retail sales that's a thing. But there's also and then uh, sort of low on the branch of the tree of sales I think is probably car sales. But even at car sales you can turn around and make fifteen twenty five thousand dollars a month if you're a all star. But like I I can remember guys who were selling cars who were like I want to get into selling yachts. I want to get into they always want there was something else that there was always something else where the commissions were sweeter. Where like yeah man you sell these yachts. You sell two yachts, maybe three a year. That's your nut. You're made. Like, and I'm just like, wow, <coughs> that is that would be cool. Like, you just show yachts. Like, and and that's all personality driven. It's all just, hey, how you doing? Welcome to my big fucking yacht. You want to spend some money? All right, let's go. Like, you just got to be that guy and be good at it. And I think I'd sell software. Ah, yeah, eh, that's not as fun. It's not as fun. No, 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 no doubt about it. But if I'm realistic, I could do it. I could sell. I'm knowledgeable. Not everyone can do this. You know, I, I get the problem that you're trying to solve, whether it be ERP software, testing, development software, whatever. Any fucking software business problem, I can <laughs> I can fucking sell it and understand it and and get what you know, like like it's solution oriented selling, right? This is the problem you have. This is how my pro- my, my product fits it, and uh, yeah, I, I would sell stuff. I think a lot of if what Kyle says is true, that salesmen is the highest paid profession, it could be a lot to do with the fact that salesmen, just by their very nature, are they tend to be more ambitious than the the normal population. Like they're they're looking to get ahead. They're looking it, to it, do something to make moves to get to the next echelon it, in life. One nice thing about yeah. sales is it's super easy to quantify their impact on your organization, right? If you're an mm-hmm. IT manager. You know, how fucking useful are you exactly? I don't know. We know we kind of need you, but I don't know. A salesman says, I brought in like $6.9 million worth of sales this quarter. Without me, you'd have had $6.9 million less. And I expect this quarter to make like a quarter million of that. And, you know, you do that four times. It's a million bucks a year. But, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, a quarter million is really kind of worth it to bring in I grossed, I grossed a mil. I grossed a million one <clears throat> July. Right. And, it's and, a lot of cars, even at fifty grand a pop. Yeah, and, and a thing about software sales is it's virtual goods, so it's like it's almost all profit. You know, the difference in in your sale or not having your sale is straight up how much money your company's making. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you could I, sales is fun. I, I always enjoyed the. I like sitting at my desk and watching the game uh, that that is like car sales kind of happen around me. Like everybody's been in a car dealership and they've seen it kind of happen before, but only like that day and you were there buying a car if when you're on the other end of it when you sit there every day and watch the same game get played every day and the same lies get told and the same body language and stuff and just kind of look around and like get a sense for how funny the whole dance is it's it's a lot of fun it's it's because it's the same thing every time do you go into car dealerships ever and are confronted by a bad salesman i don't because i hate that no, oh, I, I, I don't go for a couple reasons. One, they don't have a choice. They have to come after you. If, the, if, if, an, if their management saw them like not coming after you, that would make them look like such a piece of shit in their eyes. Like, like you could you get fired for not, not picking up a, a customer who was like wandering around a lot. Like if you were just like, oh, they're not looking. Uh, I've seen it happen before. There's been uh, some guy, the manager was like, why is nobody talking to that customer right fucking there? You guys are up here arguing about your place in line, sitting in these comfortable chairs. There's an old white guy out there looking at minivans. Why is nobody talking to him? And some guy's like, oh, I talked to him. He's not interested. And they're like, Kyle, go talk to that guy. And like three hours later, I did sell him a minivan, but I didn't make any money. They fired that other guy. Like, it's, yeah. 
So you've because got to be that approach. annoying salesman who's like harassing people. I know people that's and... true because have I ever told you guys about when there's a Lamborghini, Porsche, Ferrari dealership in <laughs> St. Louis? What were you doing there? Go and on. I, and I was like a junior in high school. And so I like, <laughs> I with my girlfriend at the time, I parked my Jeep like way off in the corner so they couldn't see me go in. And then I just walked into the dealership and there's like, they had a Bugatti Veyron there just as like a, a show thing. And so there was that there. And then when they were like 1.2, 1.5, you know, $900,000 cars just sitting around. And I just walked around for a while looking indignant in my preppy, shitty clothes until eventually someone came up and was asking me like, hey, uh, you, uh, you know, just looking around for fun? Are you interested in buying anything? And I was like, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm turning, you know, 16 or 17 soon and my dad said he was going to get me something like this and i'm just looking around to see what i like and so then the guy followed me around for like half an hour as i just like sat in these exotic sports cars and then just like pretended like i was looking at the wheel like eh. <laughs> and, and then i like eventually s settled on like a yellow ferrari that was sitting in the corner and i was like i really like this one but I swear to God, if my dad bought me a yellow one, I would die. I would never drive a yellow one. And, this, and the dude was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot more colors than that. That's just what we have right, right now. There's a, there's a black one. What do you think you're most interested in? I'm like, I don't know, man. Honestly, like something chrome. And then I left. <laughs> and that was it. That, I never chrome. went back. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> the chrome. chrome Something chrome. I'll be back. Don't notice that I'm getting into a 2003 <laughs> Jeep right now. <laughs> That's great. That's good. Uh, yeah. Um, they have to. They have to. They have to come yeah, in. Yeah, they got to come up to you because that sales. Uh, all right. What is your opinion on computers slash machines taking jobs out of the market? For example, the McDonald's cashier is being replaced by automated teller machines. Some believe the economy will take a severe hit from technology shrinking the job market in the next few decades. Is McDonald's really replacing them with machines? They might be. It's still total bullshit. McDonald's horseshit. closed like 700 stores. They better watch their ass. McDonald's is shrinking. Taco Bell and Chipotle are growing. Did you see that article? I'm sorry, that's completely off topic. I think it's a good that they're uh, that they're stealing those people's jobs with those machines. Yeah. They're always complaining about not getting paid fifteen dollars an hour to cook fries. It's like, well, let's just find a machine. No shit, there's no demand for you to do that. Have you sorry, seen we can't manufacture that. He's referencing a CPG Gray video. Or I probably messed that up. CP Gray. I don't know. Do you know the video I'm talking about? Uh, essentially, he he proposes the thought that while throughout all of human history. Every advance in technology has just created like a bigger, more robust you know, economy with more jobs. This time will be different. This time, when jobs get replaced, there will be no replacement jobs for it. And I think that's the horseshit. Yeah, I think it's horseshit too. I think that there used to be a lot of uh, women employed as typists. And we don't need them anymore. They all found new work. And there's a lot of people right now who are cashiers and they're going to have to get phased out, too, because that's a dumb fucking job anyway if you're a cashier. Let's just be honest. It's so fucking easy. You're just punching buttons into a machine. You're, you're, you're a middleman between me and that machine with the, and that box with the money in it. Like, I don't need you. Like, the only reason they're there is in case the machine acts up so then yeah. they can not fix it but call someone else who knows something about the machine over to it. The, yeah. 
the, the, the thing I use is this. It's like, and, and people have heard it before, but let's say you're in a village, right? Ancient times, etc. And there's eight guys out there with spears throwing them at fish, right? On the side of the water, throwing spears at fish, etc. And then Merka comes along and invents a net. Now, Merka is catching as many fish by himself as me and my team of seven other guys would with our spear fishing, right? It's like, Oops, sorry about that. So this net has put us all out of work. So what do we do? We work on other aspects of our village. We build structures. We build, you know, better thatch roofs. We build, you know, hammocks and pick bananas and whatever. And uh, it's not that we're out of work. We find some new work to do. I do not believe that there's anything happening now, you know, in putting cashiers out of work that's going to be like, oh, there'll never be any work. You know, maybe more people will have guys because that has to be real low end work, right? For guys that can't do high end jobs, right? Can we admit some people in the world don't do high end jobs? World needs ditch diggers too. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, right? So that maybe more people will have guys who clean their houses. Maybe more people will have assistants that go pick up their Starbucks. I don't know, but. There will be jobs out there for sure. Um, I want a Roomba the size of like an Ottoman that just cleans everything. They have Roombas now for hardwood floors. Yeah. Yeah, they mop and sweep and stuff like that. I, I think you should get one, and I think it's a, it'd be a worthy investment. Make a video of it. I bet you, Roomba might even give you one. I'd love to see like you film that thing and maybe put a camera on it. I was looking at these Roombas, right? Have so, you ever watched a Roomba work? My mom got a Roomba when they were new, like a new thing, and it is a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I actually, I ended up, it, it tricked me into vacuuming the living room one day because I watched the Roomba going, and I'm like, this is never going to get done. This random <laughs> happenstance of angles and horse shit, this is never going to become a full room. So I just vacuumed the room in spite of the Roomba. So Dude, that's they why they're useful. The other thing is I looked awful. up how many square feet this, like, mopping Roomba can handle. And it was 300 square feet. Wow. What are you going to do with all that space? So I'm like, I fucking need 22 Roombas to do my <laughs> Army. And they all, I would like that. Like, I've been playing with my drones a little. I almost used a drone on the trash man today, but he seemed like... Uh, uh, that would be cool if they all worked together. Yeah, that's that like, 22 Roombas? Are you kidding me? Like, they don't even make a dent in a, in a bigger house. I think they would be good for dusting and stuff and like dealing with like dust and pet hair and like, right, the fur, right, like dirt you might track in with your shoes on hardwood, like just, you know, keeping it from getting, getting fuzzy or anything. No, but, but as far as like that, that when you actually mop your hardwood floors and it's kind of, I don't think you replace a good scrubbing. Here's another thought. They're coming out with a Roomba lawnmower. And basically what it is, you stick like pillars, like right? maybe like four corners around your house or your whole yard or whatever. And you define that as the area that it mows, and then it mm -hmm. does that. And I'm like, and then I... you have to wait three weeks for it to finish. And meanwhile, your lawn just looks like a weird <laughs> jig-jag maze. Looks like a child that tries to cut their own hair. <laughs> you ever seen exactly. It's long and spiky. You ever, have you ever seen where people take and like drive a stake in the ground and take a rope from it and tie it to the lawnmower, and so the lawnmower just yes. keeps doing stuff? So, mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And then the, the rope shortens as it goes around the stake yeah. like a yo-yo. That's the smarter version of the Roomba. Like The Roomba just goes in its own direction. And it'll go over the same paths so five they, or fifty. They have more intelligent ones now. They they basically oh. it projects something on the ceiling and uses that to like more intelligently do its path. Cool. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, the one you're talking about, the original ones, they just bump into shit like a child's toy and just go in some other yeah, direction. That's, that's what I'm talking about. The ones that like they run into a stool and it's just like and just kind of like just turns randomly away from anything. I think it would be a good um, addition to your household cleaning. I think like if you had a couple of those floating around the uh, the Woody Manor over there. Um, maybe, maybe instead of mopping every 10 days, you mop every two weeks or something. And, and that's the quality you would get out of it. Maybe. But it's definitely not going to be a replacement for I want them to have a return policy. Like, that's what I want to know. Can I do this thing for two weeks and be Amazon, like, this yeah. is garbage. Dude, Amazon, that thing right now, like you could have it put in that room. Doesn't, and Amazon, <clears throat> they don't give a fuck. Like you could use the thing for a month and send it back to Amazon. They'd probably take it. They're Amazon has an amazing business model. Right, and a lot of the stuff you buy on Amazon isn't even from Amazon, right? It's just the Amazon storefront. They're, like they become the new cost of doing business for everyone who wants to sell stuff online. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Amazon. <sighs> I'm looking at the questions. This last telling one, you, what's that? I was just gonna say, I'm telling you, there's some shitty questions. You guys need to get more creative. You don't like the bo- I like the bottom one, maybe. Was it the one where we're like? Uh, Devo- the, because we're letting human beings who would normally die in the wild live we're... so here's the thing maybe you should read the question or maybe we should wait for Taylor to get back is yeah, that a new poster he's got him. yeah he added a Django poster nice it's hard because I have a special needs kid and he's pretty much saying like ah oh, this is a bad thing that uh, that it's not yeah. just the strongest surviving and I'm like hey wait a minute there's <laughs> you know? two, there- yeah, there's two sides to that coin, I think. I think part of being a, you know, an ev- the evolved I'm, version of us that we are is, is uh, it's not to survival. To the question, it's what is your guy's opinion on how national, natural selection in humans is currently taking place? Example, mentally incapable animals will never survive in the wild, and yet humans appear to play God and try to keep all forms of handicapped people alive. Is there a line? Should all humans be treated equally across the entire spectrum, including including murderers, insane people, physically, mentally handicapped, etc.? There's a line, but um, I'm not sure where it is. I think it. I think it's going to change from person to person. I don't think all people should be treated the same. <laughs> not all of them. <laughs> yeah, also, I, I think to myself, like young Woody was quite the jackass, and um, I, I remember. There was a school administrator. My friend's father was like a superintendent or something. Like he's the guy that's the, a bunch of principal's bosses. And uh, he was saying that like kids should be like weeded out. Like they shouldn't even make it to 12th grade. If you're doing poorly, cut them, cut them, cut them. I think they might do that in Europe. I'm not sure. And, uh, and it just occurred to me like, man, I'd have been cut after like eighth grade. Like they just said, Woody, you're a ditch digger. Done. Mm. I think that's more of a problem. I think that's more of a flaw with our educational system, though, than with the the philosophy that we're talking about, the idea of the survival of the fittest and cutting people out. I think it's a a bigger difference there. That seems like a failure with the education system that they couldn't help you find your true potential and get those straight A's that that you should have been getting or into some sort of a technical program where you could have excelled into computers and or woodworking or perhaps become the professional hockey player that you were always meant to be. (laughs) <laughs> or invented some sort of a new sport, which was half hockey, half swimming. <laughs> now we're on to something. I remember that I tried to get into this computer program, in this like program for 
computer programmers, I guess, and uh, like a camp or a school thing. And they, they're like, ah, your, your kid's too young. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm smart. Like, maybe I could do this. I'm really excited. And they gave me some math problems to solve. But the thing is, you know how like in school they use the division sign, right? That horizontal line with the dot above and below it. Or mm-hmm. they'll use like either a dot or an X for multiplication. Mm-hmm. They were like four star eight. You know, can you solve that? How about, you know, 32 slash four? Can you solve that? And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I've never even seen stars and slashes. Hmm. And it's like, you motherfuckers. Now I know that, you know, you were just, like, swapping out the symbols. And I could have easily done those. I wonder how things would have changed in general. if uh, uh, Someone should have gotten on that. Yeah. I just, like... like someone I don't, sh- why didn't you ask anyone what the fucking symbols meant, man? I, I guess... Pride. I, I should have. I don't know. Like, hey, I, what I are these? Over... What are these symbols between the numbers? What are we inferring with those? I'm a kid, and there's like these people saying you can't do this, and then they put it in front to prove their point, and it was like, oh god, yeah, hmm. like an older, more extroverted, more confident version of me would have been like, slashes. What do we got going on here? Maybe, yeah, that's I, odd. you know, but yeah, I was taught both. I, I remember from an early age that. I think maybe on the standardized testing, maybe it is a dot and a slash for multiplication and division. And I definitely remember that, like, the, the, it seems like the simplified form, the, the earliest format that I learned was the dot, was the line with the dots on top and bottom for division and the, uh, you know, the X for multiplication. But, uh, but definitely later on, I learned the, you know, the, the asterisk type thing. Right, like right. Star. The asterisks and the slash. To me, that was a computer thing. Like, they didn't have a division symbol on the keyboard, so they just grabbed something else. Yeah. Is that not how they teach kids anymore with the line and the two dots? Because well, that's he, what I associate it, with it division. It is, but he was, he was talking about doing a, sort of a standardized test at one point to qualify for a computer t- class or something like that's that. pretty good, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And they... Uh, and they pulled the switcheroo on him, and suddenly it was stars and slashes, and he wasn't familiar with that with those uh, symbols, so he didn't do well in the test. And now he wonders, thinking back, if only he'd known what the fuck they were even talking about. Because yeah, the math wasn't hard at all. Yeah, but, you know, if it, only you had known, you might not be known. here. You I think I think I that. think we've all got moments like that where we think back and we're like, was I properly evaluated? Because I <laughs> feel like now looking back that all of that shit that seemed so hard back then was is just real simple, and they should have just taught it better. And I think that happens a lot every day. I think we've just got bad teachers. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of bad teachers out there. It, it's there's also just a bunch of lazy kids out there. I wish the standards for uh, for for teachers were much higher, and uh, and the motivation for students was as well. Does it seem like it's completely yeah. pay related? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Teachers. Well, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's no there t- are some people who just want to teach. That's what they want to do, and yeah, they're but they determined to do it despite. It. There, there's totally plenty. Of, like, like who? What teachers are we turning away? That's what I want to know. What, what person wanted to teach like sixth grade, and they were like, "I'm sorry, you're just not up to par." Like that doesn't happen. Like, yeah. will anybody who's willing teach our children? Uh, the most, you know, the fundamentals of life, apparently, when in reality, we should be treating those people like we treat engineers. You, I feel like the person who's engineering your kid's mind should be at least as well qualified as the guy engineering my eyes. Oh, yeah. That I, needs to apply to cops and teachers. Cops and teachers both need to be paid way more, and it needs to be a way more stringent, difficult thing to become one of them. Like, it needs to be... Cops and jerseys like, uh, like, like 70 respect. grand plus. Like, like 90. It, oh, 90? 
I yeah, saw the average like, pay in Jersey is ninety. I heard. I just read recently it was the highest. Chris, in the, they were talking about Chris Christie maybe in that article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really high. Yeah, um, but but te- I feel like a t- teacher should be making seventy five grand. Um, all that. Uh, I, I don't think they should be. Um, I see a lot of times where where it's difficult to get rid of bad teachers uh, because of unions and such. I think that's a a big load of bullshit. It should be. Uh, pr- there should be performance standards, and I realize that sometimes, and I. I I know so many teachers. My mother's a teacher. Uh, my ex-girlfriend's best friends, like two of her best friends, were both teachers in the public school system in Atlanta. Uh, and, and so I understand there are scenarios where you've just got a bunch of fucking kids that don't want to learn, and it's almost like the like a Hillary Swank movie or something. Where like, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say that too. Like, I, I, like if you're a dentist, How do I right? Reach these kids? And I'm <laughs> these kids. If you're a dentist in the Hamptons, right, and it's filled with like vacation home from New York stockbrokers and their families and whatever, and I'm a dentist in West Virginia. It's hard to evaluate me and say, Woody, you know, your customers are losing teeth. They've got cavities, etc." You know, West Virginia dentists must suck because these ones in the Hamptons outside, you know, the, the outside New York City, their people have amazing teeth. But, you know, it's not just the dentists there. It's the, it's the people that are your, you know, your client base. Teachers get the same thing. And you can't straight up evaluate a teacher based on how well a kid does on tests. Having said that... You know, maybe there is a way to evaluate teachers that uh, lets us get rid of the bad ones. I don't like the standardized <clears throat> test, though, because I feel like... Did you not do well? I, I did do well. Well. Uh, I did very well. well. I did not even well. an ancient well. There is now. <laughs> didn't do so well in English. But they... Uh, I, I did do pretty well at standardized testing, but I, I don't feel like it's a good uh, a good way to... All right, so I feel like if you've got standardized testing and then you've got teachers who are, um, you know, their, their job security is based upon how their students do on those standardized testing, then, of course, all they're going to do is teach the test. And that's not learning. That's not what learning is. Like, you should come away from American history with a firmer grasp upon American history, not the best way to fill out 100 bubbles on a Scantron. There's a big difference between the two, and I definitely can think back on those differences between the the classes that i mean they're, they're i don't think i ever paid attention in economics i don't think i learned a damn thing that you know i watched the history channel and and that was my economics class i think i made like an 80 something hmm. like that like i never learned anything in that whole class because they there was just they were teaching a test and it just didn't seem like it mattered i didn't learn any of that stuff that's true. Econ does suck. You you had you're talking about high school econ? Yeah, yeah. And I and I had like and I had classes where there were good teachers in high school. There were there were like, I remember I had a history teacher who who like went on and on about the Battle of Thermopylae and he went on and on about the Hittites and the and and this uh Zoroa, Zoroa, Zoroastrianism or something like sort of the precursor to yeah. uh uh, the God of Abraham that we're all so familiar with. And, and I absorbed all of that shit from 10th grade. I still got it. But I don't remember any of the other history classes from high school because they were shitty teachers. It also could be because you're just interested by ancient history that instead of other it. history. Because I remember a fuck ton of stuff from ancient history courses. And if you were to ask me anything about American history that's not really basic, I probably wouldn't know because it's just more boring. Ancient history is interesting as shit. I like, like both. Just, I, I feel like I like to see the America has kind of shaped the world in, in, in so many ways, and it's kind of fun to go back. I, I like the History Channel specials where they talk about the CIA operations in South America and all and all the uh, the democratically uh, elected 
governments that the CIA was just toppling and overthrowing so that you know we could control the the price of of sugar in this country and just all this bullshit that that we did throughout the decades yeah yes. they pulled some shenanigans they really did i wonder if that still happens like oh yeah all the time we just did it to saddam hussein <laughs> <laughs> that well, one was not, not really a backroom deal. Like that one was kind of. Yeah, that was pretty front. wide. After, well, that was pretty yeah. wide. There wasn't any. Uh, I, I remember <clears throat> all the the ways that they tried to kill Castro back in the day. Like there were Did tons they? of plots. Oh yeah, there were the tons Bay of, of pigs stuff. Oh, I mean that's a big one. That's that's the big mess and big pie on everybody's face. But there were little plots that involved the CIA where they were trying to like put. Uh, poisons and Castro's drinks, and it was a hard. It was a problem because you had to find out what his schedule was going to be. You couldn't get just get access to to Castro's soda. You had to know where he was going to be, so you could put an agent in that soda fountain so that he could sprinkle something in it. You know, because you couldn't just get to him. Yeah. So, like, I remember one. They time didn't have were, someone to shake his hand with a poison strip. <laughs> so no, you can't Seth, even go there. Uh, Seth Rogen wasn't available. Um, <laughs> He was, was like, where is that from? Is that Game of Thrones? Who is no. that? No. <laughs> right. It was, uh, what was that movie called? Interview. The yes, Interview. Yeah. Kim Jong-un. That was good. But, um, oh, God damn it. Did I lose my train of thought? We were just talking about... Murdering on. Castro. Oh, they, they, they had this plot to, like, uh, they were going to give him this toxin that would make his, all of his beard hair fall out because they thought that would, like... I swear to God, Google this right now. They they thought if they could make Castro's beard fall out, then he would lose like power. And then they that was part Samson? of their war against him. Yeah, yeah, that's like some Samson. Not like physical power, but like he would lose uh, respect in the in the you know it, it would embarrass him publicly in front of his people and stuff. And there were tons of plots to poison him with uh, you know poison, cyanide and all kinds of assassination plots. They never did it. Never could pull it off. He was always, uh, there was always some like bullshit mistake. Like it seemed like the guy dropped the cyanide capsule and it like shattered because it was frozen or something. They tried to contaminate his clothing with thallium salts so that his beard would fall out. And they tried spraying a broadcasting studio with hallucinogens before televised <laughs> speech. <laughs> some of these are kind of funny. Yeah. That, and, and these are the these are the this is the stuff that our government's been doing for decades and decades. And this is just these are the ones that didn't work out that we found out. Yeah, they found out about, explosive like, seashells by his favorite diving spots. <laughs> this is like the laugh track of our government espionage. <laughs> just imagine what the what yeah, like the bloopers are. This yeah, is this the, the blo- America's funniest home videos version. Of what they've been doing, and yeah, there has but, to be a lot no, more nefarious shit. If yeah, you know, there's plenty of plots. We're like, yeah, yeah, we just we put a bomb on a fucking eagle, and then we put a microchip in the eagle's brain, and then we flew it into the school. Like this we bit- call it an eagle bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you think you might think that sounds insane? During World War II, they had this idea. They were going to do this to the Japanese. They were going to attach thermite to bats and release them over Japan during the daytime so they would all quickly roost inside buildings and then the thermite would go off later in in the bamboo and wood structures that most Japanese made their homes out of. That is very creative. Yeah, yeah. That's a a true story. They they tried to do it. I don't think they accomplished it. But at the time, firebombing was all the rage. And in case you don't know, firebombing isn't just setting a city on fire, you have to look at the weather patterns and plan it out for days in advance, weeks in advance, and, and find the right, uh, the right um, scenario to do a proper firebombing of a city. They did it to the Germans. The right climate, yeah. So it's windy enough to spread the fire and cause yeah, maximum yeah. destruction. You don't want to yeah. waste a bunch of 
expensive bombs for no reason. Yeah. So yeah. we did it several times, and, and we we burnt. You know, we talk about the Hiroshima and Nagasaki with a hundred thousand people getting taken out by two bombs, but they gloss over the like tens and tens of thousands of Japanese and Germans we whose cities we firebombed and just burn them all right. up. That's why we didn't bomb Tokyo. It was already done. Yeah, it was done there. Yeah. I got a question. I like this one too. Hi, I'm a Song of Fire and Ice book reader. Inevitably, some storylines in the Game of Thrones have taken paths other than the books. I want to know what you think, especially Taylor, about Sansa marrying Ramsay, Grey Worm, and Selmy getting attacked and possibly killed. So does Sansa marry Ramsay? Does that happen in the book? I get so confused when I listen to the books. I don't believe so. Doesn't she marry Roose? All right, so without giving any... uh, any, I I feel like we're getting kind of spoiler heavy here, but... Does it... So Who's in the book, we're going to ruin this. So in the book, Roose Bolton is married to um, the to big Walter fat Frey's, from Walter Frey's yeah. like uh, granddaughter, who's huge. Um, uh, I used to know her name, um, but Roose Bolton in the books, not Roose Bolton, Ramsey Bolton, his bastard son, who's been made whole by the king, uh, is married to a uh, a woman in the north, who's like a noble woman whose husband has already died. And uh, Sir Ro- remember, Sir Roderick thought she was hot, but was like way too embarrassed to talk to her or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, Ramsay took her and married her and fucked her, like when nobody was looking. <laughs> and uh, and now like he uh, he took like he basically took her lands and her castle, like like he took over her shit by 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 doing that. So, but in the uh, in the show we're seeing now, um, and I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but they're saying that Ramsay is going to marry uh, Sansa Stark. Meanwhile, in the show, it seemed like they were shipping off some girl who just happened to look like Arya up to the north to marry someone. Remember that in the book? They mm-hmm. found an Arya yeah. lookalike. It <laughs> wasn't, yeah, wasn't Arya someone who looked like her? Yeah. They, they, uh, so, I guess the question is, how do we feel about them diverging? I like it. I think I they like. They have it. to diverge. They they don't have a choice. These stories are so in depth and incredibly dense that unless you cut a few corners you you simply can't make it as a tv show without going into 30 seasons where all the characters are you know 51 years old if they did 20 episodes a season and they should uh that would be great and 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 then we could have all that we could have strong bell ross and we could have um strong bell Bell. that guy was awesome Great. I like strong. Uh, we have all of the battles and the war scenes that they keep cutting out. But in the end, I think it's going to come down to budget and uh, and how many more years this thing's going to go on. And I think it's only going to go on for like two more, maybe three more seasons, and then that's it. They so, said it, right? Isn't it straight up two more they, seasons? They I have forget. said it, but they've given they, they've kind of suggested it. Okay. Uh, but I like that they're shifting away because w- for one thing, it produces some new content. It's a different storyline. I'm going to read the books eventually. The show doesn't have to match up with the books as long as we kind of get to the same place in the end, basically. It doesn't really matter how we get there. I think the book has oftentimes, or the, the show oftentimes finds more entertaining ways to get from point A to point B. The book is the official record. It's the thing that the mages read, right? The guys with the thing the the necklaces the cloaks, the, the yeah. cloaks they're stored away they're crispy whatever and some people know their contents but not everybody but it's the real in-depth detailed story of what actually happened 
The show is the songs, right? The songs that the bards tell, the the acts of bravery and the entertaining sort of Reader's Digest version of the the story. And they're both entertaining and fun. I'm glad yeah, they exist. That's a pretty interesting way to look at it. I stole it. I got it somewhere. I uh, <laughs> I, I love the second episode uh, of this season when uh, when Brienne gets in that sword fight out on the road and she just she just hit she just swings and like shatters the other guy's sword and then like slices him and then stabs him through the throat. That was great. I love that her sword just cuts through other people's swords and that she's strong enough to do it. Uh, I, I really like Brienne. Uh, that was great, and I love. In the books, they Doesn't really talk about the swords a, a lot. Valyrian steel sword. She it might does. have the coolest sword in the in the in the show. That's not magical in some way. Her sword is half of Ned Stark's sword, the bigger half that's been oh, reforged. Yes. But when they reforged it, for some reason, it did something that Valyrian steel has never done before, and it turned all dark red and black with stripes in it instead of yeah. uh, the standard Valyrian steel. So it's they it doesn't split even... it to make her sword. Or not her sword, but one sword and then Joffrey's sword, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she's got what I think is the coolest non magical sword in the whole show. I think I, I like still Stinger too. Or Needle. Needle, I'm sorry. I like Needle. Stinger. <laughs> I made a mistake. Give me a break. I like um I think that's uh, Lord of the Rings. I like light br- that's Sting. I like Stinger. Light Stinger. Uh Glass light blue orcs on there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Stannis Baratheon's sword glows orange and red and like fire when anyone's around. He's and they don't show it. They don't really show it off in the in the show. But CGI Stannis Baratheon has a fucking magical sword called Lightbringer that was like some sort of prophecy sword, and the motherfucker glows when you take it out of the scabbard. It glows like well enough to light the whole room. But nobody, we don't look, get that in the show for some reason. So he's yeah. probably got the coolest sword on the show. There's hardly any magic. I mean, there's no. Like, I can't even think of any magic on the show yet. Um, I like the limiting of magic in TV shows and movies and stuff because, like, I like Lord of the Rings where Gandalf is this super powerful wizard, but he's not constantly being like, oh, we're in a troubled spot. Let me use my key wizardry to make a new key. Like, that's what I liked about Lord of the Rings instead of Harry Potter. Which Harry Potter was just a bunch of ridiculous loopholes, and then anytime there was a problem, it was, aha, I have my special spell just for now. And it's like, all right, that's lazy. Whereas Lord of the Rings, it's like, all right, he's a strong wizard, but he has to actually do physical shit to accomplish this task. Not to say one's definitively better than the other, but I appreciate the lack of magic in favor of better story writing instead of just, you know, get out of jail free cards. What's that? There's a moment where like Gandalf and um, um, Legolas. I think I think it's the part where they're. Uh, I think it's the part where they're on that that snowy mountain and the and the storm snows coming down really bad. And it's right before they decide to go through the mountain. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and there's a part where they, they they have a quote where where Legolas says something to um. Uh, Gandalf to the nature of like if we had a more powerful wizard maybe he would just stop the storm and Legolas says and, and Gandalf says something back to him that's really witty and and funny like a like a cut at the at the at the elves or something and I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I remember it was uh, he said if you guys weren't a bunch of effeminate faggots this war would have been won by now. 
It was I'd no. It's, I'm like eighty percent sure. It's, right. it's really good. He, he's like, if, if if we had a more powerful wizard, perhaps he would just stop the the snow where as it falls. And and he's like, perhaps if we had a better dwarf, you'd just shut the fuck up. He said something funny to him. I can't remember what he said. It was a good quote. It's not in the it's not in the movie. But um, getting back to Game of Thrones, I'm glad they're. Uh, I guess I'm glad because I'm, we can't have 20 episodes a year. We're only getting 10 episodes a year. These these actors are gonna die eventually and get old and grow beyond their being able to do these characters appropriately. So uh, or just like Bran, they'll hit puberty like a fucking freight train, and then be indistinguishable from his former self a year earlier. He oh. has changed drastically. He really has. Oh, really? And he's not in the show this year, is that right? Yeah, for some reason. And where the hell is Stoneheart in all this? She did They have cut her oh, right oh, on oh, out, it seems. He's coming. And I uh, hope and is she I'm like 12 hours into the book, something like that. I need to look at my yeah, 10 and a half. She's in the first 2 hours of the book. If she doesn't show up in this season, I'm going to be really really pissed. Me too. I I've been telling everybody I know, I'm like there's something coming. And it might be crazier than anything that's happened yet. Yeah, like, Lady Stoneheart is hard as fuck. She's awesome. I, oh, if that's she doesn't right. come back, I remember you pissed. saying she's in the first two hours. And I was like, what about? And now I remember her. I, I don't know what or this... the, At the end of the last book, maybe. It's, it's, it's either in like she's the in last. She's the end of the last book. Is she in the fourth book? Not yet, but I'm only. I'm, I'm not even as far as you are. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, because I was getting a little confused there. I am. Uh, I'm pretty deep into the fourth book now. Let me see. I think I she's only like in the epilogue of, of the, the third book. book. Okay. Oh, third of the book. third book. She's in the epilogue yeah. of the third book. Yep. And then, Margaret, is she going to come back at all? Fourth book, I don't remember. Honestly, Shit. like, fourth book was a bit of a struggle just because they introduced so many new characters. I, just, characters. I, I was just kind of yeah. breezing and, through it. Like, the, come on, get me back to Tyrion. Get me back to Arya. Get me back to the people. Not I only get do they introduce about. a lot of new characters, but I want to say this: the TV show diverges from the book more than ever before. So I don't have that, like, structure that really helps me yeah. sink it yeah. back and up. It, it, and it's going to continue to be that way throughout this whole season because I believe... Doesn't book four run concurrent to book three as far as like the actual Game of Thrones timeline goes? They're no. just con concurrent pillars. I don't think so. And I, I say that because. Aside from Arya? There's like, like Arya, for I example, Ar is getting her training. Um, there's a lot of like um, shit going on with. I'm trying. In Dorn, oh no, they're consecutive. Right? Like book three In leads Dorn, to book four. Where they're, they're reacting to the Viper's death. Uh, no, two. I think we're pretty current. I, I think I, I no, they <clears> certainly <throat> don't run along the same timeline. Three and four are definitely like concurrent. Like one happens, okay. and yeah, because Arya's timeline is going, Tyrion's timeline is moving, the Khaleesi's timeline is move, moving, Jon Snow's mm -hmm. timeline is moving. Yeah, yeah, Jon um, Snow. I, interesting stuff's going on. Jon Snow. I I, uh, um, I I know some stuff about Snow, and I know I think I'm learning stuff about uh, the Greyjoys. That you haven't seen yet, Kyle. Hmm. I so. uh, well, I fig I figured out who Jon Snow's mother was um uh, a book or so ago, and I, I don't think you figured that one out yet. And we probably shouldn't talk about it too much on the show because uh, I, I I didn't claim to figure out myself, but I've seen the the what is it R plus L equals J. Like there you I, go. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I've been clued into that for a while now, but I just didn't like get it from the book. Really, I must. Oh have man, there's slept a slip through that they, or something. They you. 
Not literally slept, but no, I'm not <laughs> fast forwarding. I'm not sleeping, but it, like sometimes it's just like, what the fuck is it with all these names? And especially like these are dead characters. These aren't like storylines that we're really following. But um, I, I guess I kind of remember them talking about it. But there's, yeah, so there's one moment when the Khaleesi is at like the house of the Undying, I think, and she's having these whole all these flashbacks, and and they're telling these are things that had she happened. drank the thing and went through the area yeah. and had to keep and, turning right through the doors. Yeah, there's yeah. one area where she's there looking at the baby in the crib. That's a big key into this whole thing. Uh, that you just got to listen to the audio in that part maybe twice, and you'll you'll really get it down. Like who everyone is in that scene because she's she's remi- she's seeing things in her that that were th- things that happened in the past things that are happening now across the world and things that have yet to happen and things that will never happen because you know she sees i love when she saw like uh what her son uh drogon or what, what was mm-hmm. yeah whatever his name was going to be uh the stallion who mounts the world like she sees him in the future and he's got like a banner that's half uh it's like a it's like a stallion with like uh the fiery dragons or something it's like a mixture of her standard and drogo's standard and he's like you know burning castles down in westeros and that was because drogo didn't wear a band-aid when he got cut on the chest yes you fucking actually up he pushed into it that infection will take you down Exactly. Well, Kyle's got even received differently in the uh, in the uh, um, in the book. In the book, it's better in the show. It was a blood rider. You know, it was someone else's blood rider had sliced him, and he was just oh, just a scratch. Meanwhile, his nipples hanging off. It's just like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. man? Maybe you should get some medical attention. <laughs> Don't you think it was better in the show, though? That's one aspect I think was yeah. better. Where it oh, dude, that's one of the here, and he just kind of like shrugs into it like i don't give a fuck did you notice that i'm six five and terrifying have you noticed that yet the shrug was cool i I noticed that and i liked it but the best part about that scene is what he says (laughs) like like, this guy's like come on let's fight let's do this and he's just like when i'm done with you the crows are gonna eat the maggots (laughs) from your belly and like he's just like disrobing. He's like taking his own weapons off. He's like, I don't need my sword or my daggers. I don't need this. And meanwhile, the other guy's like, like getting ready to have this sword fight. Yeah. And he's just not taking it seriously at all. He's like, he's like, the rain will pour down on the holes that were your eyeballs. And he's just like, continues to get he's ready. Being, for the so fight. he gets like all the, like he he finishes all of his vicious things to the point <laughs> that he's like, after this. I'm going to eat a pulled pork sandwich after <laughs> this. I'm just going to go for a quiet walk after this. Like he, he, he was like a WWE horrifying. star. He was getting so hyped up about the fight that was coming. He was like, and the rain will pour down from the sky. It's <laughs> like, rain holy does that. shit. Yeah. And, and finally, yeah. of course, you know, he just takes the guy out like it's nothing. But he gets that fuck. He gets, loses his nipple or whatever. Infection sets in. He get, let that witch work on him. And that was the end. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm good. looking forward to the next. Uh, whenever I get to see new episodes, I, I the, recently the rewatched fifth episode. The fifth episode. I uh, I really hope um, that they do something with um, Stoneheart, if that's what you're calling her. I, I didn't know that's what she was called until you guys kind of clued me in on that. But I, we all know who I'm talking about. I want I want some semblance that she's there. I want more magic. Uh, too much magic, and you lose all respect for the show. But mm-hmm. this is a show that needs a little more, like. Just a little and more. more dragons. There's a lot of magic in the books. There's, there's, there's magic everywhere. And, and everybody's a lot of it, it's not magic. significant to the storyline, but there's hints of magic that make you think great things could come, right? Pyromancers climbing ladders ladder in the, the air made of fire. Um, 
uh, just I forget. He's it like the wall or whatever the big wall on the north that Jon Snow is guarding and stuff is, is encoded with magic there's magic holding together is it dragon stone I forget all, you know, the, castles, all the old castles, all the castles that seem to have stuck around have some sort of magic walls that help them protect themselves against um, other magic and such yeah yeah against other magic and maybe dragons or something I don't know there's lots of magic the and- magic's play and the, the swords tend to be more magic and, and but it's still basically the same show but just the fact that, like, we need magic to protect these walls from the ocean gods is like, ooh, so magic's a thing here. It's a factor that you get to sort of play with and get excited about. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the show, there's there's just really no magic. All right, we got to get our cameras back. Yeah, I I like how limited they've been with magic, but now is about time that they get it up and running like more magic more dragons uh, one thing i do like about this season is you just see how m- little control khaleesi has over her dragons at this point where she has to go down into that dungeon and you know face them for the first time in months because they've been burning kids alive or some shit <laughs> and when she goes down there it's not like these dragons are like oh mother oh, you're finally here it's like they're pissed at her they're like, are you shitting me, chick? You're like, you call yourself the mother of dragons. Do you think we're re- retarded? We're dragons. We know that you're like a 15-year-old girl. Like, do, do you not realize that? Like, we're not happy about being down here. And, and I liked whole, that. That whole thing with Barristan Selmy and Grey Worm, uh, I can only imagine that they're going to be okay, but because uh, I don't know if they die in the books or whatever. I hope they... Grey Worm's uh, not in the book, so kill him. Grey Worm is in the book. Well, who am I messing up? Oh, is his girlfriend not in the book? No, the she's romance? there too. Yeah, she's there too. Why do they? I read they weren't in the book. I don't even know what her name is. But Grey Worm is in the book. Um, right. it's, she's in the book. She's nine years old, so no romance. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know why I said they weren't. Yeah. I said they weren't in the book because I read it somewhere else, and then I clearly remember. We them know being better in the now, book. though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, someone. I don't know. I don't know what to make a, of that scene. What, that was a great scene. Whenever Barris and Selmy shows up, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be epic. I like it. He- <laughs> because, like, okay, these guys are great fighters, right? And But I felt like he was walking into certain death, but did it anyway for honor. And that's a neat thing to me. He's, he's like, well, this guy's clearly fucked, but I'm not going to let him be fucked here by himself. I'll give it a go. Oh, yeah, he'd never run. Oh yeah. no! That, that, like, he, he would never. Run. I got a one in a hundred shot of getting out of this. Better than that, he he he, yeah. he probably thought he was going to be fine. I love that comment he had. Like whenever they were at the walls of Marine and they had to fight the champion in the in the show, he, he says, "I have more single more single combats than any man living, Khaleesi." And you're like, "Oh shit, that's <laughs> saying something." Wait a minute, you've got more single combat victories than any man living. That is saying something, and it's kind of twofold because you got to be really fucking old to like keep counting them up. But also, you got to be pretty badass to survive more than one or two. So, mm-hmm. and they, they just the whole show and throughout the books, they talk up what a badass this old guy yeah. is. Yeah, Sir Barristan Selmy's the shit. And then he He's just hardcore. goes wading into those gold mask people. Like, like he cut the one from like crotch to shoulder and blood went everywhere. <laughs> that was great. That like upswing. <laughs> it was like a shovel motion where he just gutted the man alive. It was great. Uh, so I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I, I felt like it could have gone on a little more. I, I felt like uh, I could I could have used a little, maybe add about five more guys to that. Let him kill two or three more. Uh, I'd have enjoyed that. 
I like that sword fight a lot. I, there hasn't been enough violence for me lately. I, I, wanted Arya I think, to think they cut back punks. on the sex a bit. I, I feel like in the first, what is it, four seasons of Game of Thrones, there was more sex than there is in the fifth season. Well, they cut off a lot of dicks between then and now, so. <laughs> that does slow things That's down. That's another thing. I'm wondering if they're going to go back to Theon at any point. Uh, or in the books, I guess. I'm wondering if they're going to go back to Theon. Uh, I'm a little lost about that because they haven't they haven't said anything about Theon. I, we just heard at one point they brought his 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 finger skin to Catelyn Stark, uh, but you know obviously that was before the wedding and all. That was pretty far back. Uh, that's the last I heard out of Theon in the books. Uh, so I'm wondering what's going to happen with him because I'm interested in him. I'm wondering if he just if he's dead in the books or uh, or what the deal is. So yeah, I'm pretty. I'm excited. I'm excited about what's happening with the Greyjoys. They've got an interesting dilemma in front of them. Well, I, I, I saw that, like, uh, Balon, I guess, <clears throat> got swept from the ramparts or from that bridge or whatever, and now it seemed like, uh, is it Usha or Asha? Which one is it? There's two different. I don't know. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's different in the show, so. <laughs> yeah. Asher. Osha, uh, o, Asha, with the O, is supposed to be Theon's sister, right? And Asha is supposed to be the wildling that's with Bran, right? Maybe, I, I think, so. or it, it could be like inverted. Asher I have no in idea. the book to me. I didn't, I'm not reading it, but well, the uh, the uh, Greyjoy's daughter, the the super badass chick. I, I like where I am in the books. Uh, she's yeah. sort of rallying the power around her. Meanwhile, the uh, the crow, the whatever they call him, the one eyed crow, or what the, the 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 uncle of hers who had been away forever. Uh, you know, he's kind yeah. of taken the throne for himself. Viserion. No, Viserion's the other uncle. There's the the uncle who's the priest now, who's like uh, always drowning people and shit. And then there's the uncle who had been away forever, who had it'd been like a couple years because Balon Greyjoy had told him if he came back, he was it meant death. And uh, his his ship's like called like he's got like a cool ship. It's like black and red, uh, like black sails. I, they call it like the Whisperer, or some crazy shit. I don't know. Should we wrap up Game of Thrones talk? I know some people like it. Some don't. Yeah, probably so. I on. House talk. I'm gonna sleep here for the first time ever. Oh nice. wow! Is everybody in your sleep? No, actually. So I wanted to move in yesterday, and uh, that might have been too ambitious, you know, that, as far as getting it all set up and stuff. So we changed it to today, and then somehow along the way, Jackie's like, "I can't get it all done, etc." And I'm like, "I." gotta get done and then just in terms of loading the trailer you want lots of weight towards the front of it or it gets unstable and stuff so i brought the fridge and uh i'm like whatever but the thing is i'm here till what 2 a.m i'll probably be up till 3 a.m with all the uploading and such so um i'm gonna sleep here tonight the rest of the family is gonna be in apex and then tomorrow we're all here for good it's not that set up like you know, the beds aren't going to be here for another week. So we're like, we have like mattresses on the ground and stuff like that. But I'm just kind of done with traveling here all the time and such. Like I wanted, I was like, Jackie, let's flip the script. You know, let's live in Raleigh and then run back when we need stuff and start mm. getting that thing ready instead of, you know, it seems like every time we're here, we're out of time. You know, we're here, it's whatever, too, but we have to get hope and, you know, we have to leave in half an hour to get her from school or, or whatever. And, uh, like, I'm tired of never 
like having any time at this new house. I want to live here. I was excited. Like I go downstairs to get water and I'm like, ah, yeah, this is like actually my real life now. Yeah, that's cool. I know exactly what you're talking about. That's, yeah. uh, that's great. That's awesome. Like, because there's a transitional period, man. And finally you're like, this is where my water comes from. That's my refrigerator. That's where all my food is. Yeah. You know, it, it becomes your home uh, pretty quickly right. once you get your, you know, all the things that make up your daily life there. You know, when you're brushing your teeth at that place, when you're pooping at that place, when that's where your, your food comes from, then it's your place. Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels like every time I'm here, I had to run. You know, it was like, I'm here now, but I've got to go get hope from school. I'm here now, but I've got to go do this other thing. Or, or my computer was in Apex. And there are a lot of tasks like, you know, live streams or PKA recordings or whatever that need to be done from Apex. So it seemed like I was always rushing to be there because of either work or family obligations or something. And now all those things, all those like ties that make you have to be somewhere make me have to be here in my new place. And that's, that's exciting to me. So, uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing that room, sh uh, you know, become its, its, its whole yeah. self. I, I'm sure you've got plenty of ideas and, uh, it's, uh empty and plans for it. Now. That's my, um, golden play button on the ground back there. Okay. I'm going to put uh, that on the wall somewhere. Yeah, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to seeing the place all dressed up. Yeah, I feel it. And I'm just like just doing the show in here and you guys can hear the echo. It bothers me a lot. Um, it's not that bad at all. Okay. But I, it's like, all right, we need to get some window dressings in here. We need to get some, you know, canvas paintings or you know, something to kill the echo that I got cooking. Yeah. So we'll get it sorted out. Well, you want to call it there? Yeah, I think that works. I know Taylor late. has to get to his uh, stripper job in like three minutes or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He will He's dozen. waiting. <laughs> <laughs> he, I like it. All right. Uh, good night, all. Uh, Painkiller ready, 227. Good night. Bye. Yep.